Welcome back, all you Get Fresh crew. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Moore. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, where I only have two questions for you. Are you ready for episode number 187? And do you have the chafe? The chafe. The chafe's so I don't have hot. any of that. I'm not ready. No? no, I'm not ready for any of this. Wait till the, the people chafe. get, once the people get these uh, books to the book section, they'll be with us. Hello, one <laughs> and all, and welcome to DC Comics Podcast, Got Weird Science Comics Podcast. The official, unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of August 4th, 2018. We are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Proud. Proud. We are on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics Podbean, WeirdScienceDCComics.Podbean.com, Twitter, WeirdScienceDC, and we have that website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review a bunch of books. I ended up doing my Mr. Miracle second opinion review today. How'd that go As for well you? as Teen Titans Go. Actually, I think it's a very good review. I, 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 oh, yeah. so I took off the gloves. I took off the gloves, started swinging. I, I I was swinging for the fences. I was just. Why'd you have the gloves on to begin with? Because you know you got to fit the funk some of these times. Something has to pay the bills. But then once it's a second opinion, you get My to just come out cold. swinging. Yeah, they might. I, well, I took them off, slapped you in the face like a Frenchman, ah. and then I did my review. And yeah, yeah, it it wasn't so positive. You ever tried to do a review? With gloves on? It's terrible. Yeah, I've done it. You voice to text like you used to do in the comic store. We also have a Patreon account at, at patreon.com slash weird science. Uh, you can go there and get a ton of shows, which later on you might even hear a little a bumper about all those shows and actually see that you can come and see us have some fun. You know, hear us laughing and, and having a grand old time. When we don't have to talk about these books, but the Patreon spotlight this week picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Cootie Boop Air Batman number 52, Mr. Miracle number 10. There's a little theme there. If you yeah. can guess, it's Tom King. And the Adventures of Super Sons number one. Uh, which, yeah, they, they pick pretty much the most fun, uh, that we were going to have this week on the Patreon. So if you want to hear us gush on that, at least the ending of it, and talk about the others as well, you go off to Patreon, subscribe at whatever level, get a bunch of other shows. It's just not, if you listen to our show and never go over to the Patreon and just assume the only thing that you get over there is the Patreon spotlight, that is not the case. That's the tip of the iceberg. Uh, plus too, just, you know, think about the idea idea that maybe you listen to this podcast and we spend a lot of time on it right uh, you could think that but it's not to keep the lights on though because right now i have my lights off i always have the lights off pants That's down bad for your eyes jimmy well it might be but uh, if i have the lights on and look at the computer it, it's bad for my vision and and everything else so it's something it's it's tit for tat there you know eating a cheesesteak might be bad for my waistline but it's great for my uh, nothing but i like tasting taste buds? i like well i don't even know if it's it would necessarily be good for my taste buds my pleasure centers is mm, what that pleasure. is which my pleasure centers for some reason uh, i don't have many of them anymore i, I think they've <laughs> all been shut down uh, there's been recall and and they're all all the people that worked at the pleasure centers they are unemployed now <laughs> 
And uh, they're not helping me out at all. Now, what else is not going to help me out at all is we're going to do the badass roll call here. I think they worked here. at Toys R Us because that's where my pleasure came maybe. from, too. Yeah. Or, or Blockbuster for you, Aaron. Oh, there oh, you oh. go. Well, everything that you liked. Oh, God. I'm hitting this. I'm telling you, I have one monitor right mm-hmm. now, and it is causing a lot of havoc with me to get this badass roll call going because I, I'm sitting there. I'm trying to get to it, but also hit something else, and then I also have to switch back to another. It was so easy with two monitors. Ethan decides to throw it against the goddamn wall, and now all hell's breaking loose. I thought it was bad that night, and now yeah. me trying to do this, I'm like a juggler here. I'm juggling some fish bowls and a, a chainsaw, and I'm having problems, Eric. I, I can't do it. Now, do the fish bowls have fish in them? Yes, they do. Oh, you better watch yourself. But that's the thing. There's a life inside. Like I care. Listen, they're only there for the grand finale when I chainsaw their asses done. Oh, God. They're done and then actually make sushi um, like a chef at the end and make a volcano out of shit and then it explodes. Here you go, Eric. It's the baddest roll call. All right, Eric. It's the badass. Is he ready? You, you All got, right. You got some candy cigarettes there? <laughs> do they still sell those? You son of a bitch. Yeah, they do. They always do. Where, where there are kids, there are candy cigarettes, Eric, because you have to get them ready for the real thing. And these are the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. It's Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, Kenny Vengeance, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Haviland, Batman Beyond, Mark... G-Man, Manship, Brandon Murray, his name is not Brandy, don't ever say that, Bobby, Reggie, we got Andrew in Belfast, Pete from NYC, who is my man, as you know, Mm. Bill Beer, Polly P, Zach Davis, T, Thread Reads, Comics, Freddy, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Ulysses Jones, (laughs) Hakeem, Double A Ron Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, Jazz, and Ruben, Eric. There you go. Thank you. Thank everybody who supports us at the badass level and every other level as well. And if you are on part of the Patreon or you want to check it out, uh, you can check it out because we got a bunch of new shows happening in August and a couple things at different levels. Nothing changing, but some new level shows and things like that. One which uh, was inspired by our recent Necessary Nonsense podcast where me and Eric talked of rant and raves. One of my rant and raves does pet include pet peeves. What did I say? Rant and raves? <laughs> <laughs> one of our pet hey, peeves. What should we up, do? It ended up being rant and raves. But uh, one of my pet peeves and maybe a rant and rave uh, is people playing harmonicas, Eric. That is one of my – I think right now, I think mainly my pet peeve is life it, itself and having to live it. That That mm-hmm. is one pet peeve of mine, maybe a rant and rave as well. well. Are you really living, Jim? No. I don't think I am anymore, and that's no joke. We're going to pull back the jokesters oh, and say for real. But we also have a Marvel Comics podcast that you can check out, and it is called the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. It happens every Monday night, so if you're interested in the fresh start – Fresh Start. Fresh Start books there on Marvel. Uh, you can go and check that out. It's me, Brandon, and Eric. Last week, I was not there because World War Eight was happening at my house, as you recorded. But I will be back this week with a couple surprises. Ooh, Some wait. things up my sleeve, Eric, that you would never even guess. But before we go I off couldn't. to the books, before we go off to the books, I want to let everybody know that last week we had the wrong turn explains it all, where he described the movie. If you actually got to the end of the podcast, you would have heard, uh, you, what's his name? Wrong, wrong turn. turn. Yeah, I'm having problems. <laughs> Say this.
It's all about killing and talking. And he died because he burned his face. And all he does is whoop ass now. Okay. It's all about that. That is all about the killing, the talking. He's got to be died. talking about Freddy Krueger, right? I didn't even. I didn't even think though. But any of those make no sense. But maybe Freddy Krueger. He died because he burned his face. He no, says. No, he, I think he died and then he burned his oh, face. He didn't say that though. I'm telling you, listen. And he died because he burned his face. He oh, died because right. he burned his face. I actually was making it up in my mind that he said he died because he burned his face, or he died, and not even that, he died and burned his face. No, and the, the burnt face caused the death Cause of... Caused the death, burnt face. ...of one Deadpool. Deadpool oh, 1. Wait. Eric, now Deadpool 2. Deadpool 1. He hasn't seen Deadpool 2 yet. He was talking about... Deadpool, and anytime he comes over to you and he starts talking about a movie, I, I run and get my phone. <laughs> you get like, hey, wait a minute here. I said, wait a minute, buddy. Explain this, because I heard how he was so excited. So what you're hearing in that is just the excited wrong turn, trying to tell you, you know, all about the burning the face and the dying and the kicking ass. But it was Deadpool. Uh, some people said, like you said, Freddy Krueger out in Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, then when I said no... They went, okay, it's one of these fucking asshole ones. Again, it's Nightmare Dark on Elm Street 2. I said, it's no sequel. Yeah, Dark Man Dancing Mike thought it was Dark Man. And then Good some guess. other people thought, she's all that, somebody said, Eric, you get last action hero. You had, you had stuff like a Schindler's List. I don't, I don't know what they were talking about. Yeah, really. What the hell are they talking For your eyes only. But no, it was Deadpool. At the end of this episode, we will have another Wrong Turn Explains It All. I know what people are going to pick for it, too. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off the air, but I know what they're going to pick, and it is not that. So uh, we're going to go off now to the books. If you're not on the Weird Science Patreon, these are a couple things you missed this week. The Patreon-only spotlight featuring Batman number 52, Mr. Miracle number 10, and Adventures of Super Sons number 1. You're going to have to show me that Batman isn't good. I will. I swear to God, it's going to be Uncle Brucey's good time story hour. We sit just him want down to know like, how he's going to go and do this because I'm telling you, you have the Jerry sequester. Even him going and calling Nightwing in, like you know, and then Nightwing yeah. would have to show up as Batman. He's so because funny. That's what we have like, I'm a piece of shit. Oh I'm my not, God! Can I'm you not. imagine? They're there. They're sequestered, and there is an open window for some reason. He's like, boo, boo, boo. you know, Dick, you got to get over here. Dick comes in. He he's vaping. <sighs> what you guys want, bro? And I'm fucking busy here. And like, the oh, man, it, it's Batman. Who the <laughs> fuck are you? And it's the whole, he turns in the wrong turn. Goes He's that like, old lady. Hey there, yeah. pretty mama. And like, she's like, oh, how dare you? I'm married. That don't matter to the Batmans. And he just starts doing crazy You're shit. I'm Batman. He's just like, hey, wait a second. Lifts his legs. He's like, oh, man, shouldn't eat that goddamn chili. Let me vape some more. And then everything goes dead quiet. Everyone looks Everest. Case dismissed. <laughs> now we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we crave. Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more. And we want to hear
All right, it's time for the meat and cheese of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to pick the meat uh, right now, and it's kind of not all meat, but it is a delicacy called Solyanka. It is, Eric. That's a thick and spicy sour soup that contains fish and pickled cucumbers. There you go. I don't think I ever want to hear you talk about the soup again. We're going to have that with Gouda cheese thrown on top. Uh, for some reason, while that song uh, with Dancing Mike was playing, I was looking up Russian meat dishes. <laughs> what it the led fuck me, is that? It read, led me to a list of a bunch happen? of things, and I don't see a lot of meat in this. How about this? Uh, beef stroganoff. There you All go. Right. I there love There you go. You know that that does have smetana. Uh, on that as that a main lana? ingredient. No, no, sour cream in Russia. No. Couldn't you tell? How about caviar? You would know that. How about chicken Kiev? Of course I know big... that. Fancy how boy about, like me? How about dressed herring? Uh, would you like that? Maybe in a coat? Maybe a, 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 a long coat there in the herring? It dressed up? A little hat? Why is this, like why is this dressed herring? Go back to Russia! <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm telling you, I'm going down long these coat and my glasses. Why is he trying to be inconspicuous? What's going yeah, on with well, this? It, it wants to make sure that it doesn't get eaten. The food doesn't want to get eaten, then it's dead. You, you don't sure. want that, right? Pirogue? You want the pirogue? Like, I want to be eaten. I'm food. Hey, you want the rosolinka? The, the best is this. Uh, Rosolink is a soup made from pickled cucumbers, Obviously. pearl barley, and pork and beef kidneys. And it's weird. In Russia, that soup eat you, Eric. You don't what is it going to eat pork and beef kidneys? Is well, there a big I, difference? Well, there would be. I, I would say that there's probably, well, it would be, this, you know, one's from a pig and another one's from a cattle. I'm sure they don't have the same kind of kidneys. I'm sure if you ate a human kidney, it would be somewhat different. Plus, I'm sure that it's also You're just, wrong. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> With a nice Chianti. I think that one of the things is probably pork and or beef kidneys, but you know. And then you have chi. You know, you ever have that chi as cabbage soup? That's That's cabbage soup, but also can be sauerkraut soup, Eric. I had some sauerkraut today. I've never had sauerkraut soup, and that would be kind of the same. I mean, sauerkraut is pickled cabbage, but I had some sauerkraut today and ended up uh, liking it. I haven't had it in a while, but that's something that I can eat on my diet. So there, I had that, and I said, the hell with all of you sugar eaters, I said, as I laughed. I laughed. The belly laughed. Yes, you took your jello, <laughs> your sugar-free jello <laughs> upstairs. Uh, take that, you white bread eaters. Ha, ha, ha. I'm eating steak every day. Fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's fancy. I'm eating the, the worst. Like, if you could get 30% meat, ground meat, that's what I think I'm eating. I'm telling you. I, I end up, I'm cooking a, a pound. Us. I'm cooking. No, it's all fat. I'm cooking a pound of hamburger. I'm going there. At the end, I got like three little things. I'm starving. I have nothing. Jim, Jim, that's called flavor. Yeah, that is. That's flavor country, is what it is. I'm having problems on this diet right now. I'm getting a little lethargic. That does the meat happen. sweats. No, nah, it's just lethargic. Uh, some of the points as you go through stages of this, once you reach ketosis, Eric, you would know that you uh, you tend to get a little lethargic as you go on. But I'll pick it up. I will pick it up. Last night we went pick to Walmart. Now. And we were gonna, I was gonna have a cheat night. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do this. We go and we go and I say to Ethan, Hey, we should try that. And this is something I mentioned to you before. It was that Sour Patch Kid ice cream that you right. said would be disgusting. I'm looking yeah. at the directions. It looks a little nonsense, but I say to Ethan, you know, we should get this. Me and you will get this. And I say to Rafe and Logan, Hey, you guys go get something. Now there's a battle in this house that's caused me a lot of stress and, and misery. 
of the idea of you got this for that person, but you didn't get it for me, or you, he got that, you didn't get this, you got that, I whatever. Stop getting anything for and, and the thing is, well, that's what happened. They started that nonsense up again. I said, let's go. We left. We didn't get anything. And then Tanya was with us too. She was just saying, I don't know what she was doing. Her head was spinning. We're halfway there. We haven't even gotten now. You would know this. Uh, what I'm talking about. We're not even at the movie theater yet going home. Right. And they were bitching and moaning. I fucking slammed on that fucking brake so that everybody, hey, I got out. I walked home. I told them to drive home and I'll meet them later. They yelled at me for a while and I said, no, I'm walking home. I need the exercise anyway. Did so. it start raining? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't care. Uh, I was proving a point. The point being that they, they learned not to talk to me. At one point, I told them, you, you guys all just talk to me when you want something. So if that's the case, don't talk to me. So now I'm I'm. What shy. time was this? Because the thing is, I went to Walmart last night. Oh, we got oh no, recording. no. That was the and thing. I, you don't understand then. Then I went back and saw you and Jess pulling out. I, I did see you. So you, you just missed me. And in fact, if you would have seen me, it would be funny if you... I ended up not going because you go to the actual like part. I, I'd like to call it the stall or whatever, the part of the parking lot that I do. And right. I saw you pulling out. I didn't want to pass your ass. So I, I went in the one before <laughs> and went around and I went in. I ended up returning that NES classic and telling them to go screw themselves. Eric, that was that was my night. So there you go. Good. And Good. it's time for the books now. This is why I'm in misery and my life sucks. But uh, you know what doesn't suck? I would say that these books, but some of these do. And we're going to start. <laughs> welcome to the suck. Yeah, welcome, because we're going to start with Justice League. And I'm not going to say it sucks. I don't no. think it sucks. I like it. But I don't like it where it falls in the series. And what it doesn't give us does not overshadow what it gives us. Uh, you know, all that. What it, it doesn't yeah. give us. What it doesn't give us is the problem, not what it gives us. Because it's a nice, fun little deal. But boy, I, I want answers, and this is not it. And then before we go, and what I wanted to bring up is Scott Snyder this week said that when he wrote these things, everything is in like an arc, and everything right. by an end of the arc, that'll be all explained, then you move on to the rest, and they connect with relationships and things like that. Well, you have one more issue left here, Scotty, and I, I don't know a lot of things, and I think that I made the joke I, I think I was a prophet because I really do think that these things like the still force in this and all the other books. And then when we go to the flash next week and all these things with the strength force and all they, they think that we know what these are and we don't. So you can't keep referencing things. You can't keep showing or telling us things without telling us what it is. I mean, I'd love, I love seeing is. Grodd, right? I love seeing the Grodd. Yeah. But I want to know what he was dealing with throughout this whole deal, the first four issues, before I have to go back and see how they met him and Lex decided on the plan. I would have liked this issue to be full out, tell me what's going that, on that's deal the whole through thing the too. whole we, deal. We could have had, instead of Grodd just doing nonsense at the UN, we could have had some stuff with the Turtle Baby or something yeah. like that and still force us up. But no, something we, because, we skirted yeah. everything that we didn't know to not tell that whole thing. It's like, yeah. all right, here's some background of stuff, but – it doesn't reveal and, anything. And when we go, about. and we'll get into it with your blurb in a second. Uh, the other thing is, when you're there at this issue and you see this, it's it's neat. There's some, you know, it, but it's window dressing because yeah. number one, we know that these guys joined them. So seeing how Got they did it or why, without explanation. You know, it it doesn't do. And then throw out the whole deal of there's, you know, seven pet. Really, really, please. We have to know what's going on, but give us your blur. 
Justice League number five, written by James Tynan in the fourth, art by Doug Mankey, Jaime Mendoza, Will Quintana, and Tom Napolitano. It's time to go back and see Lex with recruit the Legion of Doom and show us why he decided to go all evil on our asses. But really, besides for going to the future of Lex to our city and seeing a dusty old basement at the Legionnaires Club, there really isn't much to this issue at all that doesn't do anything to explain any of the questions we've had up to this point. No, it's just like a fun little, you know, peek at the Doom side of things. What you're going to do... Almost every fifth issue of the arc, it seems, yeah. is what's being called out. And the Legion so, of Doom, issue, uh, yeah. and, and, the and again, it's 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 okay. Like yeah. what? Here's the thing: it's hard for me to. Uh, it seems hard for me to explain this. That it's good in this issue. If you're just if somebody just was a fan of comics and picked up this issue and you read it, you, you might really get into this. You might really say, "Oh my gosh, I want to see how this story continues," because this is a lot of it. Before the whole, you know, right. Justice League deal. So there's enough there that you like seeing Lex and, you know, it explains how he's dead. It even kind of has the future is almost like the planet that we used to have. Lexor. That that, that's exactly what yeah, it is. That is what Lexor was the planet yeah, that so, he did when he, like, you know, back in the 80s when he first did that whole, you yes. know, put on the armor for the first time. So it was a cool callback yep, with Lexor call City a million years in the future. Yeah, so the, in the million years in the future, you're getting what we used to have in the old continuity as a full planet that he would go to occasionally. Uh, that, that's fine. Seeing him recruit these guys, this is the thing. This is one of these issues in my mind that we have, say we have five questions. Right. This issue gives us five answers of questions we never asked. Uh, yep. I never asked, hey, why did Sinestro join up? Because when we had it, I already could fill in the blanks of why. Because he ended up getting the ultraviolet spectrum. We saw all this. To go back there, just seems like backtracking and when you need to know information that's a basic information like i said the still force and i've seen definitions of it but i need it in this book i need to have it explained i also need to have it explained Even the ultraviolet how, spectrum yeah and how and the, the ultraviolet is the other part how it affects the characters i don't i don't just want somebody on twitter saying i think it's this i think that it's entropy it's a de- i want to see more of what it does not just it named it it seems to be a name drop thing throughout all this and the ultraviolet actually is the worst because we have no idea what's going on no. and it's and it starts off with we, we did lear- we did learn about more rooms though when the legion of doom headquarters yeah, that, the hall yeah. of doom i'm like i i don't need to see the yeah, interrogation you're not even then- showing me the other the rooms you've already spelled out you've yeah. named them you saw a brief little panel from a distance you still don't know what the monster in the basement I mean, is or anything like again, that again what was anybody asking what metal the legion of doom fortress was made of so nobody could see what, it what I, about the uh the the the, the glass case that's made yeah. out of white dwarf what, stars that, that, that used something to be, that is you know, that you know, holds the freaking yeah. knob of evil this, this is my favorite it's like, you know, somebody with binoculars wouldn't even be able to tell that the Legion of Doom wasn't burning rock, but they'd also be in lava. It, yeah. it, it doesn't matter if you see it. I can't get to it. It's in lava. So I'm not getting near it. I'm not even going to be anywhere. That's it. And like you said, the whole deal of the white, that may come back later. If And if it and would. The thing is, he has this. Yeah, he has. In, in Lex Luthor's chambers, there's a pedestal. With a pillow where he puts this no- this evil knob, the knob of yeah, doom, knob. I'm going to call it from now on. And on top of that is a glass case he leaves around it made of, of white star material, which is the heaviest substance in the known universe. And he's like, but it's not there right now. I'm like, I just want to know, how did he get it out of there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. This case? 
And why does he have mannequins dressed in like 40s attire? Yeah, yeah, it's like the Phantom Stranger look and things like that. I just think that those are actual clothes from, you know, the, maybe the Phantom Stranger and things like that that they have as artifacts. But with that White Dwarf Star thing, is this going to come up later when Batman enters there and can't open it? But Lex did. He, yeah. he opened it somehow, so we'd have to see. I'm sure he has a button he presses. I don't know. But then again, they might have it. But really, all this deals with the source wall falling, everybody in the you know universe is feeling its effects, but then we go back to, you know, and that's the, and that's the thing is Everybody's feeling the effects because, I, I for some reason, I really thought that they were feeling the effects of Lex Luthor taking over Superman. Yeah, and but then we, we don't go know. back in time. Yeah, we don't know because, yeah, and, and with that... Uh, you see the source wall, you know, all the stuff going down. You do see that at one point at the, you had Sinestro, Sornix there, and they were going to join up with the Green Lanterns again because there was nothing they can do against what was coming. And right. Sornix, I think it is, even says, beyond this wall, there's no will or fear. We, we got to stop this. We got to get it together. And then Lex shows up and he's like a hologram or not, but he shows up and he's like, hey, and Snush, how could you be here? And he has this explanation. And now again, it just goes on. It's like <laughs> a scientist who used to work, used to work for me called it quantum folding, a wrinkling of space time that allowed me or allowed you to move from one side of the universe to another in a single step. And he says, the guy said who, who developed it said it would take thousands of years. I told him he was full of shit. I fired him. I ruined his life. Then realizes he was right. And hey, there you go. It's supposed to be like, oh man, that's so lax but he's just standing at the source wall and then says hey how about joining up with me we could have some fun and i went into the future and and all he sees in the future is that there is lexor and and with that the people are like oh you missed the big thing you weren't paying attention like yeah and like you weren't paying attention you you did it's it's like a future right on your nose it was right on your nose you didn't do it and that's where lex gets the idea of going back, finding this knob, finding the basement and, of and the Legionnaires the Club. It's, and the it's, part. it's like, they, they told me it was right under my nose. It's the whole, like, what is the point of, you know, creating this whole civilization if you're not alive to be recognized for it? Yeah. Because it was, it was million, it was like, you know, thousands of years after Lex's death where they unearthed his notes and they realized yes. what he was trying to attain. Yep. And now a million years later, they have finally obtained Lex Luthor as a god in their mind, but What's the point to him if he's yeah, not alive? Yeah, he doesn't to want to do so, that. Yeah, right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it I'm now. Figure it out. And all it was was an invitation to his father's legionnaire club yeah. for his father. It's the only thing that he hadn't looked over twice. I'm yep. going to go there and down, and that, right there we have the the do the doorknob of evil, the the knob of doom. It's just there, and then you go yeah. in underneath the legion, and there's just there's a dusty old basement with notes on the totality. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing anymore yeah, here, book. Yeah. And uh, also with that, one of my favorite parts of the series so far was that Lex got that Legionnaire's letter, and he went and he placed dynamite all around because that was a place that his dad went to ignore him. I thought that was yeah. a really good deal, like a Lex thing of just wiping out everything he doesn't like. Well, it wasn't quite that. We see. But now we're going to get more recruiting. Even that, I didn't even think about that because that, that did just lead into the basement, that doorknob, didn't it? So – why was there no explosion and stuff like that from him blowing it up? He he just went down well, in there. I, I, maybe that it was even because remember when that happened, he ended up going out. Oh, there's another door. And they're like, there's no door. And it did seem kind of I, – I don't know. I don't know. I uh, guess but, it doesn't matter because you do see it's kind of – you know, the roof's kind of smoking a yeah, bit. You know, yeah, the whole, I would yeah. imagine like the, the building – like, 
yeah, but because he did have the, the whole the force field, but I'm looking at it now. The door is blown off, and it looks like all the explosives that he put in there was on the second floor. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just- <laughs> so there you go. There he has it. But yeah, he goes then, and uh, then you see him recruiting Grodd. And again, yeah. these are not bad scenes. It's just. Do we do we need a, a cool down and, and a flashback to get where we Grodd was there and he already had explained to Grodd like, hey, I'm going to give you the power to get rid of Flash. We and we're getting it again. So why did he say it again at the beginning of the series? But he's there and like, you don't understand, Grodd. I can end up, you know, th- this nonsense peanuts that you're doing here with Flash. I'll be able. You can change it all. You can take over the universe. We're not just going to play the small deal. And tell me now. And, and then you see, you know, the cool deal is he's been getting the UN to just rip each other apart. They, they are there <laughs> oh, under his Grodd. control. I know, and he's just standing there, and then he has the thing where... Thank God it's Friday, am yeah, I right? Really? Oh, they don't think so. And with that, you also had where he says, you're lucky you have those dampeners on in your head, you know, I can't get to you. So it's kind of like, okay, you're, 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 you know, spelling that out. All right, whatever. But, and, yeah. and that's the thing. Is you appreciate small things like that because you think as a comic book fan, somebody's yeah. a fan of these characters. Like, why wouldn't he just take control? But even that, you have Gorilla Grodd. If he, you're not getting mind controlled, he's still a gigantic gorilla. Yeah, he's he terrified. He, when he grabs apart. Lex yeah. by the throat. And, and he's just about yeah. to tear it out. And like Lex has to do the whole thing. Listen, you arrogant primate. Yeah. I can yeah. I have something that can shut down the speed force in its tracks. Yep. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. And then they go, and then you see kind of flashbacks of all the things that have gone on. You see the little baby turtle, you see Sinestro with the ultraviolet core, all this leading to when they're all at the Legion of Doom when he has the the knob and he's telling them all about it. And as this happens, this is why the future now kind of destroys itself to remake itself because what they found is now what Lex knows now. So yes. he should be and all the people, the worshipers of Lex no, a million years it. from now in Lex or City, they see the nothingness of no. time changing and they realize this is great. He yeah. has discovered He's our it now. God has, he has done, done, this. done it. And now they, the, they can't wait to be obliterated to be remade. Oh yeah. And, and the, this like, the, is the, the yeah. vision of Lex. And this is the thing with this. Which is cool. Is, well, I think it's even cooler that it shows you that basically a thousand, you know, a million years from now, what he is doing now made him a god. I mean, what does this make him do now? I mean, now he should be, you know, a god among gods among gods. And it's really, it does lift him up a level there. But I want to see, besides making little ships and taking over Superman's body, what this means throughout. Uh, because, yeah, everything that we, well, we saw We ended on a hell of a cliffhanger trillion, where we have yeah. Joker inside Martian Manhunter's body. We have Lex Luthor controlling Superman's body. And they're wor- like, you know, you thought they're walking toward this multiverse inside yeah, the totality. Yeah. And I, I and have I no still, idea what it means. I but still think maybe. I don't know what they're doing here. because Who he knows what they're doing? There's yeah. so many unanswered questions that this whole cooldown flashback issue. Yeah. For for the cool stuff that it's doing in the show, like I'm telling you, I like the Lexor City a million years from now. It's a cool callback to old continuity while doing something new. There is not enough here for what yeah. you have set up already. I think you're, the you're, main you're thing. Among the words so far. Yeah, I think the main thing of this issue is to show you that uh, Lex is now a god in, in our universe. He's pretty. He's gonna. If he was that powerful, of what they what they found out a million years from now yeah. was that he was going to be so powerful from that. This is now, and and there's some big trouble. A god in our time. Yeah, he's a god. Uh, but yeah, even at that. He's there talking, and you get it through at the end through just narration boxes, and they read pretty good, but yeah. it's still like hinting at these other powers who, you know, Cheetah. 
Uh, we still have her just hanging around. Uh, Black, Black Mana. Like, we, we have to know. J- Joker. Joker. We, we have to know what's going on with these. But it just ends with them like, you know, hey, there's justice. But fuck justice. I'm siding with Silent. Doom. And he's <laughs> flying through. I mean, it does look like he's like in a hyperspace type deal here uh, with with uh, Lex. And it's Superman. Lex controlling him like a spaceship yeah. and going towards something. But, yeah, then it ends and it just says next Luther's big move. And like I said, it's an okay issue between the covers, but as a whole and the fifth issue of a series that's just getting started where we do have some – now the questions might be answered next issue, and that would would be be great. great. And then we're talking about the idea of – which we run into a lot of times – should you review an individual issue or an arc or a trade, and you know the the jury's out on that, Uh, we'll have to talk to Bruce Wayne. For that one, he's on the jury, I hear. Uh, but yeah, what did you give it? I gave this issue a 6.3 out of 10. For right now, each time I'm reviewing this book, it seems to be going down because they keep giving us more and piling more and more on top of it without giving me any kind of a relief to tell me what's going on so I can feel that I know what the story's about so far, what Lex's plan is, and this whole flashback just to get nothing. Well, you're, you're showing me some cool stuff. I'm telling you, I really enjoyed the art in this issue. Yeah, it the just, art was great. Until I get some kind of answer in this book, I think that each time this comes out, my score is going to go a little bit lower each yeah. time because I just I need to have some kind of understanding no, of what I've deal. been reading. I, I, I think you're a bold-faced liar, Eric Shea, because oh. here's all it takes. Next issue, it's a Deathstroke thing. Next issue, if Scott Snyder comes out and all of a sudden he's explaining shit out the wazoo – then you have a reference later where, and some of these books do play it like this, four issues of, you know, build up and mystery, but at least we need something where we find out, we need that issue, we need that yeah. base issue that we had with Deathstroke a couple times, where we hated Deathstroke because we didn't know what was going on, we were confused, and then... There was that one issue the first time where, boom, that happened. And you could go to see my scores on the site if you were listening to the podcast. You have a base of reference there where, okay, I got two more mysteries, but he's been known. And we say it. We'll say it later. Well, this issue is a little odd this week. But usually we'll say stuff like, oh, you know what? That's pretty weird, but I have to trust him because he's always come through for me. We're not at a point in the series yet where we can say – it always come through, and I, I don't go by past series or past books or whatever because one of the things – and I am a Scott Snyder fan. I, you know, Dancing Mike is going you know, to go nuts, but he is one person. Why do you think that three years after a story he says, oh, yeah, we're going to continue that because I was setting – there's things he leaves out there and and that's why he can always come back later and go oh you know that was something that i was working on before but i never explained it so i'm going to do it now and i hope that that's not here i hope that we get a very what he said would be very contained arcs that'd be great that'd be great if next issue we find out a little more like you said you don't even understand what the turtle is really doing in the head like explain this stuff and that would have been great like you said in this that would have been great for this it would have been great to have just just that some kind of understanding and the ultraviolet deal i don't understand what's going on what are the what are the seven forces we have seven hidden forces two have been revealed i'm like and i don't know anything about anything so far yeah and you know even if it's something that you want to go but where would you know i i'm saying some people be like oh geez what do you want him to tell you everything right away but there's cheetah and black mana you don't think that they're sitting there and like okay grad got a baby who's and he says it looks like a baby i don't know what the hell he does with that but you know backstage and you have you have sinestro here 
I don't know what this ultraviolet deal is, but Jesus Christ, he's got the biggest core in the universe. What, what am I going to get? What, where is, where's Cheetah? Like, you know, what am I going to get here? I, hey there, big boy. Where's my Umbrax? Where, where is my Umbrax? All of there. a sudden, one of the other hidden, like, forces is the Super Urz Cartaga. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the, it's the Super Spots. She, she gets three more spots. That's a, she's like, I think I Worst got ripped. Force ever. I, I got ripped off, baby. Yeah, where that, that is an easy thing to not hold my hand or yours or anybody else's. I, I don't mind getting don't my hand my held. Hand. You can hug me and all that. No, I don't like it. But well, a manta is not a guy who's going to sit there. This isn't, this isn't the Wu Tang clan here where everyone gets their own solo album, but you have to wait for the other. I need to know when they would. You'd have black men are like, listen, I ain't no old dirty bastard. I want to know what my oh, power God. is. He's going to want to know. <laughs> There you go, Eric. But I'm going to give it a 6.8. I was at a 7. First time I read it, I couldn't have even been convinced it was 7.5. But as I went, it just kind of – it's it's paper thin. You don't get much of anything that you want to know. It's just some of the things are neat to see. So I, yeah. I didn't I, I didn't hate it. I didn't say it was bullshit. It just kind of didn't get though. me what where I wanted to go. But if you're a Legion of Doom fan – but that's the other thing. Is it seems to just rely on that. This seems to be like one of those issues, and and maybe we're gonna get it all the time Even with this series. Yeah, it relies on your love of these characters. It also is relying. I mean, really, people have been waiting for a bad Lex. We haven't seen it, so I think that that's the wow factor. It's relying on, and then kind of like that'll be enough, and then we'll get back to it next issue. But we'll it's see. Not enough. It's not for me, but we'll get to the next issue. <sighs> This isn't for me, Eric. This issue, if you could, you know, if you could bottle it, Eric, I don't know if it would be cost effective to Lay bottle shit. it. Of course. Uh, yeah, you can bottle it and put on a label everything that Jim hates about a comic, and it's a comic with his favorite character. And it's mm-hmm. Nightwing number 47, written by Ben Percy, art by Chris Mooneyham, Klaus Janssen, Nick Filardi, and Carlos M. Manguel. Ben Percy's finality was Bleeding Edge Arc, maybe one of the worst comics I've ever read. Instead of a finale, we get a bunch of nonsense situations and dialogue, and the ending leaves it all to be continued. Hey, Ben, your one page is showing Dick Grayson's history. Can't save you this time, buddy. That's all I thought. He has this thing, and oh, my goodness. I love it. Ten out of tens. One page, and for no reason. We already saw it last issue. Now that not the page, but the concept. Now that that this book is twice a month and three ninety nine an issue, you can't expect people to keep reading this horse shit. And this is bull crap. I can't take my eyes off it though. Now, Jim, I can't wait to read it twice monthly. <laughs> oh my god, this whole arc has been complete. And utter garbage. It is ridiculous. Technology's the devil, Jim. You it gotta realize that. It starts with Dick Grayson hating technology, just <laughs> being, the guy had nanotech in his brain that he was kid put, fucking pushing his temple but to do. But if you remember, he ripped them out. Yeah, he did. But that's the <laughs> thing. When you go and have a Dick Grayson, you, this is the problem with this whole bullshit arc. Nothing was ever set up. Nothing was set up. It's forced. So have something where you start off with Dick Grayson having a really bad accident, somebody dying, something from the past, a flashback where he just remembers something of an idea that he is giving up technology because – it's hurt somebody, it's hurt him, it's done this, whatever. It just starts off with him being, and Barbara laughs at it, an old man. 
who's ah, you technology and then i i just want the reason to be that he's he keeps doing this whole personal training bit and he ends up you know personally training willem cloak he's like yeah. technology not on my watch yeah, <laughs> yeah really but, but with that he ends up hating cyborgs. technology but then starts training uh, a goddamn cyborg and, and even then you know, the guy he really knows and, oh, he yeah. has a and really that's the thing heart. is that's what i'm saying you only gave us two <laughs> training sessions and the one ended with a dead guy and him skedaddling you yeah, was never truck. set anything up. You, you end up with he knew nothing about William Willem Cloak because even shocked the guy this is the thing. Cyborg. If he did know anything about what Willem Cloak here, it's not he's not trying to pretend that he isn't part of this whole you know mirage and all this. He, he's one of their main guys. So when he went to Dick Grayson and said, "I have a thing coming up," you would expect that it was that press conference that yeah. happens here. He wanted to look buff. He, he likes the ladies, but it never got that far. Like Dick Grayson is supposed to know him, he says, but you, you work out with a guy who I would I would think I see Dick Grayson's body. He's probably like a two-hour CrossFit workout. You're talking about some things or whatever. It was one and a half sessions, and he claims by the end, no way, I know him, I know he's got a, no you don't, and then neither do we, that's the problem, when you have these things <laughs> in the comments. I think I knew his name was Willem Cloak until the end of last yeah, issue, yeah. and like, you know, I even when, forgot until they have, reminded yeah. me this issue. When you have issues like this, and there's no setup, and then you're relying on a setup, it, it just, it's complete bullshit, you know, uh, like the sisterhood, Eric, you got the Russian sisterhood. The sister. Russian sisterhood. Yeah, you got the Russian sisterhood, we don't know anything about them when, when they, and, and it's I just know they're nonsense. hardcore, they'll cut their goddamn hands off. Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> well, it starts off where you have <laughs> Terminal, part of this Terminal, part of where, the sisterhood, Macros is like, you gotta knock yourself out. Yeah. I'm just gonna cut my goddamn head off. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Not even that, but uh, when we go, uh, I want to save it till we get to it. The one thing yeah. I found really ridiculous. But uh, you start off with Terminal, where Dick Grayson has a visor, where Terminals? he can see. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if they're a hive mind. Who knows? I don't know what they this end is. up, but we don't know. They end up being people who are actually these petri dishes of raw material that can. And it's it's such a weird idea too because you know we had the whole idea because we ended last issue with Barbara Gordon making this whole VR headset for Dick Grayson because he got that goddamn spider in his brain and uh, which isn't resolved either. It's a weird thing because. The virtual reality mode on, we see people, we see what Mirage and the freaking, you know, the Phantasm wants you to see, but why is it like, you know, VR mode off? Why is that, you know, it's a weird thing because he yeah, has because, him, yeah. so he needs these things. I don't know. I'm just, just it, the, the, way the way they're, they're just saying it. It's a weird way. Reality, Here's the deal. Like, you know, it should have been reversed. It should have been reversed because without any sort of goggles on, you should see them as these virtual reality people. That's what's being presented to the world. And then when you turn it on, it should be like they live and that you see that they're actually these, not aliens like they live, but the same thing. But yeah. the whole thing with me that makes me laugh is – they're attacking Dick Grayson. The only thing that I think that they're, they did this and Ben Percy wanted to do this is because he doesn't want you to think that he's beating up an old lady or a woman or something like that. That's but we know this. Think. We know this. We know it. You didn't need to have it like this. You could have even had like, oh, my God, he punched an old lady when he hit and she kind of fritzes out or something. We see. But that's all it is. There's no other reason because well, even once he fights through this, it disappears. Over Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven 2.0. Everything's going to be upgraded with this whole hard light virtual no, reality that construct. No, doesn't make sense either. Everywhere that everybody's brain is jacked into. Where is this terminal thing that these – like terminal thing. These terminal construct people – 
are trying to download servers, but the room itself looks like a library. I'm like, I don't yeah, understand they, what they you're trying just to do. Be, they must just be the people who are keeping the things running from behind the scenes. But the problem is, is that the scene means nothing. No. Nightwing's fighting them and then jumps out the window. That Nothing. You don't get anything else from it. You, you get this. And this is the problem. This is the finale, and he's finally getting around to explaining things. And the thing with Bloodhaven that makes it bullshit is, again, a thing that was never set up. When did we ever see that they were printing out with 3D printers buildings? Because these seem to be like when, when Dick Grayson's apartment changed into what it was – Seemed like it was just his apartment. It didn't seem, yeah. and they say that when they're like, you know, they're going and making a holographic network. They're printing out buildings with 3D printers, and then they're able, they look the same until you hit the holographic network, and that's when you see everything. To, no, we, we didn't have that. There's buildings. What did they tear down all the buildings then and, and redid it? It makes no sense. They it's, got Jubal Slade to come over and yeah, blow Jubal up Jubal Slade. Yeah. So they can 3D <laughs> print some new ones, what? People are on the top floor. Fuck them. But yeah, you have it where Barbara Gordon's there in, uh, you know, Bloodhaven 2.0 where Willem Cloakett just had that big announcement. They're going to do these things. They're taken hostage by and the yeah, Russian sisterhood. The sisterhood has grabbed Barbara and they're yelling, you know, you, you don't come into our city and do this. Again, this is a lot of nothing where Willem Cloak just goes, oh, yeah, well, what happened if all your fears came on? And it activates a thing, and you have such classics as I scream, but I don't have a mouth. Uh, there's bats coming out of my mouth, and now I have Freddy Krueger nonsense coming out of my belly. This is nonsense. I, I, when, when, did, when did these people, the Russian sisterhood, get these nodes on them? Because I, yeah, the thing I, is, they were trying to steal a bunch before. They ended up exploding. Like, it seems like they even they're telling people to throw their phones no. down. So when did they have this chance to upgrade? It seems like they're against it and they know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and, and, and so the other why thing do they have is, these notes that make them go crazy. They're supposed to be set up. That this is another thing that I think Ben Percy thinks that it's fully set up. That we know exactly what this Russian sisterhood does. We've only seen them hijack one truck one of van. these of these phantasm deals, and then he yells, "Listen." I'm not some bodega owner you can shake down. Okay. This isn't some shipment of laptops you can boost. Okay, we saw that, but what are you getting at? What, what are you getting at? They're just trying to say it's all – everything never rings true because when this is going on, Barbara was in disguise but at one point was being held captive by yeah. the Russian sister and she gets away then. She's yelling to everybody, oh, my God. Don't you see? You got to end up cutting off the plug of this. And even the the explanation that she says, she yells well, to the Russian she sister. That, she's taking her jacket off, which showing yeah. the bat symbol. Everybody doesn't knows. have a mask on. Yeah. Yo, Russian. And then sister, she has a mask. But that that just this is the dialogue though. The dialogue is these people are going insane. They they think that they are faces coming out of their stomach, and she yells. You ever click on a wrong attachment and a bunch of blinking pop-ups invade your screen? You're wasting your time if you try to close windows or force quit. I want somebody to say, yo, IT, get the fuck out of here. I got fucking faces. Because that Trojan is just burrowing deeper and deeper into the guts of your hard drive. It's simple. You know, Jim. Yeah, yeah. it's the simple immediate defense. Unplug the cord. I, I want somebody to go... You know, this this does help. I've had a lot of pop-up trouble, but what are you going to do for me now? But she's like, listen, don't you get it? Knock yourselves the hell out. Oh, 
okay. First off, have her like she does hit the one girl. And this is this is complete and utter nonsense. It is complete and utter nonsense because then you have the head of the sisterhood basically like, I'm gonna fight through this, picks up a shotgun, it's gonna kill Willem, and then doesn't and Willem blows, runs away. But yeah. saying she first she takes the goddamn shotgun and blows her hand off with the where yeah, the nodes yeah, in it because yeah. well Knocking myself out, that might take a little while. And as far as I know, for some reason, my mouth is sealed shut. So I'm just going to blow my hand off and then go after Will. I can't really tell anybody the next uh, stage of this. But, yeah, I'm going to blow this. Yeah, this is pretty badass. But, yeah, you're going to go then with that. And they run off. Cloak disappears. He runs off. I don't know what's up with Barbara. Uh, Bella, I mean. Nightwing just shows up. And then there's just this talk again. It's like, hey, are you a hologram? No, I'm not. We don't have to exchange security questions about our first pets and favorite foods, so that's good enough for me. I'm like, get going, guys. I have a question for the walking help desk. Let's troubleshoot. What seems to be the problem? Like, The problem is your dialogue. I don't know you. I thought I've been reading these characters most of my life, Jim. I don't know who these fuckers are. And and basically, the terminals jump down in the street. And then they disappear pretty much because Cloak runs off. They end up, well, they don't, but this is where I said I'd have problems. Cloak runs off. He runs into Worm. <laughs> He's just there. They let him go, but the big thing is they're like, hey, Nightwing's on his way. I, I think we better get out of here. No, I'm going to show you a spread page of some great Nightwing moments so that people will give me a better score. Wait, it didn't work. Oh, shit. Because it's nothing. It's This is the thing. You have to give us something to base our goodwill to and that you don't have it because then what you have here is Barbara's just going to get rid and stop all this stuff and she ends up pretty much with like an EMP grenade type thing that she hits a button they all go you you could have saved the woman a hand because I think that would have shorted out everything like yeah. it does because the people then just are smiling and like all right thanks a lot the woman has no hand. You you could have done this two minutes before. Give her a hand, ladies Yeah, and I want her to say, like, why you not do that later? Because she's like, everything in a 50-yard radius just went dark. She's like, what about me and my missing hand? And now we're going to have, uh, hopefully, uh, three arcs from now, that hand somehow re-puts uh, itself together and then starts crawling, Eric, like a Oh, like man, a the Russian arm. sister just got disarmed. Yeah. Oh, ooh, listen to you. Oh, yes. But, yeah, Willem Cloak runs into the subway where we started all of this, and you're supposed to feel bad for him. I don't know him. I don't Which know him. Which is weird because this is the new subway that, you know, Mirage is taking over, but it's, it's still under control. I, I don't live in a city, Jim. I don't know if you know this. I don't I don't know yeah. how subways work if they have you know hot spots going on the whole point before they probably was, do now we had to go into the sewers though to get away from any of the wi-fi Man. and stuff like that now we're going down into the subway which is under construction still but the wi-fi is still affecting things well so not I, only that but uh, i don't even know it can't be under that much uh you know freaking construction because a goddamn subway car comes flying through at one yeah. point so uh, i guess it's up for grabs now it's going at points i don't know but they're going there and you have Dick say, I know him. I know Willem Cloak. No, you don't. Neither don't. Do we. Nobody, Nobody does. does. And basically, and we're, I, I really hate this issue. Uh, Willem Cloak just basically, it's one of those like, you don't know me. Yeah, I do. I'm going to show you because as they fight, Willem Cloak ends up. I'm not going to read your mind like Worm wanted to do, but I'm going to let you read, read mine. mine. And he ends up showing a slideshow, a Open video show of what mind, happened. <laughs> and you see that. 
like just now because he almost fell into another subway. Maybe he was trying to, but Dick grabbed him. Barbara grabbed Dick. They pulled him out, and he's like, I'm going to show you because he's like, you killed all those people. Let me show you. The story is just that these kids pushed him in front of a train. Like, really, I'm looking at him. He's got a a fucking mechanical hand and 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 an eye. Took that train like a G. He says, the train tore me apart. No, no, I think you might have just lost a hand and an eye. And, And by the way... Go out and tell that leader of the sisterhood where you got that hand. She, she's in need of something. You could give her a hand now. But yeah, it's, it's nothing matches up. I don't care. I don't care about Willem Cloak. Dick, you don't know him. And I don't feel, I think you're supposed to feel bad for him at this point to the point where then Barbara's phone rings. She's like, this is weird. It's not even on. It's not even on. No, no. It's don't him. answer that. It's them. And the fuck, she drops the, the phone. from inside the phone. And now, and now it's ghost. <laughs> It's the movie Ghost where they're going to b- drag him into the phone. Now he's in the phone and it says, like, that's just phase one. The, that was just the, you know, beta test. Now we're going to the full deal. Second wave is Gotham. And I only could think, and it does, there, there it is, a finale that isn't. I can only think that they're trying to set this up that at some point Dick Grayson's going to try to go and save Willem. Why? Why? He's a murderer. He's, and he's got a, a fucking cyborg guy. I don't trust any like that. But still, I don't feel bad for him because you didn't set him up. I don't no. go with the idea of I know him. And you said the main thing in this whole issue and this whole arc and everything with Ben Percy so far. And one of my biggest complaints in the DC comics right now. He, he has no idea who these characters are. He has no yeah. idea how to write. And Batgirl, she's going to kind of go anyway. But he has no idea how to write Nightwing, Batgirl, anybody. He has no idea how to set things up. I, I think that he thinks that this is, you know, wonderful, this story. This seems to be the idea that Dan DiDio, that uh, read a novel or something of Ben Percy's about this shit and, and, you know, stealing identities and things like that and tech and and wanted in the story. Well, then, Dan DiDio, you're, you're an idiot, too. Fucking read better stories. Jesus Christ. Th- this is just terrible. It is god-awful horrible. And, and not even just as an awful, horrible comic. This is one of the worst things I've ever read. I got dumber from just reading this, Eric, as they say. It's like Billy Madison in a goddamn comic book. I, just, what the fuck is going on? And, and I don't mean the movie Billy Madison. I meant the scene, Eric, because I think Billy Madison is okay. A guilty pleasure, if you will. But I, meant I hated movie. it. I, <laughs> I gave it a four out of ten. I'm changing that now. I'm down to a three. It's just awful. How, how many times this one podcast is now going to have three of the worst scores I have ever given since we started the podcast. I think on this the might site. be the worst week we've ever be? had doing the yeah, podcast. No, we did. We're just this reading comics in week. general. It's the worst. Well, you'll see in the rant and raves. There's somebody who agrees. Didn't even get a book this week, Eric. But yeah, what would you give it? I would give it a three out of ten. Yeah, I was actually I, surprised. Yeah. I thought I was going to be the negative Nancy. I didn't think you were no. going to switch up, but I don't I like switched. the art in this issue. I That's don't the know problem. The this is talking. the problem. I liked Mooneyhan's art before, and I seem to kind of not care as much about it when I read it the first time. Each time I read it, I'm like, what the fuck is he? like? Everything's bad. How can you get this? Uh, but yeah, keep going. But we I just see. have stuff going on in this issue that I'm like, I, I don't know why any of this is happening. I don't understand the basic plot that you're trying to give me. Like, it was so yeah. underwritten that I don't know what you're trying to tell me by the end of three issues. Yeah. There's a problem there because I am not the smartest man in the world, but I am not an outright dummy when it comes to reading comic books. I should know this, and yep. I don't. So. Yeah. Ben Percy, just move back to writing goddamn novels or short yeah, stories, whatever, whatever. the hell you're doing, because you're not so, doing anything yeah, over here. I don't read those. I don't know what to do. And like you said, you just said it. 
was this a thing about a town that's kind of being wowed by this tech? Was it what we saw at the beginning? Was the idea that, yeah, it gets to the tech is bad, but not in the way that makes a story. It just ends up being, at this point, it's a laughable joke. What happens, especially it ends with Willem Cl- How does he fit in that phone, Eric? Second, especially with those cybernetic limbs. I mean, that, that's, it ends with a... A you know version of a hell's it's like a hell's gate but instead yeah we do what is terminal what is the whole deal what what is mirage, mirage? who is everybody in trouble the, for letting the, the mirage dark in web that they talk about and the solicits that never <laughs> shows up here nonsense. whatever complete and utter nonsense we're gonna move on to the last book of the section it's Deathstroke number thirty four written by Christopher Priestart by Carlo Pagulan Jason Posh Trevor Scott Jeremy Cox and Willie Schubert we don't get many answers and issues uh, and this issue even confused me a bit when it comes down to Deathstroke if he knows or doesn't know about Batman. and But you get Batman and Slade beating the crap out of each other while shit-talking about who the worst father is. And I really enjoyed that, and the extended scene was one of my favorites this week. Now, again, is this the tallest midget of the circus? It might be. Yeah. That, that's what I call myself, Eric. But I actually enjoyed this issue. You know, that circus. I enjoyed this issue. I, I know right now, I know the problems that it has, uh, but... There are a couple moments that I really liked. I just um, want Slade to come right out and tell me if he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So because weird. you, it, it, he it, should. I got he confused. He should, but he keeps making statements like he doesn't I'm think he is. You, he, well, I don't think he did. But then when he starts talking about that, he knows that Damien's Robin. That now it's starting to be that you have to know, right? I know, I'm like, but you for have some to reason, know. the thing is, like at the one point when he leads Bruce Wayne down into the Batcave, and but right before the lights go out, if you look at the bat suit that's in the glass case it looks like there is dynamite hooked up to it so that bruce cannot go and put on the costume yeah. so that makes him go and put on a different costume and bruce wayne's not there anymore but he starts saying stuff and that's later the thing on, bruce wayne isn't there like so knows. yeah i don't think he knows i really don't Batman, think he knows i know that you're not the world's greatest detective slade you're one of the smartest no, freaking the worst like, you thing know, is capable people yeah, the worst the thing DC is universe. i just on, sit man. there thinking what well, where do you think bruce went because you're really playing this now I, I get this is all I can think of when I'm when I'm reading this is the idea that if it was like maybe he didn't know that Dick Grayson knew he doesn't know that Dick Grayson's Nightwing or Dick Grayson was a Robin before it's like there's not that part of that scene where Slate is like okay Bruce Wayne. I know that you, you know, you fund Batman and he's living below your house. And, and, Let's and go. And then the minute they get away from it. other people, then he reveals like, listen, I'm no, no dummy. I know what's up. Let's fight. But there's never that moment. There's no. never a moment. And there's nobody I, I there for him to get away from. Because like, you know, it's like Bruce Wayne, like, like the thing is, he knows that Batman, like, you know, Robin is like, you know, uh, Batman's son. But yeah. he knows that Damian Wayne is Bruce Wayne's son. Yeah, and it, it, yeah, but that's it where it falls apart. But it doesn't go with it for some it, reason. It, like, it, it I, doesn't, I don't it know falls why. apart of it. For like some I said, reason, by the end of this issue, which I do enjoy for the most part, no, you know, I it's not one it. of the best issues of Deathstroke because it is like, you know, we're going to do a lot of recapping and yeah. stuff throughout the series. Oh, yeah. that we've, you know, and we're just going to have a big extended fight scene where we find out who's the bigger piece of shit. But I, by, <laughs> by the time tie. we get a cliffhanger, the cliffhanger last thing is like where he's talking, Slade's talking to Damian and he says, huh. I figured it out. I really thought that we're going to go into this yeah. issue with some real answers to what's going well, on. Well, and what it was, he figured out. He figured out the dust. That's yeah, all he did. But, but with oh that, 
Yeah, but with that, though, like I said, it, it would have been the scene that I would have expected where Slade comes in as just Slade. He doesn't have his outfit. Somehow he has that. But he comes in, and Bruce is having a, a dinner party, a benefit. And he's like, oh, hey, and has the gun where nobody can see. And he's like, come on, we're going to walk down and talk about your little friend, you know, not cause a scene or I'm going to kill these people, whatever. And then once they're down below, like, Okay, get get your get your suit on. I know you're Batman. Let's let's fucking fight. But yeah, it I goes don't want back you. I want Batman. Along yeah. those lines, maybe which I started thinking about, but I still. But nobody's no there for him to go the except Damien and and Dick, and there's no reason to you know keep it secret or whatever. But it's just weird. And you have you still have that interplay where uh, Bruce has shut down all of Slade's monies. He's found yeah. out all his accounts. He shut them down so that he can afford to do some killing. But in the meantime. Slade has set up because this is the connection where I know that you must finance him. So I've, I've, you know, made it so that the feds have put your deal done so that Batman can't get to that. But I think this is the problem when they, they make a little bit and it's not a faux pas. He, I don't think he's talking about Batman Incorporated there. He's fully talking about now, like the yeah. here and now. But it came off a little weird because we've it been did. talking about But But he says, I even think you finance him. But he means now. I've, I've gone to the feds to make them freeze all your assets. So, so Batman, you don't let me get money. Batman's not going to get money. You're the one who gives Batman money. So it kind of works that way. But, but in the beginning, you know he's Batman, please. I know, but it, you get pretty much, you know. Two, three, or actually, you know, two pages of a flashback of what made Jericho, which is directly lifted from earlier in the series. And I think we've so, seen that a couple of times yeah, in the but series it, so but far. I'm sure that what it wanted to be is they wanted to show you, and there's some people who are reading this that didn't read that. Sure. You know, they're here for Batman. So it really goes I'm well with the me. scene. Well, it goes well with the scene because – they, you, he wants to remind everybody that Jericho was once a kid who really got fucked up because of his dad, and now that's what's happening with Damien. And it does play Jericho into Jericho talking it. to Adeline and Jer- about yeah. the game and she's Jericho playing. Doesn't she's only like hurting so, Damien. Well, that's what I'm saying. This all shows, like, listen, Mom. And, and she said, like, yeah, you know, you, I don't have a voice because – you motherfuckers fuck with me then. I, I had to take this because of my dad. And now two dads are going to fuck with Damien, though he does say preteen at this point. He's teen, but that's fine, too. Even with the flashback, yeah. he's still in Teen Titans. But he wouldn't know, I guess. He, you know, that can be something. But while this he's is a going little on, guy. Yeah, while this is going on, you see Bruce. He doesn't say, you're losing two million a day. I mean, two million? <laughs> I, I lose that at the track. Oh my goodness! You ever I, I'm see lo- my kids? What their yeah, freaking expenditures yeah, really. are? Two million! I just built a, a freaking billion-dollar Titans Tower that my kids abandoned. Like the Damien needs to add a new oh, room Jesus to Titans Christ. Tower. Yeah, really. It's two million. What did I go to the uh, Russian Bardellum? Yeah, yeah. Is there a new Gracing CrossFit open up? <laughs> yeah, <somewhere>? really. Is <laughs> Dick have some other harebrained scheme to make money? Maybe, maybe Mirage. Like what, uh, what was freaking Duke's? Uh, was Duke's the hatchery? What was his yeah, freaking was uh, the like signal? Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. something weird. His the, his base and, of Batman and then made even, for even, him. even Tim with the guy. Uh, actually, the one and the they have a, they have a yeah they have a photo Belfry. here. I was no, I was thinking more of just the Belfry was all of of yeah, Tim's idea too. too. Yeah, uh, the best thing is we all and we do get a picture. This isn't the painting. Yeah. We get a picture of the Robins. It's very nice. You have you know them doing it, but this is the thing. Of all these people, 
It, it seems like Jason takes the least amount. Get him on that. Get them on that painting. He even still seems to be kind of dipping in the end of the well as well. But how uh, weird is it though that we get this painting? Because everybody seems to be going through Tim's uh, Drake's stuff ever because yeah. like because he's dead now. We're we're dealing with the part where everybody like you know a part of time where everybody thinks that Tim Drake has died, even though he's been taken yeah, by they're Mr. Going Ross, through his stuff. and they're going through his stuff, but. Why? This almost seems like a big portrait kind of painting that he has. Like he's blown up this picture and framed it. But why is everybody's name like on the picture of who they are like that? Yeah, again though, again that might be a tie-in to that that Slade went there. I don't know if he like he's trying to figure out which is which, and that's why it says D Wayne. I I don't know. I don't know because it doesn't seem. Like it should be, right? It's like all of a sudden it's like Tim's like, I want everybody to go and autograph yourself in case nobody knows who you are. I'm like, that's yeah, a weird yeah. thing, Tim. Yeah, I it's know. Weird. It's, uh, hey, I, uh, can we make sure, pretend that this is a yearbook? Can you sign us for D. Wayne, hope to see you this summer. There you go. But yeah, and you, you, get, you get a little, uh, little deal. Call me when you can, uh, but I won't tell you my number. You, you have the whole deal then, you know, Dick. And, uh, Damien are kind of yelling at each other about when, when, who was at fault and who Tim hated and why Tim got fired, all that stuff. That's, it's nice enough. It's a weird thing uh, for but, Damien to be upset at Dick, though, for being, you know, you know, making Damien the Robin, pushing Tim aside after Batman went away. And when, when, uh, when Dick himself became Batman, even like forged that no, letter. No, you know what I think? Di- it, you know why I think he's mad? I think he's mad because he had to find that video that, right. that Tim never gave him. And I think he's mad because Tim never talked to him about anything like this and he blames dick for him not having him like him and he's like you're the one who made him against me he didn't even tell this me this so shit. long after the fact though that they were batman and robin it just seems yeah, odd yeah, right I know. now i guess though it's the other thing though you're getting a disconnect because he was dead at this point so maybe yeah. that's the emotions of the bit and we kind of don't even go with them that he's like because now i think his big thing is basically He's dead now and can't tell me what the fuck that meant. And you're the one who kept him from talking to me. And tell like, me what it meant, And then please. he says, yeah, and he's like, you're the one who impaled him on a slag tight. And unintentional. And, you know, it's okay. It's okay. And then just, you know, being Robin's my birthright, he knew this. And they're going, they tell him, you know, and then it leads to, I want to know because Deathstroke's saying I'm his son, that he's my true father. And that's where you get one of the better moments in the issue where Bruce just steps up and goes, listen, Get out of here, Dick. Just get out of here. Listen, Damien, you shut your fucking mouth. You so angry, son. though, because it doesn't the, one, matter. the one, like, portrait-sized painting we have with Jason on it, he, the reason yeah, he, he, smashes. Reason, he smashes it on yeah, the ground, like, he's son of a bitch. Again, it was just a photo, though. It, it ended up being a photo that they enlarged. I think they even said it's. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. So fuck it. It's a. It's a photo. He it's doesn't a like nice it. Nice picture. You can Plus hang it up. They, you're gonna hang it up with their names written on it. It's like, well, if that happens, you go into Bruce Wayne's deal. You're gonna throw shade at them like wrong turn. Like, Bruce, what? You don't remember their names? You, you piece of shit. That's I all know you'd I say. Would. That's all you'd say. And he's like, listen here. He starts yelling at you. Listen, listen hey, here, buddy. Do me a favor. After you get done, you know, giving me more crap about this can you take these scissors and cut these sleeves off while i'm wearing yeah, this really, shirt he says that well he's also vaping in your face you know we didn't realize this <laughs> oh place. it's douchebag batman no but she's like look, look at you you get glasses one week and you think you can see the fucking truth huh you fucking <laughs> read he just starts throwing shade at you but he goes and then there is slade waiting for uh bruce as he goes around the clock no, and no, this is the weird. thing it's weird 
The, the clock for the entrance to the Batcave, it's, is it open or closed in your mind? Did he come it, it, in through the Batcave? I think he came later? in through – I thought he came in through the Batcave is what I thought. for some reason. Like I think they would notice the thing moving or whatever the case, but it just seems like he's hiding behind the side yeah. of the grandfather clock. Yeah, like, I think he followed – you know, yeah, I think he followed the dust and things <laughs> like that and kind of came in the back way. But really, who hasn't broken into the Batcave anymore? A- right? And he tells, you know, Dick and Damien, get the fuck out of here. Get out of the room. We're going to deal with this, uh, you know the two of us don't engage get out uh but yeah uh with that i i even like that i like how slade just pops up and you know hey let's get going because that's when bruce is like i'm gonna put an end to this he's gonna go down at that point it's funny because if slade would have just laid back and sat back and watched from the shadows he would have seen bruce go right down to that cave start punching on that batman and then if he doesn't know he does now but well, that's the he reason just, he had to step out because he was just hiding on the side of that yeah, grandfather yeah, he, sh- he, he should have though i'm saying if he was in, in the back if he was in the back cave as right. i think he came up through if he would have just held back uh, you know maybe some but you go to that scene we talked about adeline is there working you have jericho take control of this worker you know she's I don't know. Uh, the thing like is, a, it's one of those things where he does talk about how you can enter the bat cave stuff like that but there's all these mazes that will yeah, keep you yeah. like you know lost for i just days think that, i think it's supposed to show that he's smarter than it oh no you know, I, I agree people. it's just weird because you know all the defenses there should be inside the back if we've seen them periodically yeah throughout but Rebirth we've seen people break in all the time so. i know you know, Amanda Waller's just there at points. Bane just goes in and strangles people. Which is, uh, he, like, he should be, like, you know, notified that somebody was in the back I know, I know. Well, maybe that's the whole scene he's there. It's just him. He's got his, you know, V-neck shirt on there. He's all muscular, and he's arguing with his kids, and maybe he didn't pay attention. I don't know. But with well, that, you do have Jericho then talk to Adeline in his standard, you know, cool way where he possesses somebody. He's hanging. It's weird, though, because he's way. just hanging outside the window. He could have just yeah. talked to her. But he's there. He says to Adeline, like, listen. Listen, you know, I, I see what you're doing. You're playing Batman and Deathstroke, whatever. And, you know, you're having your fun and games, but there's a little kid. Remember, I was a little kid. I ended up getting my throat sliced because of games like this. Please stop. He's a young kid. He doesn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. And it does go where I really, by the end, I really like it because Jericho right here is showing he's a good guy. He is. Now, he killed somebody or tried to earlier, you know, in water under the bridge, Eric. But with yeah. that, with that, you're going here. Nobody likes Wood. No, nobody did. But by the end, you do have that whole idea where you have Slade like, your kid's a piece of shit. And then Bruce is like, well, your kid is a good guy, uh, you know, and you did nothing to it do it. You know, here we go. It was duality trying to talk about how, you know, Deathstroke and Batman are so much alike. You know, Deathstroke yeah. doesn't struggle with the morality and stuff like that. He just does what needs to be done, but... You know, Batman's the other end of the spectrum. And while Batman has a kid who's a killer, Deathstroke is a really nice boy that you want to yeah. like. Yeah, I like that. But I like the it idea. That, and I like the idea that Bruce says to him, or Batman says to him, you could have been good. Now, again, yeah, at points he is in this yeah. continuity and he tries. And it kind of goes from that because this does take place during, you know, when Tim's Before dead and Defiance stuff like that. Squad, so yeah. it would be like, so there's the little bit of like, you know what? Fuck that guy, but he might be right and we'll try it. But. I do like the idea that he says, like, your, your kid's a hero, and you, you should see that, you know, he learned something good from you. And they are it, – it's one of those things. Damien was the worst, Jericho, and they've kind of kind of gotten closer together in this middle of what a – I mean, Batman's a guy in the middle. He, he beats the shit out of anybody, but he won't use a gun. You right. know, he has rules – 
but he, you know, the rules are, you know, they're not exactly like I'm going to go in and I'm going to play Parcheesi with everyone. He's still beating the oh, crap out of Oh, I am going to seriously cripple everyone in my I mean, way, but they're going to yeah. stay alive, Jim. They're going to yeah, stay alive. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make sure that they're at the inch of their life. They might they eat a breathing tube something. the rest of their life. Yeah, but they may be alive. never eat solid food, but I ain't going to kill them. There you go. There. Kill me. <laughs> there, there he's, he's, that's the thing is, I just imagine Batman, like the 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 guy from the the Metallica video one was yeah. a Batman. Villain. Oh yeah, Batman villain. <laughs> no, I, I actually imagine where there there is, and this is dark, but there is Alfred, and he's there. He he's on a fucking respirator and things like Mr. Wayne. You really should end his life. I don't point. kill. He just keeps <laughs> fucking poor Alfred's in a coma for four years. I will never kill. There you go. But they go down the back cave. You have this whole deal where, again, you, you stay confused because, like we said, this is why I think that Slade was down there. Slade was there. He freaking he put duct tape, uh, you know, the, the explosives Dino, yeah. there. And so all hell breaks loose. There, there is a distraction. Bruce Wayne just disappears, I guess, in his <laughs> mind because the lights go out there. And Bruce ends up putting the old school costume on. It's kind of a wow moment to have yeah. that. Like, look at us. We're Especially in old since you had guard. Deathstroke and his old costume as yeah, well. Yeah, and so we're like, look know, at us. Batman we're, was yeah. able to get through the icon armor last time. Yeah, and it, 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 this is going to continue through this. It's shit talking, and also the look at me. I have better attacks than you. I'm going to use your benefits against you. Like, oh look, I'm going to get bats on you because of your deal, and you know all this stuff. Say I'm hello to my little friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they they just keep talking, and we said you get to this point where it's. I know you're not bad, Slade. You could be a hero. You're just an asshole. And look at your kid. He is a hero, so something's there. Yeah, well, you're the biggest piece of shit. You're your son because this is the weird thing, and and this is where it all comes down to. You have a brick wall that they – if maybe editorial said you can't have Slade know who Batman is. It, it, but it doesn't make sense because no. when they go down, this is almost you have like – everything you possibly could and, and that's for a problem. Maybe that was it. Maybe somebody said – Maybe somebody said you can't have that, but you have to have a way then for Deathstroke to fight Batman, and it gets almost as forced and heavy-handed as that Batman issue with Superman with the baseball. Like, hey, let's switch our costumes before we throw the pitch. Okay, you have to do that so that it can continue. It does come off a little weird. It comes off a little weird that he hasn't made this connection, but you kind of want to see Batman fight Deathstroke. So you, if you if he knew, which he should, I mean, everything points to it. I wish he would have come down and said, you know, what are we going to do next? Suit up, buddy. What? You know, I'm not going to fight you like Bruce Wayne. I'm here to fight Batman. Slave yeah. does not fight a Bruce Wayne. Get the costume on, you son of a bitch. Let's go. And then he gets it on so it's even. Even if he says, you know, I, I'm not going to strip down, so get something, use your deal. But it's a forced way because you have to have it being Slade versus Batman. So it's just weird. Like at any point, where's Slade? Like, huh? Where'd that Bruce Wayne go? <laughs> like, he, you aren't that just, smart, are you? There, Deathstroke. Huh, yeah, yeah. Like, huh? I, I, your kid's a little smarter than you, but yeah, they talk shit and all this. While this goes on, the feds do kind of come on to the the property. They're gonna go in, so you have that you know whole deal behind it too, which we've seen recently a couple times with them going even down in the cave, and you see the false room down there, all yeah. that stuff. But you're waiting to see what's going to go on, and it does seem and as if all Alfred I thought about it, like, and Wintergreen really aren't close, as involved now. I really hope it, they close that grandfather clock before yeah, they went yeah. down. 
And, and right now, though, it seems like Adeline is the number one deal. It's, it's not. There's a weird thing going on with Wintergreen and Alfred, but it doesn't seem to be the real big things going on because when the feds come in, they're like, what the fuck? You go against the plan. No, that's not me. The well, thing that's going to set the, off the deal that exactly. they don't want set off then. So they do have a plan, but it may not exactly be this plan. And next thing you know, they're planning a goddamn surprise birthday party. You didn't know that Slade and Bruce had the same <laughs> birthday, Eric. You never knew. This is all it was. It was a surprise birthday party. Oh, my if goodness. If this boils down to some weird, like, you know, Batman v Superman Martha connection, sad? I'll kill everyone. Can you imagine it's, it's actually Damien's birthday? That's all they, they want to have. But, uh, yeah, so and Billy a, a lot of the invited and needed a reason. Yeah. Yeah, he needed something because even at that point, you have Damien like, Alfred, you're conspiring with the enemy. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you asshole. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, I like it. I like the issue. It's just that whole weird thing with the, what Slade knows and doesn't so to force into what goes. It is. And I, I think you're going to think I went high or was high. Uh, because by the oh. end, then, uh, you have Batman rip off Slade's mask as if that means anything. And then he goes, oh, you didn't even feel that. Batman punches the shit out of Slade, and then you realize that he's been stabbed. Shove and they fall over. Giant so, Bowie knife in his belly. So, again, this is the big thing now is that they are knocked out in, in the Batcave dying. And as well, the feds. the feds are coming in and may be able to just go right down and get get them all. And, and now see that Bruce Wayne has Batman in his basement and shit will go wrong. But... <laughs> It ends with one of the best things, and I think that Christopher Priest does have a so bit much. of a sense of humor, and I think My that he saw this because, oh yeah, people have said this over and over, and I think it's him saying, fuck you guys, I'm gonna, because it says next, the defiant ones, Maury reads the results, and I swear ah. to God, if somehow they were on Maury, I, I, you know me. I don't like real things going on. This is something I need to have happen. It needs to happen. And I, I want don't bat- like things being taken to the like the extreme I, silliness out of nowhere. And if that does oh, happen, I'll, there. I'll still laugh, but oh. it'll be the worst. I'm telling ever. you, you have Damien there, on, and would you have Talia with him? And what? But you have Damien, and they're like, okay, let's bring out the, the, the supposed fathers. And they're giving the double fingers. They're giving the double fingers to the audience. You don't know what I have. You know, I do what I want. You have Slade yelling. They have that. And then when they read the result, whoever it isn't, does a backflip and then starts Wilson, you are a, not the father. That, oh, this Woo! would be the best, too. Ah, And then you have Damien. And this is why I want Talia. You are not, you are the, not father. the father. That's the best. You have Talia's like, I told you it's Bruce. I told you it's the Batman. I told you. Uh, in the case of Damian Wayne, Bruce Wayne, you are not the father. Kinda and then she cries out. Oh, yeah. She starts crying and goes backstage, breaks down next to a door, which they always do. Follow her back. Ma- Maury follows him back. They go to a commercial. They come back from the commercial, and then they both decide now it's my two dads. Because now Slade and Batman have both decided, like, listen, there's a kid involved here. You, you can't remember that. <laughs> we decided that. We're both going to raise him. <laughs> and then when they go back later, when they have the, we're going to check in on this. Remember this happened when Talia Ghoul came and, uh, you know, Damien, whatever. Let's see what happened. Damien is off in Brooklyn in that thing that they don't have anything yeah. to do with. Damien ran away. And, yeah, Batman's like, listen, I wanted to be his father and the motherfucker kills. I can't let this happen. And Slade's like, I got shit on my, I got shit to do. I got my own son with problems. I don't need this nonsense. So, yeah, there you go. All right. And scene. When it said Maury reads the results, I'm like, you son of a bitch, you're almost going to make me give you a 10. But I love the art, I think. And this is where 
we we've talked and and this week we talked i think mainly i believe it was probably in the uh, patreon spotlight at one point but even some books maybe tonight um people are having problems with with action scenes we're we're getting a lot of action yeah. scenes and uh here's a, an example the x23 book that we do on the marvel uh podcast uh every time there's an action scene we have no idea what's going on it, it's really wonky they have the this is a extended action scene, and I think it's great. You get the I see exactly what's going on. I, I like how it's going and all that, so I give it a lot of credit. This is a kind of a no issue deal, except but I liked it. I gave it an eight out of ten, and it's a lot of what uh, the reaction of all the books being horrible as well. But I love the shit talk between Batman and Slade. I love when Bruce says to Damien, like I don't care what the results are, because even at one point, you even have Slade saying, "Listen." You don't even know if it's – you don't know that it's his, right? And he's like – and he punches him. But yeah, I don't think that Bruce actually knows. That's what makes me laugh about the Maury. He's just going with the whole fact and says, basically, I don't care. I don't care if you're my son. You were going to be my son, whatever the fuck it says. But I also like the thing with Jericho, though you have oh, to good. set that up with some things. So I give it an 8 out of 10. What would you give it? I would give this issue a 7 out of 10. I really enjoyed the art in this issue, but for the most part – when it's an extended fight scene that, you know, you have yeah. to get the costume on. You have the whole, like, you know, it's very forced to get the old costumes on these characters to have it this is. fight. And then also I'm just sitting here during the fight. I'm like, do you know or don't you, Dexter? I know. Tell me. So I, I do I do enjoy this thing. I do enjoy the the um the arc overall with the whole Batman versus yeah. Deathstroke or Deathstroke versus Batman as it is. But this, this issue is like a, a lot of forced things to get us, but it's still good overall. And, it's, you know, yeah. it's, it's very close to being my book of the week. And if it was just on yeah. this podcast, I think it would be. But we still have yeah. Super Sons on the Patreon. Yeah, we have Super Sons on the Patreon. But that's it for the first section. We're going to go off to some mail. If you're not on the Weird Science Patreon, these are a couple things you missed this week. The Jim Has Issues with His Wife podcast. And I walked in just as you said that. That's what, I, and that's when you walked in the room, and then you you punched me a couple times in the face. I will be completely <laughs> honest. Rafe was pulling you back. You punched me in the face a couple times. I think Ethan pushed me. Then shit was that. Then there was a whole idea of the whole house deciding <laughs> they're gonna wreck a quote wreck my shit. And I had to then defend my computer. And I have two monitors. The one monitor is the soundboard monitor. That's gone. So how with the soundboard now? Everybody wants to hear wrong turn quotes. They ain't going to hear it for a little bit because of that. Must be See? Superman reborn. I got to pull it up on my regular thing now. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. It's mail with you. Mail with a gene. A gene. Why don't we need Eric Shea? Why do we need Eric Shea? Why don't I, uh, we? <laughs> this is mail section number one. You can be part of the podcast and be the star. 
by emailing us at weirdsciencedcomics at gmail.com, just like Rick Mills. He's back oh. in the, back in time. Time traveling Rick Mills. Episode 82. I'm having problems. I, I did not feel good all today. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm a little scared. Did you look in the mirror? Yes, I did. I said, I'm sorry. Sexy looking men looking back at me. Oh. What the hell happened? You see, I was also back at episode 82. What the hell happened in a hundred episodes or so? <laughs> Hey, what, what is that what a podcast does to you? Is that what it does there, Jimmy Boy? And then my reflection said, yes, yes, it does. I said, rabbits, 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 turn off the freaking light, turn it back on, and Eric Shea was staring at me with no pants on. I don't was this candy man? Oh, it was crazy. Sexy, it was sexy candy man. It was Beetle K Candyman. It was, it was a combination of a bunch of things. No, it was just you, but Eric, you were smoking. And I said, what the hell? Smoking hot. What's going on with this world? Oh, no. It is episode 82. You bastards, I yelled. Better time. (laughs) It was episode 82 all along. How dare you? There it is. Scene. That, that is That's the, your Planet of the Apes moment for the that, Weird that, Science Podcast. That is part two of the Weird Science movie, Eric. A little bit, I lifted a little from the Planet of the Apes. And then, then okay, you, sure. you're like, what's going on, buddy? I'm like, no, I am your father. And then, oh, ah, no. that's impossible, you yelled. And I said, it, it, you're right. And then that ended. It ended a weird way. It was more set up than, than finale. Eric just like that stupid uh, fucking Nightwing should have been. All right, uh, Rick Mills. Rick Mills, you there with me, Eric? Are you still here? Kinda. You still here? You can't handle the tooth, I said to you while you were brushing. Dan- Dancing, <laughs> Dancing Mike was right. They don't need no Eric Shea for this. I'm out. They don't need Eric Shea. I have this covered with such classics as ha, ha, ha. I'll get you and your little dog when you go to sleep because I'm a dream warrior. How about that? Did you like that? <laughs> That's Nightmare on Elm, uh, Wizard of Oz. And it's a combo. It's a combo. Are <laughs> you still there? You still there? Try not to be. Good afternoon, Korea! Is, isn't that that Robin Williams movie? Is that, is that how it went? <laughs> Uh, yes. No, that is born on the 4th of uh, August. Yes, no, that's born on the 3rd of April. Look what you did to me. I got three arms. Isn't that what he says in then? Poor <laughs> as hell. Next, next thing you know, I'm going to be oh so horny. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's full metal bracelet is what that one was from. You're familiar with that one? You, you like that one? Listen here. Oh, Johnny there went through a poster and ended up going through shit. Isn't that part of that movie that I haven't seen? Poster? <laughs> poster. He had a poster up. He went behind and went into the shit. There you go. That one is the Shawshank Was there a retribution. The no, it was the Shawshank Retribution is what that movie was. He was trying to escape, Eric. He went through the shit. But the shit escape was life. the shit was war. And as he was going through, he said, I was running, and it felt like a rhinoceros stung me in the buttocks, he says. <laughs> and then he ate too much of the sprites. Rick Mills, episode 82. We have to have fun doing something, right? Right? 
Isn't this what life is all about? Is that what we're doing? We're having fun? Isn't it? I'm having a fucking ball. <laughs> I don't know about you. I am, I am having a fucking great time here, Eric. Wait, Watch just, some goddamn movies, Jim. Like, you sit there and they go to shake the guy's hand. He's like, whoa, whoa. You do that, some of these gangsters, they're going to want to take my head off. And I don't I, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Hello all, says Rick Mills. That that sounds like somebody there. When I hear hello all, you know who I think of. I just think of Hello Weird Science. Oh my goodness, Dan. It's like what they so say. So is it just when anybody says hello? Hello. It, it's <laughs> like in the movie, uh, you know, Father Mia, when they say, hey there, are you the father here? And then the guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? That was my favorite scene in Father Mia. Eric and I complete. Eric, I completely agree that the soy sauce in packets doesn't taste as good as Kikoman. Damn right. Both of you are goddamn insane. Both of you. You, you know, there's a movie. Grow some taste buds, Jim. There, there's there's a movie with a line that <laughs> I was in Japan earlier this year. Ooh, look at Rick. Rick, Rick not only goes through time, he also goes over to Hapan. Through space. Hapan, and I, I. That's how they say it, Eric. And I had a squid crab and horse sushi. And squid was like eating rubber. I've had squid, but again, when when we have this, so and it you. was like rubber. It was like rubber, but it was also at that shitty buffet. So who knows what the fuck you're getting there? You know, I I thought maybe if it was prepared by somebody who also knows how how to prepare the dreaded poisonous blowfish, Eric, then maybe you'd be getting something a little more tender, like that Where's steak you had. He said like that steak you had, Jim. Now he says this. What is going on here? There's some little time traveling hijinks because he says that, that steak you had, Jim. I just chewed and chewed. Now, did I have the same problem back in episode eighty-two that I had the last episode? Well, you just buy some shitty class of meat any we'll time of the year it is. Oh yeah, and I go fancy. Eh, no Rockefeller. Fancy just means that I have something that says steak on the package. I mean, really. Hey, I'm not going that. You know, I'm not getting no prime rib here. I don't get I paid think you enough. I called steakums. No, no, I had. It was like I think it was called uh, may contain some meat steak. It says, unlike you, I did not mom a bird myself. So gross. Glad I tried the squid, but I don't plan to have it again. Pony, on the other hand, I didn't mind. Pony, but now Ew. I'm back in the states. I sure do crave some. Stay golden, pony boy. Stay golden. See, I got that one right. Uh, with that, he did send me a picture of possibly the sushi. It looked goddamn good. Wait till he hears that I eat Walmart sushi. That's coming up soon, too. Thanks, Chris and Reggie, for the Cosmic Treadmill on Green Lantern Volume 3, number 50. Right? He's getting that shit for free now. Right, right then, he's there. He's listening. This cosmic treadmill is the greatest. I'm glad that I don't have to get another feed for this. And then he'll be surprised. Everything's going to be a surprise to him coming up, right? I was listening and you mentioned. Surprise to me now. I was listening and you mentioned that you uh, read all the emails and I might have spaced that you could be reading mine. So he's saying I could be reading his. (laughs) Yes, we are. Sorry for anyone who suffered through it. I like it. You also mentioned that people posting on old reviews on your site would only be seen by you guys, which is true because they're way hidden. So I decided I'm going to comment on the comics there and give little burbs of past episodes topics here. Thanks for bearing with me. And that is Rick. And now I feel bad because Rick has been commenting on these old reviews yeah. and I only mentioned I only responded like one time I think he wants to engage and have some talk Eric uh, that's so, the thing is he, he's talking about these things he's comments about these issues I'm like I have no idea what the heck went on and I could go back and read my review or your review but I don't want to 
Eric Shea has no idea what happened in Nightwing 47, let alone something at the beginning of Rebirth. Oh, my goodness. Was there a Nightwing 47? That was this week! Is that what that was? <laughs> yes, it was. You stupid kid. Damien's <laughs> next. Thanks, Rick. I have to say, Damien says, I have to say I really like Doomsday Clock quite a bit. I'm so committed to this that I reread the issues beforehand. LOL. I was having quite the week, Jim. I think you censored me as you see fit, which is funny. That might be true, Eric. There was some, there was some hate speech might have come at some point. I'll try and be more conscious of my bad French. I just don't like people. N- number one, really, I don't want people to not like somebody even when they're joking. So I, I try to look out for everyone. Uh, Dancing Mike knows what I'm talking about. Are these people sure. just given titles as Mr. Mike of the dances see fit? Well, I'm the Mr. Supreme Sir King, awesome of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, shit, boys. Shit, boy. Super Sun is back. And best believe that title is way too long for me to even get behind. Chat at the adventures of Super Sun. Fuck it. I'm the Joker of the Get Fresh crew. I ain't in charge of crap. Hey, Jim. This means nothing is your fault. It's Richard's. And it always is. I ain't got nothing against this Pete. That's Pete from OIC, which I don't have anything in. I, I, I almost had a heart attack earlier because I thought Pete had left us there, and that would kill me. Maybe yeah, LOL. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, there was a time no. where we had this old guy working at my old place, and he ended up getting fired because he, he would actually pretty much twice a day threaten me and my buddy Pete to go out in the parking lot and kick our ass. So yeah. he ended up having to leave, and people would come in and say, oh, man, where's that old guy? And Jay, who I work with as well, wouldn't just say, oh, he, oh, he, he's, he's passed on. And then they'd be like, holy shit, he died? How did that happen? And Jay's like, don't want to talk about it. And walk away. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's walk away giggling. No, and then he started saying that it was a heart problem. And then they were like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, he had a bad heart. No, no, his heart wasn't in the job. And then yeah. they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, oh, I got he says, I got my own section. That was cool. Ooh-wee. Writing in puts a smile on this royal joker's face. Damn it, that acknowledges Richard. Oh, yeah, Jim, this is the best. And I'll tell you, Damien, I read this. Now I'm depressed. Oh, yeah, Jim, shut it sometimes. I can't even hear what Eric says half the time. Now, you say this, and because, you, you know, you'll ask, like, hey, how are you doing? Eric's not going to say shit. He says shit about shit most of the time, especially the male. Half the time I think that he mutes the goddamn mic, or maybe should, because he's playing with this goddamn transformer. So there you go. I asked in the email how you're doing or something, and usually can't hear nothing because you're all hopped up on pills. Oh, my God, I'll be back. He says, Eric, got a point. Eric and he, you say that, he, he's done nothing. I, I'm with him almost this whole goddamn week. I know what he does, and it's nothing. It's nothing except sit there and put other podcasts on, and I say, hey, Eric, I have to ask him a question. And the motherfucker gets, takes his ear, but he actually turns off. He, he won't even have the courtesy to take these goddamn things out of his ear. But they're in his ear. He just, hey, what are you doing interrupting me listening to my friend? I'm like, you <laughs> fucking asshole. I'm laughing at my friend's I'm over like, here. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, you ask her. He'll sit there and uh, there's a podcast, one of the ones he listens to, yeah. where you want a reaction video. He actually has one. I see him over there. He's about to cut some or whatever he's going. He's like, I hear this. Ha ha! And I, I look at him, I just fucking stare daggers through him. I'm like, you better be listening to me, you motherfucker. If you're laughing at anybody else, it's over. It's over. Johnny, is what I say. I get so angry. And then he does it on purpose because I see him. He fucking oh, yeah. laughs and then fucking starts peeking through the side of his goddamn fucking face, looking over at me. And I'm just fucking, and, and that's the thing, too. 
Goddamn guy, even with his new glasses, he still can't see because he doesn't wear them. So I can't just shake my head. I got to fucking – all these hysterons. You know, I'm, I'm fucking dancing around Give so he can see me being mad. Trying to make sure that you see it. I'm, I'm, t- yeah, I'm going back and forth <laughs> yelling. See, I'm talking over you, Eric. How was your week? I had a week? Yeah, how was your week? Night uh, week 47. How have you been? No, no. How, 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 was your, how was your day today? I watched some Godzilla. See, listen to this nonsense. You you want me to to shut up to listen to this garbage? Jesus Christ! I know you have nothing to say. You fell asleep watching Godzilla. Uh (laughs) I fell asleep listening to the Yankees Red Sox game. There we go, Eric. Uh, Who's who's a bigger man, huh? Who's the bigger man? That's it for the mail. Thank you, Damien. Thank you. Uh, Eric will eventually be able to talk over me. That's what he has to do. He has to learn to take the, the bull by the horns, get some balls, and talk over I me. I will, but Jim had it set out. Ooh-wee! I could, actually, but I do not. Uh, you think I have time for that? I had to edit you and Brandon last week on that Marvel podcast. Uh, that took half of my sanity right there. Here we go. We're going to go back to the books. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Aware of my power, green's light. All right. <laughs> Continuing on, Eric. Oh, my goodness. The, the tales that we'll tell this week. Oh, goody. It's uh, a green section, Jim. This has uh, got to be good, huh? It's the green section. I- I'd love to come up with something that that means. It's, it's green because I just ate some uh, uh, some I'm oops, sick. just berries, and something has gone terribly wrong in my bowels uh, because, boy, uh, these books this week, oh, my goodness. I, I actually, it's one of those things where you, you well, see a movie. I know what you're talking about, Jim. Yeah. I see online nonstop every week that DC comic books are killing yeah. it. No, no, they they messed that up. What they meant was huh. DC books are killing Jim is what they say. They just, they, they it <laughs> autocorrects. It autocorrects all the time. It's, I'm here, too. I'm not happy about this. This is one of those things where it's always darkest before the dawn, they say, right? Well, when the fuck is this dawn coming? This night has Come lasted. Night, this Tim. night has lasted forever. What are, what are we, in goddamn the Alaska? Am I, you know, I'm freaking, you know, Iceland? Dirty days of Yeah, really. I don't know the what's going on. Damn it, they're Draculas, Eric. I, I don't want this. I don't need this. This is where I, I can't tell you enough of how I get into these books, and I do my own personal books. You do yours. We do those on Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, my God, really? These books? Like, you know, these books? There's my joke, Eric. Is this on? But I go, okay, at least after the, these books, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, am, I right? am I right here? And I sit, and I'm like, okay. My books weren't the greatest, but uh, that that America's sweetheart, that guy's going to come through. Not that not that you have anything to do with it, but I expect that when you come in on this Wednesday at work, and this is the problem. These the, you got to realize this. This I'm going to paint a picture here. We we get into work on Wednesday, and I tell you, I don't give one rat's ass if your feet are on fire, if your butt stinks, or you got the the chafe. I don't care if you got the chafe. The chafe's so bad. I don't care. You best come in on Wednesday because. Wednesday is when our official work starts because you come in and we start talking about our books. So you're, you're yeah. doing your thing. I'm doing mine. I'm like, hey, get this. Green Arrow, huh? And I start telling you about stuff. But there's other times when it's not just to talk about them. And we don't say. We, we never do like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I'm gonna, that's not what we do. We're just telling each other. 
about the book. If we ever do say that, we always forget. Yeah, we forget. And and then if we then if we remember, it just comes off really feeling weird, so we don't do it. So what I also rely on is depressed Jimmy Warner comes in to work. I'm like. I, I got I need some ray of hope. I need something. It's got to be Eric Shea coming in. Now, I think that people have listened to us long enough, and even if you just joined in, overall, whether you hear me scream at the top of my lungs like a, a crazed moron, I am still usually more positive on the book. So already I'm playing the devil's hand, <laughs> expecting you to lift me. But it does happen. So I, I come in. I'm like, all right, let's see what Eric said. Because you're just doing your thing. Sometimes we'll talk a little about the books on a Tuesday night while we're reviewing. Yeah. But it's more like a, wait, do you read oh, this? this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Turn to page 16 of this. And I'm like, Penalops, oh, my God, Penelope. That makes me smile. Uh, but I get in and I'm like, all right, I, I already know what I'm going to tell you. I was like, I had three books and two really blow. Uh, so I go, hey, what's going on? How are your books? And you're just shaking your head. I'm like, it's going to be another one of these weeks, is it? And I can't even say. I wish it was one of those weeks. God, I, this is the, I think this is the worst week we've ever had. This is what I'm saying. I think when, when's the dawn? I need to see some ray of sunshine hit the horizon. So that I can at least for smile. Anybody who's just listened to this podcast, they didn't get us to hear about us gush oh, over Super Sun, which was only mediocre because yeah. it only was halfway. It. But half said, of it, the half of that Super Suns, the second half of Super Suns, and I'll, I'll say less four pages, better than anything we're talking about. Oh gosh, good. Goodness gracious, Eric. When we heard the Green Lantern, <laughs> you know, we heard Wrong Turn doing the oath. Uh, I, we need some sort of Get Fresh Crew oath that is, you know, in in shitty books and, and darkest times. Uh, hey, yeah, bitch, Maybe does this rhyme? Does that know. is that in? Does this <laughs> rhyme? Can I can I throw that in? I need something. I need something to make me smile. And it's not these books right now, and boy, I just it gets worse as this as this podcast goes on. It's Jay, just gonna get worse. <laughs> oh my, it's not getting better. Oh, I can tell you God. that. And books wise, I think uh, I might like Reggie's section. Yeah, one book. I, I, I'm actually counting on everybody mailing in and making me at least smile somewhat. Oh my goodness, I, I just get going. I, I've I've had it. Is is this no limits, Eric? No, there's no limits to to my anger. There's no limits to my depression. That's what it means. Give give me your blurb, I, please. Please. Green Lanterns number 52, written by Dan Juergens, with art by Marco Santucci, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. The Green Lanterns are up against the Ravagers and Eon in this issue, but thankfully Hal Jordan has shown up to even the score and avenge Penelope's death. In the background, we're still dealing with the rings giving bad information, but in the long run, all I want to know is, what the hell happened to the storm on Mogo? Did I miss an issue, Jim? I, I, I don't know. Hey, Dan Jurgen's like, nobody likes storms. I mean, really, what are they going to stop it with a goddamn umbrella? You had you had the whole deal where, you you know, you had that dome and it was cracking. It's cracking, Jim. It's, it's cracked. I'm cracked. I'm well, done. We can't keep the Next storm thing you know, it's up. all, it's, it's, angry it's so disjointed. It's nobody so cares. angry it left, Darren. And then it's like your daddy. <laughs> daddy! <laughs> you go back to Mogo oh. in this. The Guardians are just walking about. Just walking around. Nobody gives a shit. They're walking around just talking. They, they, there is something 
awfully wrong with the battery. There is something awfully wrong with the Green Lantern core. Yes, we start off with this whole deal with what appears to even be like a different entity. Maybe they, yeah, I said, it. is it the butcher? Whatever know. it is, it's in the, the rings. Is a big freaking I know. Bull, though. But again, though, you, you don't see well anything. You just like. end up seeing the smile. So yeah, whatever it is, it is it's doing right things, and now it has gone full effect where it is taking uh, Simon and Jessica and working them against each other, but also making the core think that they are not doing what they need to do. Uh, the worst part is because we were three issues in this whole arc now. Dan Jurgens is run, and you essentially really know nothing except for the rings are wonky at this yeah. point because you have the Ravagers. This is beyond really wonky to, push to me. hard in this issue because – no, you have really like you might have heard the word Ravager. You have no idea yeah. what that means. Here they at least show you a little bit. Yeah. You got Eon still spouting the same nonsense. Yeah. And now because Doesn't nobody even seem knows what's up with the ring and they want to know, oh, well maybe it's just Jessica's ring, because Jessica's ring is weird compared to yeah. Ring. Yeah. No, we have to show you a dark yeah, yeah, glowing eyed big grin face yeah. to let everybody That's what know. I'm saying. Wrong Punch you right in the face with it. it. It's not subtle. It starts out now, this is where I'm getting back to you, you have you have the guardian though. The Guardians just walking around. They got their hands behind their back. They're pacing around. They're saying stuff. Well, you are now – I mean this is 52, 52 issues in. The rings – you know, the, the Guardians did – they were gone for a while. They came back. But when you come back as a Guardian, I think you're going to take some inventory. Number one, the rings are not going out. They're not replenishing. They're not going and selecting new – right there's enough for at this issue, they should be looking into the battery. They haven't. So now well, they can't get a hold of Mogo though. They, they don't even look into it. They look hey, into nothing. You there, buddy? Yeah, Mogo's nothing. not answering. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. All right, let's keep walking with our hands behind our so back. So everything that has happened, even things that aren't even in this, but what's going on in this issue and what's going on in the arc since Dan Jurgens went and all this, this leads to when the hell is anybody going to look into the battery? Just the idea, like I said, the idea, and we see it again. It's kind of a subtle reminder. When Penelope dies... That ring does not go and select another no. Green Lantern. It comes back. It goes in the battery. It's it's gone. It's done for now. They have to find that out, and they never have. So things keep going. Things keep going wrong, but yet nobody sees. Are they zombies? Because it's just like, oh, that's wrong now. Mogo won't talk to us, and there's storms. Oh well, let's try to touch the battery. Oh no, it rejected us. Eh, let's see about that later. I mean, nothing. How disturbing. Yeah. And, and with that, they can't get a hold of anybody. Nobody can get a hold of each other. I, this is right all away, hands on deck. This, for all the stuff that we've dealt with since the Lost Army, Edge of Oblivion, where we've come back to this universe with the rebirth stuff like that, and the idea that the rings will not go out and make new recruits. Yeah. A lot of people, like you know, a lot of people died during that. A lot of people have died since yeah. then. With this entity starting out, first thing, there are thousands of them. These green lanterns, like I don't think there no, are. There anymore. aren't, and the problem is, like we, our, our recruiting thing needs yeah. to be picked back well, up because we yeah. have no green. And that's left. the thing. That's the whole concept of a lot of these books through all of Reba. The Green Lantern the books, lantern. They, they are ending up teaming up with the Yellow Lanterns. So they, they, well, they don't, Zod yeah, yeah, the they don't have enough stars. people. There's, they, not, enough there's people. not enough Green Lanterns. They are decimated, and as more die, it's not replenishing. So you have this. Well, there's also the thing where once you get an idea like, oh, man, i got to get a hold of these guys. Like, where's Guy Garner? Uh, don't know their how is Ring's talking. Like, there has to be ways that it's like – 
there has to be a protocol like, okay, if this happens, I have to go. And it's so funny because they want to have this thing with Hal where he's off. He's having a little vacation. He's kicking his feet in the sand. Uh, get a hold of Guy Gardner. I can't. Where is he? Location unknown. Okay, give me the last location that you knew. Okay, it's right where they are. It, it ends up pages of nothing. Because he just says, okay, show, tell me where, oh, he was here yesterday. Okay, we'll go there. And that's where they are. And it's the whole thing of the Ravagers. That's a, a, you know, that's a heated deal for Hal. But again, it, it's really nothing. And then Eon is just yelling stuff that, that really makes no You're sense. You're not of the one, Jim. Yeah. And don't give me now. Again, he's probably or maybe connected to what's going on, yes. But the mystery is what's going on with the rings. I don't care about Eon and the Ravagers. You spend most of your you, you time just fighting, and I don't Eon care. And the Ravagers mining the planet Penelope. No, I, I think that Eon and the Ravagers sounds like a kick-ass band name, but oh I don't God, care about them because you start off with what everybody wants to know: what's going on with the rings, especially Simon uh, and, and Jessica. That's the thing. You, you do see that. You start yeah. off with this whole but thing, but then oh they just God, go away from it. The, and then we pan out and we realize. Why, why is everybody over the point of yeah. Penelope? What happened to our yeah, what happened to the, the cliffhanger? Two? Did I miss something? Yeah, the, why are we the thing broke. The, 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 the barrier dome was breaking. Are off the mogul yeah. now, and they're at the point of Not only that, like, and the guardians are just hanging out. How is there sitting on a ledge? He's on a. Uh, you know what? They can deal with Earth. No, no. The last time you saw you know, all this stuff, everything's gone wrong, and you're doing this. Oh, well, let me try to get a hold of old guy Gardner. And with that, the huh, Ravagers, you say? Huh? I not, a, them once. not on my watch. And then he goes. Oh, my Gardner's having such a problem. Yeah. They weren't that bad and, last and the, time. Yeah, I and they're them. having problems. And and it's one of those the Ravagers, like you're the the core's the reason why we were never accepted in the Federation. Check off the box that I don't care. And then he comes yeah. in like hey, we're Ravagers. we're gonna we're gonna do you. But while this is going on, you do I'm like everybody stay in formation, stay in formation. And Simon leaves, and we find out later it's that he's so, getting well, wrong. Thing. Si- Simon's ring here. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're gonna go one and three, two, one, go. So he hears something different. So he goes in and breaks into the Ravager's ship. Before so he's supposed against to. All the Ravagers yeah. in this Armada ship. And Guy Gunner's like, why the hell is Baz yeah. breaking yeah. formation? What's he doing? And I love it, too. You have Simon, and then you have all the Lanterns. And basically, Simon goes off, and the big concern for them is, oh, man, now we have an empty space star formation. Nobody's like, I think Simon's going to get killed. He's by himself. But, yeah, you just – and Look then at him hot Eon start, he just shows up. He's just yelling stuff, uh, the same stuff again, and that's when Hal shows up, gets him from behind with a little torrent gun uh, deal, Ah, situation report, and that's where Jessica just stops. The whole thing stops for (laughs) her to say, something you should know, Penelope, he did everything he could for his planet, but you know, and Hal is the exact, the exact representation of me when I saw that, that news article that, you know, the clickbait of a Green Lantern dies. And I went, I'm like, Penelope's? Penelope's? I was pissed that I was there. He's just pissed. And he does, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, when you make the Green Lantern, make sure he looks exactly like Ryan Reynolds here, too, because he does it. Penelope's? And then he's like, what, what what anger does this cause? Pen- he didn't even know who Penelope was. I, I think he's making a show of it. I'm telling you, somehow the, the way this means is like Penelope was fucking how George's best friend. It seems <laughs> like you know all the those classic stories that you see the you know throughout the New Fifty Two and the Rebirth. Yeah. So everybody Penelope. would make sure they would know because this is a, something that had to have been built up over years. Yeah. 
Penelope yeah, Penelope. Penelope. I, I, well, I wanted it to be, uh, you know, Penelope, he died. He tried to do everything he could for his planet. But, this is you know, And then how's that? How's like, Penelope? She's like, you know, like big eye. Big eye. You got to be more octopus. specific. It looks kind of like a squid or an octopus. Okay, there, there's a lot of crazy, funky grant. Can you give me anything more? No, really. He's a big eye squid. Penelops! And then he just said, like, no, no. Like you said, this isn't Kilowog. <laughs> this isn't even, you know, anybody. Kilmar too. Badge. You know, do something. Hey, Penelops. Badge. Yeah. We have Pen- not seen Pen- Badge since chip. he started training freaking yeah, Badge and Chip off. Yeah, yeah. Nonsense. Nonsense. Penelops. Remember when that was the greatest thing in Green Lantern so far? When I was like, oh my God, Simon yeah. Baz and Badge yeah. teamed up. Yeah. This is the greatest thing. Yeah, we Green thought Lantern's that they were going to be the greatest thing. Gone. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so this talks about it. this continues on to where then Jessica goes and he finally died does. Lost Army, as far as yeah, I'm yeah. He, uh, Jessica finally gets to Simon, and now we see this interaction between the two rings. The problem is who's hearing it, and also you can talk to each other. So you had why can't they hear? This what is the what I'm saying. saying. This is the problem. So you see, Jessica comes to Simon. You disobeyed an attack, caution, Jessica. Lantern Bash shouldn't be trusted. I, I didn't. Why are you messing with me? Caution, Leonard Best. Jessica Cruz is not to be trusted. Right there, they should say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Rings, shut your mouth. This is my partner. We got to figure this out. And then it could seem more like he's attacking Jessica. Is that them? Is that broadcast to the rest of the group? I don't what, what, know. It, and the thing is, he's attacking Jessica. That would be Jessica's ring. I know. So he's attacking yeah, Jessica. Now we're talking to the third I, I, person. It's I, I, Ricky no, Henderson in that down. ring. We, we've solved it. Ricky Henderson is this thing at the beginning. It's nonsense. He's it's attacking like, Jessica. Like I, my freaking, you know, uh, my, my 20-year-old girlfriend back in the day kind of thing. We're in a heated argument. As she's standing in the doorway so I can't get out. I go to put my arms on her shoulders to move her aside so I can get out. And as soon as they go, don't touch me. She threw, yeah. I threw my arms up there and just backed up like, what the hell just happened? He's attacking Jessica. <laughs> I'm telling you, you quote unquote went to move her aside. You say, Eric? Huh? No, uh, really? What, what happened? That happened to me. Uh, me uh, Tanya was at, Tanya was switching, and she is she was having some problems, and we were like at Walmart or something, and she was really manic and something like that. So she was like doing something, like trying to grab like a bunch of candy and all, and I'm like. Come on, we have to go. And I put my arm, uh, hand, and I grabbed her arm, and she freaked out. I, I thought I was going to jail. <laughs> I'm like, well, what are you doing? Oh, you what are you doing? And then she took your way out of this. It even got worse because then she was like going, and she rolled up her sleeve and started pinching herself to try to make a bruise. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is a setup. I'm out of here. Pedalops! <laughs> my ring said, "Get away!" She's pinching herself, and it's not because she thinks she's dreaming. But yeah, and so with this, and that's the good, that's the best too. Because Simon, he's just talking, puts his hand on Jess's shoulders. Jess, he's attacking Jessica, yeah. and she responds, "Get back, yeah, yeah get so back." And the proof of Lantern Cruz, I love it too. It's like proof of Lantern Cruz's hostility. This is still not far enough for two Lanterns who have worked together this whole entire series and had become pretty much best friends in this book. To have them not go, whoa, 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 Jessica, what's wrong? What is happening here? They end up 
they're listening to the rings, but the way it's played out by Dan Jurgens is almost as if they're being possessed by them, which they don't seem to be because there's not. <laughs> he's like. She goes, get back. I mean, he would be like, okay, I love that song right, too. Not that. my favorite Beatles song, but you may not be aware that Paul McCartney, he actually played drums on that track. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Who, are the, who is this? You're the Beatles? The Beatles. Actually, that yeah, was back I'm in the USSR. Not, I think that Ringo did play on Get Back. There you go. They played on the rooftop, though. Okay, great song. Uh, but yeah, you get this there. And then they're, they're fighting still. And all this is like, Simon, you need to get the hell out of here. And then he goes, which makes it look worse. She's over. I mean, everything makes it like you got to be at a point where when Jessica's like, where did you go? And all he says is, what are you messing with me? And the, the next thing that Jessica should say, like, no, no, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Uh, nothing like that. It's so forced to and get the, to this, them attacking each other in their minds while the rings are saying shit that each of them should hear. And, and then you and see the this, whatever is too, it is. Like, in, and I don't know. Maybe they, they don't hear that. I always think everybody heard it. So I guess talking. Maybe, down, not. maybe it's not. But the still, whole thing too, we have everybody show up at Penelos to fight this big Ravager Armada and Eon. How Jordan even shows up out of nowhere? Because why not? Yeah. Because of Penelope. Yeah, Penelope. And. We have the freaking Guardians investigating a murder and making sure how uh, John Stewart doesn't die on Mogo. And now the darkness inside the ring is ordering uh, Simon Bass to go to Earth. Yeah. You're greatly needed another. What are we going to do on yeah. Earth now? But even so, it's like, why are they listening this much? Now, Jessica, it's a, and also, does she not realize that this, this ring is not talking like it normally does to her? And that may be Dan Jurgens all of a sudden not being down because he did seem be. to have the voice before. You know, we even said it that he got the voices of all the characters in the rings or whatever very quickly. But this is where Jessica usually, like, she is not one. This whole book has been set up that her deal with her power ring and all that, it is a different ring, like you said earlier, but she also deals with it differently. So when the ring would tell her something or the ring would do or say something, she would always question it. She'd always be like, come on, ring, you know that that's ridiculous. Yeah, Jaybird, you might be right. Things like that. Now it's just, Simon's bad. You're right. Stand back. Get back! And there's it doesn't make sense to what we had with these characters leading up to this. And then for Simon to not check things out or not try to say to Jessica, like, whoa, 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 get back. Like, what are you doing, Jess? We're partners. We're, you know, we're buds. And he just, uh-oh, better listen to this ring who tells me that they're going to, you know, arrest me or something and then flies off. And it, it's just so off of what we've had of these characters and, and going where – to me, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he, he did he write this before the fi- – I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, know what's and going honestly, on. The way it feels, this issue out of nowhere, like I can tell you, I actually really feel like there was an entire issue cut out somewhere for where we jump into this issue. Yeah. like, all of a sudden, all right, Dan Jurgens, the Green Lantern's run. We're going to cut it by another issue. Yeah, like Shit. they're like, right, yeah, well, we have to do. One. And he's like, you know what? Building a dome, like we said last issue. I wasn't doing that. Uh, that's not very exciting, so you get rid of Let's that. Get how Jordan here You kind of have – like I would have exp- – I would have really expected a little more of a John Stewart, you know, they're trying to see if he's going to survive and all this, where also some of the Green Lantern stuff that they're doing might end up get wonky and that's going to hurt him as well. You have all that. But, yeah, this is just a, you know, hey, we're going to show you, you know, we're not going to. And that's the other thing. You have that at the beginning where really you take that out of the beginning. 
and you just have that cliffhanger where you have Simon, you know, flying away, and right. then it goes and shows you inside the ring where you see these things like eh, they're gonna have to deal with me, provided they live long enough. That's a great cliffhanger if you didn't get that first couple page, that first page yeah. where we already saw it. So it, it it falls flat, and maybe they're like, listen. You might be right. You don't have as this many issues. Is we're going to cancel it at this point. What's going and on we're going to cancel it at this point. We do have to cancel it. We want to cancel this before the uh, – what's his name? Grant Morrison's book comes yeah. in November. So we're going to have to cancel in October. We'll do all this stuff. But you got to hurry it up now. Let's get this part done so you can have your victory lap and all that stuff. And it, it just it, – it does. It comes off a little too busy but too busy with not the things that we should be having, uh, the Ravenger the – Ravagers Rev- and Eon. Eon and e- what do you know about Eon? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. You're really pushing past all of these where it seems like Eon. We have to force Howard Jordan back in here just because. I'm telling you, it's the weirdest part too because Dan Jurgens comes on and I thought immediately, like, oh man, he's making this more of a Green Lantern core yeah. book instead of just Same Jessica cool. and Simon. I'm like, that's a cool aspect since Howard Jordan the Green Lantern yeah. core is ending at 50. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. How Jordan, he's off doors. We don't need him. We got the rest of the core. Yeah. And out of nowhere, even though we've, you know, we we got John Stewart out of the way, he's greatly hurt. He's on the verge of death. But we're bringing Howard Jordan. But somehow it still became a Simon and Jessica book. I'm like, how are you doing yeah. this without even telling me what the hell the story is yeah. so far? Yeah. Because, we, like you said, we, we have the Ravagers, Eon, we have illegal mining operations, and we have a darkness inside the ring, and storms on Mogo, which may or may not be connected to it. And Penelope, sir. Yeah, Penelope. It's a lot. There's a lot of frosting on this cake. Not a lot of cake. Even that, the whole idea where the murder of the Guardian, you know, like, friggin', how does that play into something dark inside the rings? Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I don't, because it I takes don't a know. great deal to murder that just a Guardian. To be the, yeah, and that just seems to be like the setup to make everybody not think that Simon's on the up and up, but it's only Jessica. It's like, is this all just to rip apart Jessica and Simon? It's very odd. Would you like a whole cake that's just icing? I'm, I'm talking like a big birthday. No cake in it, now, just icing. Now, what kind of icing? Uh, not that buttercream. I'm talking like standard frosting. What about a whipped cream? Oh, that's the worst. I'm not that's a, my favorite. You get, get out of town. You get out of town with that. Oh, my God. That, that, uh, it would just fall apart. I don't want diabetes icing. It would fall apart. I need that stuff that like you can almost feel the, the sugar the in it. The shellac water. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, shellac, I don't need shellac that. Shellac-a-wall, shellac-my-mouth. That's what I want. I, you know, you want to shut me up? Do it that way, people. Step shellac. Who are these people? What did you give this? 4.5 out of 10. The art is the best part about this. And even that is wonky at times. Where people's eyes, like everybody has like a glazed over look at times in this where they almost look half retarded. But the whole thing is, I'm telling you, my, just because, I only, I couldn't even to say that word. Because <laughs> Penelope's, that whole thing with. He was just one eye it, who looked retarded, it, you tell me. It made me laugh so much. That, you actually, that, that upped up your like, score. That. <laughs> but there's, I'm telling you, it is so disjointed because the, the whole idea that you go into this, I'm like, the fuck is going on? Because, like, where, where's the crack yeah. dome on Mogo? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Penelope. 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 It's, Penelops. it's just so out of yep, I nowhere, know. this issue. Oh, I know. And it feels so weird. I know. I'm going to give it a five, Eric. You're going to hear that a lot tonight. I'm giving it a five, and I'm giving it a standard five and an FU five. You, you can go both ways. Whatever whatever stretch you fancy, you can go because it's just an He's average. He's attacking game. Jessica. <laughs> He's attacking Jessica. Who are you talking and she to? Doesn't even, she doesn't even sit there and say, like, what? Well, I am Jessica. I see this. I don't need play by play. That's what I'm talking about. She's half retarded. She doesn't even know she. She's Jessica. Who knows? That'd Step be so funny. Simon. Listen, Mel Allen. 
I don't need that. I don't need you to. <laughs> it's nonsense. We're going to move on to more nonsense here. It is Green Arrow number 43, written by Julie Benson and Shona Benson, art by Javi Fernandez, John Cleese, and D. Ron Bennett. And I do apologize. Last uh, At the end of last podcast, I did think that we were getting one more issue before the uh, the Bensons uh, run, but I, I was completely right. wrong. You know what was weird? I actually forgot that Green Arrow wasn't twice. I thought that all, you know, with Nightwing going twice, for some reason right. I thought they were the second issue of August. Oliver Queen was just as cool as Dick Grayson. Get out of town. I thought that DC again just had their head up Didn't their ass. Didn't know what the hell they were yeah. doing. The Bensons start their run on Green Arrow and while they check most of the I Know Oliver Queen boxes and pick up from Ben Percy's run and their own Green Arrow annual, the force bit with Roy heading the sanctuary, cliched villain, citizen, the standard nonsense art by Javi Fernandez, a couple other things brought it down a bit. I think we'll have some fun talking about it, but I hope that this is just the Bensons working out some kinks and the book will get better starting next issue. I was very positive on the site just because I thought that I had a little bit of fun, and at least they checked some boxes. And to me, this is just as much garbage as we've had, and I I liked a little bit of the interactions. I actually liked the interaction except one part with Canary and Oliver. I liked it. I'm telling you, when I started this issue, you start off, and it's, it's Roy Harper and Oliver Queen. I was like, this This is what we wanted. This is the best. This is going to be the book that we, you know, we had no idea what was going on with Roy. He didn't seem to be in any book, and I see him here, yeah. and I'm like, now we got it going because Emiko's off. You don't have her, yeah. you know, as much here. She's so, our Teen Titans. And so you have Roy and Oliver. This is great, and I do like the be- I like the beginning, except for the whole concept. The problem is I like a bit of the moments But the moments happening in this reality are just ridiculous because it starts off where you have Oliver and Roy and they're checking out a scene where there is this, you know, slumlord and he is going to – Jubal Slade? Jubal Slade. He is going to blow up this building. And yes, he's a slumlord, but also he he has to have gone through the proper steps. He he has evicted the people he's – This has to be on the up I want to know. Yeah, I want to know where – the three weeks before, and I know that Oliver's kind of going, and we've had this with Ben Percy, like, I can't throw money at all of the problems, but where was he when this building was, you know, bought by, you know, Slade, and he wasn't around? So he just shows up the day that it's going to be blown up, but yet, at this point, he really has no reason to be there and also it just it's forced because then they're there and like oh my god not everybody's out of the building well here's the well, thing not, not only that whole thing too when you start out the whole it's such a weird thing where you're like you know hey ga when you told me we we're going to a protest i thought it was gonna be poster board and pepper sprite yeah. and then the next panel over all you see is people holding up poster board. Like, yeah. that is what you got yeah, going that on. is what you got and, and i like it you too scroll down the jubal yeah. slade jubal with slade. big red button that's gonna blow the button he is yeah. standing right next to the building yeah. on a platform yeah. I know. And the he's gonna die. They're all gonna die. Yeah, they're all gonna die. Also, also, of course, he's you know smoking his big cigar. They have the button there. And uh, well, if you notice too, Jim, that's his logo. His logo yeah. for his freaking Jubal Slade signs. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. But yeah, you have this here with. It. Hey, I thought this was gonna be a uh, poster boards and pepper spray. Well, I did bring my pepper spray arrows. What? What? <laughs> really? That, that's what you got. That's when again they see this guy. Now this guy is on the top floor. 
He's mad. He's mad at Slade. You know, this is my building. You ain't going to evict me and, and, and tear it down. You're not going to blow it up. He's on the top building with his – appears to be a wife, you know, girlfriend, wife, whatever, and a baby. He He's yeah. there with a baseball bat. Is he going to fight the explosion? Is that what he's well, planning no, on doing? The thing is, if, if, if Slade wasn't this over-the-top – mustache twirling villain there are proper channels oh my god there are still people inside there yeah. okay we have to go get up and he would fight the people off yeah and, not and just, the well, yeah but, damn, but that's not what happens plus boy. though there's ways <laughs> of you know he, he have a sign out have a wave a white flag out the window so they know they just happen to see this guy he's just in there looking out with this goddamn fucking bat and like oh no slade's gonna blow up this building and, and the one guy's like hey uh mr slade mr slade we can't do this there's people up there <laughs> i gave them the eviction notice hit the button buddy and i'm like really this is not reality here. This is not what happens. There are also police officers that are walking around the minute that he's being arrested immediately. And just but what happens then is he does press the button. So I think half the people died because you have Roy and, and Ollie go in, grab the lady, the guy and, and a baby. And they jump out, and again, like, wh- where is this guy's protest? Like, it doesn't make any sense. He's there, and then well, they're like, let's get the hell out of here. He hits the button to blow up the, the, the building, this high-rise apartment, and he's like, you know, Oliver and Roy have to take this family and jump out yeah. of the window, yeah. throw a goddamn net arrow down. The and bl- and Javi Fernandez's art this- is awful. You can't even God, tell the progression awful. of this. It's but- just so bad. The reason you know this way he was able to live because he hit the button and he ran for it because yeah. from the time it took Roy and Oliver to jump out of a window, get to the bottom, he's already driving away to stretch yeah. limo. I like it too because there's all the smoke and, and things like these people should be dead, but they're like, that coward Jubal Slate cut and ran. He won't hide for long. He's got another building to blow tomorrow, but then through the whole issue until they see that the citizen has him like, man, I don't know how we're going to find him. You you just said it. He's blowing up another building tomorrow. And then they just oh, – this is so where bad. this is where we're getting back to. I, I was waiting for Merlin to show up and jump on a blimp. Where, where are they ever going to stop villains in, in these books? Everybody is so happy to let a guy leave. While Jubal Slate is going off, he probably has an office. He probably has a, a home. These, he has a lot of This things. isn't a secret identity. Why aren't, a car. Yeah, why aren't Oliver and Red Arrow, if not the police? But Oliver and and Roy go after him. Get on your motorcycles and get going. Get this guy. This guy just tried to kill people and, and then well, blew you, up a you building. You realize, Jim, Roy and Oliver have a lunch to get to today. And before that, yeah. he has to head home and talk to Black Canary. Well, so even before his whole that. He's already scheduled. It, and he has to go he's back to work. He's got to go to work because he's gotten that's all these messages yeah. from work. So he goes in, and that's where you see that Kate Spencer will continue on in the book, which I'm happy. I like Kate she Spencer. Who but of like course. That? You have to say that she's on a manhunt because she's manhunter. I, I'm really. Wait, do you ding. have to do this? Yeah, I need the ding sound uh, for this because these things just keep popping up. I'm like, I, I get it. Ding sound. ding sound. And this this is where I say like these sort of lines. If you don't know who Kate Spencer is, when she says she's looking for Oliver and she's on a manhunt, that's not telling you shit. 
So, oh. yeah, you're, and if you know, you roll your eyes because that's nonsense. So then you have Oliver, and he's like, listen, I told you motherfuckers here that you better get two things. You better get your ass to Hawaii, and you also better get some goddamn pupils because I'm sick of looking at people with no eyes. And they're like, oh, God yeah, demons. you know, man, you really like the tropics, Mr. Queen. Like, yeah, why don't you ever go, though? Let's just say I don't love islands. <laughs> and the thing is, you got to understand at this point, too, this is the second time that they've brought yeah, up islands, islands in this book Islands keep going. Right? And also you get this narration of him like, you know what? Me and Roy are the same. We both have islands. Mine was an island. His was drugs. His was, drugs. His was a drug <laughs> island. It's a weird Sam, island. So you, you, you go there. You, I, I'd rather be on Drug Island. Well, he has a drug problem? Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, you, you wash up on shore on Drug Island, and you may That's never get off. Nonsense. They're hitting new territory you, with this yeah, Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, you're really making me upset about this, Eric, because I gave it way to hear my score. Holy moly. But, yeah, it's, it just keeps going, and, and this is where we even laugh. It happened this week in Batman on the Patreon where, you know what, there was once a 10-year-old boy, like, really, we're, we're, we're going to this well? And, and this whole thing with this island just keeps going. You know what, it's like some of us are on an island. But you know what, I was once on an island. You know what it was? It was an island. But he goes home then. He ends up, uh, you know, talking to Kate. I, I like this part. I'm telling you, these are where I like some parts. Kate Spencer is pissed because she says, Oliver... You can't be a good guy. There's legality of things where you may have a product that you feel bad about. You may have something happen that you you can't just keep swooping in and saying everybody can have their money back. It wasn't our fault. Uh, you can't cover medical expenses because he even says this all leads to the annual that was the No Justice tie-in where Amanda yeah. Waller, you know, disabled the Queen Industries satellite. And, and I, that that's meant- the thing. It's the weirdest part. I'm, I was trying to think back. I did not want to go and try to have to find that issue and actually wade through it again. But I couldn't – like why were the phones exploding? They, they like, never the really one, said. The I think they overcharged. was on fire. <laughs> Hence the medical bills, Eric. I mean Jesus Christ. You saw what uh, trouble that Michael Jackson had after that Pepsi commercial. Oh God, that shit Pepsi. got expensive. But yeah, so the lady whose hair was on fire. But also remember when those when they caught on fire and Oliver had something. I was like, huh, looks like – because he was Green Arrow at that point. Like, huh, looks like superheroes get all the benefits of tech. And I'm like, eh, that's just his phone. You <laughs> know? It's your tough luck, but he's now he's going to give refunds to everybody. It wasn't his fault. It really wasn't. But she says you're going bankrupt, and she even has like a little line where she runs comes in like Oliver Queen, we're going bankrupt. Whoa, whoa, you can't yell bankrupt at a, at a place here. That's like yelling fire in a movie theater. It's such a weird idea that they're going bankrupt because they're willing to give everybody back their cue pads and their cue yeah, phones. They're replacing that were destroyed. Shit. And like, you know, in the area kind of thing, I guess it would have to be worldwide, which may yeah. be, but I was just thinking Seattle, but just the thing is, it was Queen Industries, and what did we have, Q-Core before, was yeah, it, was yeah. the, this this whole, like, separate division? Yep, yep. You know, they made money doing other things, so yeah. it's just a weird thing. And even like, then, oh, you don't think that by now, first off, it, we go through, and, and I have to say, number one, you start, you know, it's the book that cried bankrupt. We've had uh, how many times? How many times in Rebirth has Ollie not had his money or lost his money? He was living in the woods for a while. Yeah, we don't need this. Well, he's he's almost there again. This issue with nonsense because he's going. And I do, but I do like this where she's like, "Listen, you can't just be a good guy. We're gonna go bankrupt." He's like, "All right," and it's almost like that where he's pointing at her like, "All right." And speaking of which, 
Nice job. Stop smoking. I'm out of here. And he leaves, and then he goes to his house, which ends up in a bad part of town. This is a sketchy Down part of town. Your house. I like, got you. You know, uh, people sit there and they say, who the hell? Why would Oliver Queen live here? Well, well, you also have a secret bunker that you go in your backyard. He's down there, and that's it's where we see Canary. It's such a thing because he does have a chain link fence, you know, just a chain link yeah. fence because that's obviously going to keep people out in what people call the sketchy part of Seattle. Yeah. But the only thing sketchy around here is Seattle's richest citizen moving into the neighborhood. Yeah. I could be living in a high-rise security you know, apartment, but I'll never understand yep. what's going on in my city if I live miles away. You're not in the city, though. You're in no. a, a freaking sketchy yeah, part of Seattle. You're in a neighborhood. Well, he's proven to them that he wants to be among the people, though. He's like, I better he be among the people <laughs> in the actual he's city. He's like, well, I'm going to sit here, and I, I better not drive this motorcycle at any time as Green Arrow because I'm driving around well, in this all the time. But I go and not only that. It's, it's, a, it's a motorcycle that's painted green yeah, with, an arrow with an arrow on it. it. Yep. Hey, he, he said, listen, he's like, listen, I like to live amongst the sketchy people because they're dumb as shit. Why, why do you think that they live in this sketchy part of town? They're just stupid. Hey, he goes down, and I do like this progression where you have it, but it was weird because of the way the art progressed. It kind of didn't hit as hard th- until the second time, but I do like that he goes down, and they do show him without saying. This is a nice thing that I think that the Bensons probably had in their okay. script where he goes down, and he starts putting on the earmuffs, the, you know, the ear, because he's going to go in to talk to Canary and he knows that she's probably going to be screaming. I like that little touch that that's a little thing that was screaming. when planning. Yeah, really, that's you the, should have thought that's about the problem. He knows. He, he was told to do the dishes, Eric. He didn't do it. So there's a big chance that he's going to be screaming. This is like me going to bed every night when Jess goes there before yeah. me. Like, all right, got to go put yeah, in really. the earplugs. Got to think yeah, she's a snoring you monster. You said last night, she's like, oh, I was so worried. Uh, I, I couldn't sleep. You're like, you couldn't sleep. You're snoring up a fucking storm. You didn't stop. Well, I had to turn the TV up in the other room. What the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. I think you might have slept a little. That might have had something there. Can you tell? Oh, no, no, ah! I didn't. Eric did. Did you snore? I think the neighbors did, though. Yeah, so he goes down and he gets Canary. Canary is actually doing, uh, you know, let's pimp this house via the uh, freaking Canary cry. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> you know, so she's doing this like, I thought we were going to get renovators. Who needs renovators when you got a Canary? Yeah, there you I, go. I don't understand this house, though, because we have a house that's, you know, it's a walkway you have to get up to it. It's a standard kind of house in the sketchy part of town and whatever. But then you go into an, a secret bunker to yeah. get into underground. You go down to this but whole high But then it seems like you could just go thing. up to the regular house. Walk up the stairs yeah. and then you open a closet door. It seems like just a regular door. But yeah, the, you open up the basement door essentially it seems like. And anybody could just find this yeah, place. Yeah, this is where I thought that maybe they were better served. Maybe they were better served. I know. That's my biggest thing about the sketchy part of town. you got the richest man in town living there with just a chain link fence. I really would have appreciated. I'm pre- thinking about breaking. I really I mean, would have thought. I am right too. Now. Let's go. I, I actually thought that what would have been better is – you know, you see that house, but he has a secret back entrance that he goes in, and maybe they're not really sure. He can still live among the people, but not be the the target yeah. of all the people. But while like their house is just a decoy house, yeah. and they live below it. Or in but some he can like still you still have your ear to the pulse of the streets, then yeah. Eric, because it's there. But yeah, you have this weird thing because then Oliver's like, "Hey, you know what? I love you, baby. That's why I'm so glad you you came over. You you crossed the country again to live with me again." And you're like, "Okay, that's the Benson's time." from birds of prey and uh like hey by the way we're late we got to go meet roy for you did know you lunch up an appetite? Yeah, did you work we're, we're gonna go we're gonna have lunch with roy huh. now on my watch she, she throws you know, you know just, just for, for that, that yeah. i'm gonna build separate bedrooms yeah. like 
What the, why the what? fuck do you hate Roy out of because, nowhere? Because this is because this is Roy? Oliver's grooming. Like he has just become friends with him again. Yeah. According to like you know the way we things have progressed. Yeah. We now have Ben know, Percy's run had where Roy showed up and helped out a lot. He helped yeah. out and then kind of. But he was always on the outskirts, yeah. and now yeah. that Emiko has gone, it seems like all right, we're going to work yeah. Roy back here. But and even there, there's no Canary's reason that Canary should shape. should hate him. She, you know, the way she says, I'm like, really, really, lady. But, uh, yeah, they go, they go to the sports bar. You're going to get the next check because when they go there, they are there, Eric, for the chili eating contest. And uh, that's where Oliver's like, huh. Chili eating contest. Nobody's gonna beat mine. And then you have the weirdest What's comment. This place? It's the chili taste test. A palooza. And it's Murph's sports bar Murph's sports with three bar. people there. And it must yeah, not be that popular. This? Yeah. And I love the thing too. It's like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if this is gonna be the great thing. Now I also get the idea that what they're doing is now this is a bad setup because we've already seen that Canary almost is like. Fuck that, Roy. I hate him. I don't like doing anything. But the way that this goes with me is that the three of them have been going around Seattle checking out everybody's chili. And that's what they call the taste test palooza. If me and you were going to go out and try all the cheesesteaks in Quakertown, it's not a, a official deal. But we're like, all right, it's time to do phase two of the, the, the cheesesteak taste testing. And we go. Because even then, they, they only have that one. Oliver doesn't eat, but he says, oh, mine's the greatest. We already agreed. You know, I don't need to try out the competition. She's like, it's hard I to find. because she said, yeah, but it, I'm just looking at like the chili taste yeah, test of I know. palooza. Yeah. There's nobody there. Is that, is that why she's angry? She just doesn't want to But this is again? the problem with me, though. That seems like this is a setup of something they've already done. You don't do this the first time and just throw it out like that. But yet it's the first time it seems they've well, done it. you have to because Roy's getting the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, really. Because he – and that, that, just the line, though, where Oliver comes in is like, mine's the best already. It's going to be hard to find Seattle's best chili when someone's already convinced that his is the greatest. Like, how the fuck are they wasting their time? Why, why are they doing yeah. this? It's so ridiculous. But, yeah, they're sitting there. And through all this, you do have, a, you know, a pretty cool tie-in to No Justice where you do have Oliver has the box. He has the box that Mar- Marsha Manhunter gave him that if the Justice League goes crazy, he can use that to get rid of him. Now it seems that he has hidden it in some location. but he- It's the weirdest part in this whole thing. Though it's like the whole idea is like I need to pass this on to somebody. Like before we saw in that annual, yeah, we thought it was Canary. Talk Black Canary. Yeah, he, exactly. He That's said that he was going to Roy, but like I need to trust Roy. I I don't trust. Yeah, Roy. I don't like, trust. Why we, and then like, but he's got to learn to trust Roy because he might die, and then he nobody will know about the secret it. box. But at one point, it's like he's talking about. Like, I open this box and I shut down the Justice League. And but at the one point, he's not going to be able to tell Roy about it, so he's going to leave him a Coordinates. note. And I don't know what this box is. Nobody knows what no, this box we don't is. Know what it is. But all of a sudden, I think for some reason, he opened the box and just the act of opening somehow kills all the yeah, they're heads just fucking dead. I don't so know. Roy but gets there and goes, "I wonder what's in this box." This? <laughs> what's well, in the box? You, you have though. The thing is, to me, it, it, it's a kind of weird setup because to me, it keeps. Uh, hey, Ollie, you don't trust me. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. He he's almost like brick. No, I don't. But with that. Giving him the coordinates of the box 
to me is almost like the girlfriend who keeps saying, well, you're never going to marry me. You're never going to marry me. And finally, the guy's like, I, I just have to buy a ring. I'm never marrying her. She's right. But I, I got to make so that it's like such a weird step to be like, and because he doesn't know. Because even later, because what happens then is Oliver says, "Listen, I wanted to talk to you. We we can't have secrets between us." He wants to open up. It's one of those things that I think that selfishly, or is that he just wants to get it off his chest that somebody's there. So Roy's just there to be the guy. Yeah. So he's gonna tell, and and Roy thinks he's talking about something else, and says, "Oh, I know, I know that you found out. Like I'm heading to the sanctuary. You know, what's the sanctuary?" I'm like, "Well, we were kind of told that." They all knew what that was. That's kind of weird. And this is the other thing is the Benson's throwing a bone to Tom King like they always do. And and he's like, you know, it's just I've been going through a lot lately, and I think maybe I should get help. The problem I'm having, and this is where I had the big thing about Sanctuary, even with Wally uh, in The Flash the last week, is that we're getting these scenes. We're going to get more, it seems. Give me some idea of what is you know i know that you don't have to go through the thing but you have roy you know i've been working through some things why isn't ollie asking him like what we're supposed to be friends like what's wrong how can i help well you know it's because of this and this and it's you really know, nothing he, you can help he, he he can trust roy yeah he doesn't trust yeah roy. and then and then, also, and then like, like you know we, we're friends let's keep this professional yeah, yeah. And, and then with the whole deal of like wait what sanctuary? They get interrupted with Canary coming over and saying the TV, but really all that just gets left behind till after the scene that we're going to see where Roy's driving. I'm like, all right, I'll call you tomorrow. We'll eat more chili. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you, your best friend really has just an oldest friend has just told you that he's going to this thing called sanctuary that you don't know what it is. You never ask then. And, and he's going off and you're telling, I'll call you tomorrow, buddy. What, do you know the number? We see what happened. You don't know shit. And he's going off, and we don't know why he's going off. So I, I just – the way these things, the way these things are playing out, I really think that this – and I fear the sanctuary is going to be the place where people get help for their problems, and we never find out what they are. So if we're not yeah. going to find that out, how are we ever going to see them getting – you know, you only have a couple issues as heroes in crisis. I really think it's just a murder mystery, but it's, it's it so – but it's so pushed to be this thing like, you know, this is great because I have problems too, and I could see my heroes doing this. No, I want to see them, you know, show that they can work through these. No, he's going there to possibly get murdered. It's all this is set up for. And Oliver's just like, all right, smell you later, buddy. But in the meantime, there there and the citizen comes on tv now again pretty much seattle's and he is either hacking into the deal but they they have a lot of these you know graphics and things where well, uh, that's the thing is it, maybe the newscaster is broadcasting this thing that's going live this is news on the internet and they're the tv's broadcast i was just no, thinking about the this tv again. though they're watching I know, the game. Saying, like, the, I'm saying the TV, like they're inter- the, like the the game's interrupted because of this breaking news yeah, no, about the thing No, they online. say they turn the game off. They say they turn yeah. the channel. It, it, this is a guy. It makes no sense. Why why aren't they cutting the feed? Why aren't they cutting the feed to this? What, whatever stations. Why are we seeing Facebook you know, emojis Whatever whatever show up whatever, whatever station is showing this live because you have live there. 
why aren't they cutting a feed? Because basically this guy's just – I don't care if you think this is great TV or whatever. It's not your TV. You're going to cut the feed. And they don't. And he's like, listen, it's high time. I'm the citizen. I'm going to I'm gonna start doing this you know, guerrilla TV show. It starts tonight, and I guess everybody knows about it even though we never had it. But maybe we did, but we don't recognize it. It's all this like, – just a standard deal. Citizen I'm the citizen, watch. and I say judgment days here. The court of public opinions now in session. Allow me to present our first defendant, real estate tycoon Jewel Slade. And they're like, oh my God, they're watching it on the on the you know their phones, but Sports. it is oh, yeah, on the right, TV yeah. as well. So they're doing this. But yeah, when are they going to stop this? And then he says, like, even if the police arrest Jewel, he'll get away out. It's time we took matters into our own hands. Tune in to Citizens Watch tonight. To see how, but we don't know a time. We don't know. It's like this and, whole thing too. He just today he attempted to blow up his apartment building with people still said, "Where did we get this footage here?" Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. Of like there's Jubal Slate. There's like a yeah, low angle. Yeah, it's like a too. midget with a camera is taking this freaking photographer here because like it's, <laughs> it's up an upshot up at Jubal's side of his freaking face, his like, fat neck, up to Ali and Roy falling yeah. with a family. I don't yeah. know where you're getting this shot. They, I, yeah. think, I, I think the citizen's a little guy. Yeah, well, they say, uh, you know, we're going to tune in to Citizens Watch, and then you see people in this bar that they're like, yeah! That, that one guy, all yeah, right! Yeah, I'm like, ball. what? And that's where that's <laughs> where Canary goes. Citizen Watch, is this guy trying to organize a protest march or a lynch mob? And it's the best, because later you see that he is judge, jury, and executioner. And Canary goes, I told you so. You didn't tell a shit. You asked a question. <laughs> you were saying one or the other. Don't you give me this nonsense because nobody is paying attention. But that's when Roy and, and Oliver are like, it all right, smell you later. Yeah. All right, have fun. And what would you call that? The, the sexuary? The situationary? No, no, it's the sanctuary. Whatever. Tell you later, Roy. I don't, know what, the, I don't know what the hell that is. And then they go. But this is the thing. You see this citizen who already seems to have spelled out. Now, has he fully spelled out that he has this guy captive? He just says that, like, I think that what you're supposed to believe and what you think Oliver and and Dinah are thinking is this is going to be some guerrilla TV show Princess, where yeah. they're going to say, do you think this guy's guilty or not guilty? And it's a shame thing. Oh, my God. He's guilty. This is what they must think because they take the whole day not looking into it. They, they don't go to find, you know, citizen. No. They don't care. So they must think it's just like a poll type show. And like when it ends, they're like, yep, the, the court this of public opinion's in. It takes over all the TVs yeah. in the sports nobody, bar. Nobody looks into it. Kind of thing. Talking yep. about these things like, nah, whatever, yeah. Seattle yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Social justice. Yeah, where, where's Robin? I want to see if this happens day, all the time. Because problem. now everybody's just waiting for the citizens, you know, the, the show to come on, Citizens Watch. But when is it coming on? But also, like, how is he jumping into it? With the, the whole deal is it does end up where they have him captured. You know, Jubal is there, and the best is he's in a guillotine. And then they're, then they're like, oh, my God, you mean this is trouble? And, and, the, ah, and it's, there's the thing where you see the surprise there when Oliver's like, I thought Citizen was just a whistleblower, not judge, jury, and executioner. That, that's like typical Javi Fernandez nonsense art. I hate it. Uh, but they go because Oliver out of nowhere is like, I recognize the place. All you see is a dirty room and a guillotine. He's like, I was there I, once. I'm looking at this thing here because it's when the camera is like really close yeah. to Jubal's face. And for some reason, he's wearing sunglasses. And there's a reflection 
in his sunglasses that seems to be looking out a window. I'm like, the art is so bad. I have no idea, but I know the building they're in. Come on, Canary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's, uh, yeah, actually, that's Oliver says, I know what building they're at because yeah. she's like, five minutes, we'll never find them. The best thing is, if you do kind of look at what he's looking at through the thing, I think he's just looking at the TV because you see a yeah. guy with a cigar. It's got to be him. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, we got to get there. I, like I said, the, Oliver's like, there's only three so buildings. Does that mean that he's across from that building that I could have sworn was the building that he just blew up with that sign about Maybe. It? But Oliver finds that we, it doesn't matter because he just gets there. But I, I just like the idea of like, yeah, you know what? There's only three buildings with bloody guillotines so in this bad. town. And I think I recognize that one. And they go, and I'm like, oh my God, we got to stop and we're going to stop this thing. The guy's beheaded. Yeah, Jubal Slade's Don't... beheaded. His, his head's there. I just need him to talk now, and I'll be completely freaked out. But yeah, they go in, and they're like, all right, where People are you? voted for Jubal yeah, to die. because they you voted him to die. Again, we'll just say that, that that's one of the most cliched things that we've seen. We see it all the time. We saw it in uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. in real life with, with Red Hood. Yeah. I mean, like Jason Tyback. We had it in Red, Red Hood and Arsenal. Red Hood, Arsenal. when it was. Yeah, and it was Arsenal, whether he was going to live or and die. And it was a play and then. It was a, Don't ever trust people for and that. And it was, a, it was a kind of a funny play on the idea that yeah. Jason had been voted to die when he was a Robin in the back. So it had a clever kind yeah. of time. This is just the same old, same old. And yeah, come on out, citizen, because he even says, look, because, uh, you know, Canary's watching it still on her phone. Too. Uh, come on, everybody, Green Arrow and Black Canary, special guests on Citizen's Watch. And they're like, we're not going to broadcast from here. And then he's not there. He's a remote camera. He ends up smashing the camera. They're yelling and screaming about things. But then you get to the cliched ending that you were waiting once he starts saying one citizen's like all right people the citizens watch i'll be back next week you guys are having a lot of fun right we just saw a guy get beheaded this is awesome uh next week we're gonna get a couple people but the big one the big one we're gonna get is that hot shot oliver queen you knew it was coming dun, you knew dun, it was coming all, the whole time and he's just like oh god Please, there is some funny things in there, but the funny things are just nonsense. They're just nonsense. Again, I see people. I thought I was being positive. There's a bunch of ten out of tens for this. I mean, really, really. But yeah, I gave it a six eight. I'm not on now, here. Now, do you think that Roy is going to continue to be in this book, or do you think he's just out? Like, no, oh, I think I he's just done. To worry about the sanctuary because yeah. it's such a weird idea to he's bring done. him in, even though you didn't have to, to say just to set him up for the sanctuary. sanctuary. So when he is here. one of the guys who is in sanctuary in the beginning of that Heroes in Crisis, I think that what they're doing right now is playing with the idea that as you see a Roy go off, I think they want to play with the idea that we know that people are going to die. So when he goes off, like, oh man, Roy's going to die, and you get upset, but I, I sit there and you have the sanctuary. Like I said, that's the big setup of heroes need, you know, help or whatever. I really hope that they deal some with that because if not, I would have mm -hmm. rather have had a. And really, DC has so many problems connecting stories to each other, but yet they're getting the sanctuary okay. I don't like the forced nature of them going, but. Well, that's the thing. All of a sudden, it's all at once now, yeah. even though the whole oh, yeah. setup Out is. Of, well, this is what I was going to say. I wish that maybe. This story would have been something where, as we go, where we see the Flash uh, 51, where it's the end of the Flash War. You get this uh, epilogue issue, and at the end, they're like, oh, man, I'll, Wally's like,
like, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go see if I can find And some and some villain, some unknown villain grabs him and takes him. Then we go this week, and we're like, oh, man, I love Roy. Roy's like, hey, you know, we'll get chilly next week. Turns the corner, and some guy, something grabs him and takes him. Now there's a mystery that I'm like, oh, my God, like, who's taking these villains in these books? And I think that would set up to the point where all of a sudden then we, we see another book like, oh, my God, that person hasn't been in the book, and you're waiting for them to be kidnapped by a villain. But it's not that. It's just this. Oh, my it's, God, it's Mr. Ross. Yeah, but it's just this this force deal of – it's just this four one. We didn't have that. They, we never really saw except that Tim gets up, but they thought he was dead. I'm saying like all of a sudden they, they're trying to find these guys, and it's just somebody – because it seems like that Heroes uh, in Crisis is just somebody taking revenge anyway. So it's not like it's doing something any different. But yeah, I just You think Prometheus died of starvation yet? He might have. He might have. But yeah. No, it wasn't Prometheus. No, it was, it was uh, uh, what, what was that what was that guy called? Yeah, I can't it's it's what's it called because he was there, the guy who was uh in space. The giant. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember his name. I don't even now the you multiversal superman yeah, 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 nonsense. He no, him and him and uh, you know, he was there with Doomsday at one point but then wasn't I don't I don't really care. And then Savior Tim Drake from that prophecy. I, I think Prophecy. that they yeah I think that they ended up just forgetting about him. <laughs> He's, I'm like, hey, where's he started? I've been that. loving it. It's like, you know what? Who we haven't seen in a while? Prophecy, and you just see us. Yeah, it's almost like last year's wieners and freaking Running Man. He's just there in a locker room rotting away. Oh my goodness! But yeah, I give this a six eight on the site. I, I'm going down to a five five. Uh, I actually was trying to be positive and like some of the interactions, but as we talk about it, there's just too many things that don't there, make there's sense. There's a cliche yeah. interactions with the artist. There's no real thought behind But it's their first big work. issue. You kind of I know, that but happen. right there, like you, you could do it every now and again. But you you should really count on I people. Know. You know, your issue, whatever. Like what is this issue forty three now? Should count on some people, you know, continuing well, reading yeah. this from issue well, forty-two. Well, again, this is the thing. So yeah. You don't have to go and check off. I everything. know it's it's a weird deal where you know you are hoping that some of your fans are jumping on a book uh, when, but the problem is the Bensons were doing Birds of Prey. Oliver was mm-hmm. in that book with Canary for yeah, a, you know parts, yeah. and some of this was already explained there. So if you have your fans coming over, and this is where I actually thought of writing like a little stupid article about this, where you do have these people. You had Steve Orlando jump on Wonder Woman, and I don't need you to show me that you know the character as much as you think you do because you got hired. I'm hoping that DC knows you know the character and, and you're going. But also, you don't need to be there to remind us that these characters are heroes 43 issues in if if it hasn't been done yet it, it's nonsense so it, you know if i don't know that oliver had time on an island and you're just going to say it without really dealing with it don't say it if you really think that people well, need to the- know that show a little flashback of a half panel of him on an island don't just use it as a catchphrase thing twice in this issue i i don't need that oh not only that we had the whole thing too where we you know we start out with roy and we have to have the whole animosity right away like and i say we do this oh we always have to do a green arrows way you know I, when I was with Jason, he treated me as a partner yeah. and stuff like that, not a psychic. Oh, I don't like that Jason stuff like Red Hood. Yeah. I'm like, why are we going through all this? Especially by the well, end. And, all right, goodbye. Yeah. Off to the sanctuary. Well, and that's another thing that I just thought of. You bring up the deal. Hey, I had my island. It was an island. He had his island. It was drugs. When they're Ding. sitting there and, Roy, hey, we can't keep secrets. And Roy says, like, I'm going to sanctuary. I'm, I'm trying to deal with some problems. I would have liked Oliver at that point. Don't say island. Say, are are you on drugs again? 
Like, is this drugs? Because I'm here for you. Like, I, I never want to see that again. My ward. Don't, don't even bring up my ward. An addict. You, but, you need something. Yeah, I'm here for but, you. But I'm telling you, friend, you've whatever. already shown that that's what's on Oliver's mind with Roy. And one of the reasons why he probably doesn't trust him as much because he's always afraid. And you have the character say, I'm going to the sanctuary. Oh, what's that? You know, it's it's kind of a place where people have to go to get help. You know, whatever they explain it, but yeah. you need help? Yeah, I think I do. And, you know, is it the same thing again? You know, what are we talking about? Yeah. No, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things, Oliver. Like, how can I help? That's the problem. You really can't. It's something I have to do. But you know what? Thank right, you. Buddy. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Yeah. And, you know, I may need your help later. I may need to call you and, and get your help. I don't know. But right now, I think this is the best thing to do and have Oliver like, listen, this is where to me, this is where he should be like in his mind, like, huh, you know what? Roy would never, you know, go this vulnerable, never have a point where he would actually tell me that he's seeking out help like this. You know what? I think I can trust him. And now what he just told me, whether it's just one sentence that he said there, I think that I want to leave him the coordinates of this because I think that he has made a turn and this is what I want. And that also shows you where you have these people who are all with the sanctuary. Like this shows that heroes can be heroes and wanting help isn't a weakness. It's a strength. You could have shown that in this book freaking right there 100%. Like, you know what? Well, this is good. a guy I got. But instead it's just like, all right, well, how's that chili there, buddy? Oh, my mm -mm. God. Citizens, watch. Smell you later. <laughs> Off they go. And you didn't deal with anything to show us any reason why he's going off and any concern. It's not even the reason. That's fine. You're going to keep that, you know, whatever. You don't show any concern from Oliver that his best friend and former sidekick has just told him that he's going to go off to a place that he's going to get help. Doesn't even bother to even ask a second time, what is this place? Bullshit. It's bullshit. Don't force this shit in. If you want to make it so that this is a story that's supposed to be real and really show something that has never been shown, then show it. Don't sit there and say this nonsense of, yeah, yeah or Wally. You, you don't even know why. And then, hey, we called. We're going to go out in the desert. Here's Superman and Wonder Woman to take you away. You have anything to say for yourself? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and nonsense. Uh, like I said, this is nothing against the idea of a hero want, needing help or, or, you know, wanting whatever. Nothing to do with that. It's the way they're setting it up. Oh. And they're setting it up in such a generic way that I – and it's not Tom King doing it. So I can't say. But the way that they must be talking about this, I don't think that the Bensons just out of nowhere decided to do this scene with Roy. They obviously were either told by an editor who was told by another editor who was told by Tom King. This act – this has to do something with – so why isn't Tom King saying them like when he goes – have him do this and this, and I want to set this up because I really want to humanize this. He doesn't this. care about the character. No, it doesn't care about anything, it seems, and nobody does. This is everything is these, these characters might as well be chess pieces where you're moving them from one place to another without any emotional tie-in and any characterization to make it stick. This is where we get books where Damian Wayne dies in, you know, in the uh, Batman Incorporated, and me and you both cried. We're men, oh Eric. God. I'm a man. I cried. You know why? Because the work that they did in that book and Batman and Robin with, with Tomasi and Grant Morrison, the, the work that they had done with that made me care about the character so when something happened, it wasn't just thrown at me. And, and nowadays it seems that that is completely gone. You have no connection. When things are, Roy leaves and you're just like, alright, what, what did yeah. he do? You don't even have a Quite thing. any time now. If I, if I want to feel anything, I have to go back and watch Transformers yeah. movies because the only thing that makes you feel anything is when Optimus Prime dies. I ball my yeah, eyes out. I'm, I'm telling you, every time that Optimus Prime dies, 
I get yeah. upset. But even then, watch where is there anything in this book where you have this big thing where you're starting this run where Oliver sits there and, and says he misses his sister Emiko? Where is this thing where they're like, man, we like too. there are some ding things that we can throw in here that will give you more of a connection. But instead, the big character moment that had any sort of emotional reaction to me was when Canary says she's going to have to make two bedrooms because, you know, Roy's a piece of shit. It's just nonsense. What would you give it? I'd give this a show a four out of ten. I don't like the art. Tell you, there, I like, the, for some reason, I like the idea of the house. It's, it's nonsense, but for <laughs> yeah. some reason, the bunker underneath. But just the aspects I like, I like, I'm with you, but it's just. For, but we're yeah. going to go through the motions of the average social justice warrior kind of story while checking off on yeah. stuff that Green Arrow does. Island, yeah. trick arrows, chili. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my, my, my ward is a junkie. Okay. And let's go through the motions like this and not tell a very interesting story. I was, on a, yeah, I was a, a piece of shit brat before the island. Oh, I yeah. did this. The company's bankrupt. You, you know, all the, I don't like, where's my office? I'm going the other way. You know, all and this for stuff. some reason, too, it bothers me that man, like Kate Spencer is now this corporate, like, you know, lawyer when she was a freaking, you know, Thanks. she was defending him on the stand for murder before. Now yeah. she's, we're at a, hey, I don't know how long it works like that. He liked the way she the did it. the big jump from one to the other like that feels weird. Yeah. And plus, she's doing that, and she's quitting smoking. She's the real hero of this yeah. book, Jim. She, and she didn't gain any weight, like, unlike you. Look, Jesus you, Christ. Bullshit. You don't, she's she a goddamn a magician. That wasn't yeah, for anybody else. No, but it, I'm saying, she didn't gain any weight. She's eating those donuts. She don't care. She's throwing caution she to the wind. She ain't getting anything. She's like a goddamn magician there. <laughs> she's making all those pounds disappear. Yeah, I actually would have thought it would have been a funnier deal too if oliver would go to the you know the the arrow kit you know the the quiver and he would go and he does go through a a back deal and you had like a kind of thing in the background where oliver and canary are kind of in disguise a bit as as this couple and thing and and have some interaction with some of the people and see some funny things like that because to me he wants to see the pulse of the streets he ain't gonna get that as oliver queen he's in there and he says you know they're gonna look at it but he goes to a barbecue you think they're gonna treat him like a normal person they're going to treat him like Oliver Queen, a, a millionaire, billionaire. They're not going to treat him. So I, He's going to talk shit on my chili. I'm telling you, I would help. And he would bring chili. It'd be hilarious. I'm telling you. Have like a bald uh, cat thing yeah. that he's there and we're having all that fun stuff. I, I don't need a freaking Oliver Queen playing dress up the no, little neighborhood. No, I'm saying though that the idea that he lives there because he wants to learn about the, the normal people, he's not going to. Nobody's going to treat him normally. If if I had a billionaire uh, that lived next door. He learned what real life was like on the island. Oh, he says he's doing this so that he can see how it, how the other half lives. Uh, if I had Oliver Queen that lived next door, yeah, I'd be nice to him. I don't talk to anybody. I have a billionaire next door. That guy's getting a, he's getting an earful from me. <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, I'm gonna go five five just to be even positive though. I was real positive on the site. I don't know. Maybe I was on pills that night, Eric. I might have been. Maybe. I might have been. But we're gonna go off. You, the... you, I know what you did do though. You did not put a header for your no, reviews this I week. So for this but... one, when I was sharing it on Facebook, my I'm not gonna talk about in green because no, I hadn't. Read I'm it done yet. with like, headers. I'm telling you, they're not giving. Oh, they're not headers. giving me enough to even care. I don't even write an intro paragraph. I put the goddamn solicit oh, again. And I've been doing that for months. I'm done. I'm not. But I'm I, not gonna put I any put, effort into I this. Put this. You, you know what you do when you you put an arrow on a boat? You knock the arrow. No. kind of thing. So I'm like, knock the boat. No. That's huh? nonsense. You like that? That is nonsense. Knock the boat. I would have put. Because you vote for people's death. I would have put. 
uh, it's it's getting chilly in here. That's what I heard. But no, I, I I'm telling you, when I got done, I had, I had only three reviews. I was ready yeah. to jump out my window. I'm like, I'm not even gonna. I, I sit there. I at points, I'll sit there and think for 15 minutes uh, about a header. I'm not gonna think more about a header for a review than they did for a goddamn issue. And I'm not doing that. So I'm like, fuck it. I even thought, eh, Eric can deal with this. Eric can deal with this fucking nonsense later. Knock the vote. See, this is what happens when I leave it up to you. <laughs> it nonsense. What'd you, what'd you put for uh, Deathstroke? What'd you put for Nightwing? Like, things are getting weird. Did you put that? Or, hey. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, uh, who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, not that. That's ridiculous. I was going to think of something with app. <laughs> App in the name, but yeah. Uh, back for the. I haven't read the issue app. yet. I don't know I, what's going on. Oh, I do it all the time when I'm making up things for stuff I'm editing. I, I make up the. And it's always the same generic one every time. The worst part, too, we ended up doing Super Sons for the Patreon Spotlight this week, and I I was sharing the stuff before yeah. we did that. So I'm like, all right, the boys are back in town. I open up Ooh, that book, and it's right there on the cover. There it is. Oh, look at you. <laughs> the gang's all back. You could have put. But yeah, there you go. We're going to move off to some mail. If you're not on the Weird Science Patreon, these are a couple things you missed this week. The Necessary Nonsense Podcast Pet Peeves episode. People are going to say, but Jim, not liking people play the harmonica is hardly a pet peeve. Well, it's on my list there. It's on my list. I hate it. I hate need to whittle these things down. The, there is definitely a hierarchy of this list, and the harmonica might be in the middle. Middle. Some of these pet peeves may be something you didn't even know could happen. They happen to me. And they happen constantly. So because you think, oh, Jim, what do you hear somebody play harmonica once? That is not the case. At my old work, we had a customer that would come in about every other day and would sit there and play harmonica for me. And he would sit there and play the harmonica while looking up, you know, playing it down. But his eyes would look up because of this. I thought I had to react like I was at a hoedown. And he has this look in his eyes of, how, how you liking this? Next thing, I'm slapping my foot. I'm dancing around. I, it's, I, it's I don't almost know what like to he's do. Forced you. It's almost like small talk with a harmonica somehow. It is small talk with a harmonica. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews. And I've got such a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Melba Jim Now Melba Jim And I've got a long way to go To make it to the end of the episode First I'll hear Melba Jim all right, and this is the second mail section of the night. We're going to start with it. We stop with the last one, and that is Damien. And Damien says, just a big thank you to Jim and Eric. I almost got obsessive for a moment when I got some comics this weekend and was like, I can read all these books and maybe do some reviews and make a podcast. I don't got that kind of passion. I'm supposed to be writing some books, like Scott Snyder said, at freaking 5 in the morning and after work and when I don't want to. Nobody really wants to write. It's dull and tedious work. And only crazy people do it. So basically, I bet Scott Snyder is a real dark person. Oh, yeah, you guys are awesome. I couldn't do this because I wouldn't. I wouldn't, and you're crazy. Jim, but 
but thanks for something only the biggest fan like you would dive into P.S. being the sucker for Joker and Batman stuff. I'm super hyped for both the three Jokers and Batman. Who laughs number one? You can't wait for that Batman to laugh, right? You can't I get enough Batman. I am so tired of the dark multiverse at this point. And the whole idea of the three Jokers, like, you know, I've never been behind that. But now for, it's been waiting so long since the end of the 52. When we first found out, I'm like, I don't care about it. It's probably just going to infuriate me when it finally does come out. When it comes to the multiverse, Eric, I am colorblind. You're a piece of shit. Because I think Scotty Boy oh, knows yeah. his character better. I, I actually don't care about the three Jokers one goddamn bit. No. I really don't care. I liked it as a kind of a funny thing to explain why he's always all over the place and that it would be just kind of left out there. And no. It's just like when you get the Joker's origin story. I don't need that because the whole thing is supposed to change. you know. Or you don't want to see that he's a force of nature. Eric, a force of nature. I think Scotty Boy knows his character better than the silly Immortal Men writer. Thanks to the podcast, and that's Tynan. Uh, thanks to the podcast, and that's ending at six. Though he say, there was a weird thing in the news that I did on the Patreon. I was talking. He's like, oh. "Yeah, it was gonna." He says, "Oh my goodness." He said, uh, "I'm not telling." He said, uh, <laughs> "He he said something like, hey, you know, it is canceled at six. It was gonna be canceled soon anyway.'" And I'm like, boy, if you let wow. that drop, then all of them are. That that one is one of the better sellers, and it was already going to be canceled and anyway. And probably one of the best books of DC, am I right, Jim? No, but um, he did say if he stayed on it, there was the chance of, hey, I can stay on it, but I'm busy. This is what I thought it was getting canceled for, really, anyway, was because he's doing all these other books, and it's either delay it, or cancel it, and he said, I could either give it to somebody else or delay it, so we just decided to cancel it. And I, I, I'm I just guess thinking we can learn about the War of the Immortals another time. Yeah, I guess. I guess It's that an immortal story, Jim. It, it really seemed a little more limited to me than it really seemed to be set out by you. You were singing its praises there. Uh, but yeah, I really think that he kind of, in a weird way, kind of let slip that... These are all going to end when they get to the next trade that they'll be heading towards. And some of these lasting more boy, than I one can't trade wait. too long. That, that curse of brimstone. Holy moly. That unexpected. Uh, God. Uh, that, wait till you get to the end of this podcast. It, it's misery. And did we have fun? I can't even remember. I remember yelling at you at one point. I know I was Or maybe was seven. Over. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, that's like Jess in the sack. How do you do? I couldn't, he says, I'm trying to, I'm desperately trying to find where I was. Uh, being the sucker for Joker, the Batman stuff, I'm super hyped for both. The three Jokers of Batman are last number one, because I think Scotty Boy knows his character better than the silly Immortal Man writer. Thanks for the podcast. And if you're listening and not on Patreon, Damien's words from Jim's mouth, no word of a lie, guarantee, well worth it at all levels. LOL, whoop whoop, Super Sun is back this week. He's still not going with the adventures. Adventures of Super Sons, but he, it's too long. So it's your royal joker here. See, Richard, that's how you be humble, I think. I got my books, and lo and behold, I forgot Super Sons was back this week. And you, These are a little out of order, I will tell you. These are all separate deals I put together, so t- t- blame me. It is. Uh, Lex Luthor and Joker John. Jr. And Lex Luthor and Joker, or Rex Luthor and Joker Jr. already a thing. They are now. Or is it new? It's pretty new there as far as I know, and it's awesome. Either way, it's kind of cool, but just a rehash of their dad's biggest villains, but not really their dad's. They, these are multiversal things and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, but I they're really their like dad's, it. like Damien and Superboy's dad's famous villains. Yeah, like okay. It. I thought they were saying the rehash of their yeah. dad's villains. You're right. Uh, when I saw that, I didn't think of them having a nemesis till now, but I think they tried to 
to make that Crack Kid Amazo. And Kid Amazo, just awful. <laughs> oh, well, I'm hyped for more John and Damien. Also, when I emailed last week and I said Tales from the Dark Multiverse books, I was thinking like Tales from the Crypt Keeper thing. And uh, wh- where's my you sound effect there? And this is the problem. With this <laughs> thing not there, I, I got to go all these ways to get to this. I got it. What are you talking about, Willie? Oh, no! That wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is what's going to happen. Now I have to go back and find where I was. This is why I need this other thing. Oh, well, I'm hyped for more John and Damien. Also, when I even see, I'm off anyway. I went where my cursor was and I was off. I was thinking the Tales of the Crypt Keeper thing and Barbados stuck in jail or a cooler character telling the darkest stories of the dark multiverse. LOL, I'm not the new age of heroes. Anyways, been real down the dumps about life and such, but I'm going to keep on keeping on. Silencer, I hope you do. Yeah. And I've been down the dumps too. I've, I've had an awful week. Silencer was a good time, and I hope they don't cancel that one. Please, DC, don't. That's the worst selling it's, of all of them, amazingly. Around. And it should stick around, but it won't. LOL, the unexpected was some unexpected nonsense. No, no. It was expected. It's Steve Orlando. And I know it'll be fun to hear you guys talk about it. And I'm glad they didn't make it go past six issues. These are one of the things. Throughout this whole podcast, me and Eric are sitting there and like, all right, we're going to do this next section. Now, listen, this even happened to Patreon. And in my mind, this Patreon uh, spotlight this week was going to last 25 minutes. And 22 of them were going to be Adventures of Super Sons. Instead... The goddamn thing was an hour and 20 minutes, and we just went on and on. All right. Curse of Brimstone Unexpected, Eric. I'm going to start the timer. Now we're going to be done in eight done minutes. And done and done. 48 minutes later, we're still going on and on. I'm moody because I want to smoke. I was yelling at my assistants yesterday at work, and they were just laughing at my withdrawal craziness. LOL. I keep telling people at work they're going into the paper bailer now when I'm upset, I know, and hope the bosses don't give me trouble for death threats. And that could cause some trouble. I guess. LOL. Also, I'm just going to let my girlfriend or whatever we are at this point tell me about Brimstone. She likes Brimstone. Ain't no girlfriend of mine. I'm telling you, I, that, that, I'm going to go up right now. Is that breaking you, read up this, territory? Read, read this brimstone, Tony. She starts reading it, and then I ask her, "You like the you, you like Waterboy? You like that movie?" She says, "I love Brimstone and I love Waterboy." She's out. She's out. Love Waterboy. I didn't. You don't just made. like Waterboy. You love ha- that movie. No, Happy Gilmore. I didn't read that. Also, damn, there's this girl at work. Ooh wait, I'll tell you, Jim. Between me, you, and the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. Ooh, and Eric, too. Damien's starting to get feelings. Where was I? Um, Batman's Secret File book looks cool. It seems okay. And I'll probably get it. Terrifics was meh. I don't remember what I read and done with it. I think a lot of people are like that in all those New Age books. Me, Uh, too. How are you guys guys doing, Eric? I don't want to interrupt you, Eric. Keep keep going. I get it. That's a meh. There you go. That's what you get, Damien. I already you talked see? about yeah, it. I, I save you. Yeah, you, you told us nonsense before. Life's a real something, all right. Unless it's a simulation, then we're all not real something. Am I How right doing, or am Jim? I wrong? <laughs> I'm doing all awful. I, I have a family here that, that basically told me that they're going to sabotage this podcast any way they can. Have a fantabulous week. Get fresh crew. Your royal joker's out. Whoop, whoop, mic drop. P.S. Justice League continues to be awesome, he says. P.P.S. That song after my mail section about smoking was hilarious. And that was Dancing Mike's uh, Kermit the, the Frog. Burn victim burn connection. victim connection. <laughs> That's what it is. One of Eric's Most nightmares. terrifying song of all time. If you went into a drive-thru, if you went to McDonald's and you ordered something like the box, right. you know, you and you get that, that is completely I, I might do contained. it now that you brought it up. 
completely contained that thing is, and you know for a fact that the person that is giving you your meal at the end could not possibly have been involved in the preparation of that meal. But when they hand it to you, they have a hook for a hand. Are you yeah, eating How are they meal? handing it to me? They're What's hooking the hook? it to me. It's in. The, the, the box, that box has a little thing on the top I'm that you hold it. The hook's it right in They're hooking it to me, and I'm done. Yeah. You're not going to eat that, then. They had nothing to do with it. There. And how about it's not a hook? It. It's a rubber hand. Oh, and God. you grab it, and it kind of slaps back, and I'm a la Kingpin. Would you eat it, then? Or how about this? You go to a... You go to a diner and you see the cook back there and he's making your eggs and you see that he has two hooks for hands. Uh, would you eat that meal? No, I would never go to that diner. It's a hook. It's probably stainless steel. The guy's hands would be way dirtier than that hook. And you wouldn't eat it. He's yeah. doing great, too. I'm, I'm telling saying, you, he he's flipping he flapjacks be behind. Those. No, it's stainless steel. He is basically also... Fuck the hook. He's actually got a goddamn spatula screwed right into the stump, and he's flipping shit with I know it. He with that, that shit. Would that bother you? You don't think he cleans it, but if he has hands, he would clean it. Yeah, because you got hands clean to clean the, it. He'd clean the spatula. There's other people working there. You have underage Why kids have that you, you, you have them do dishwasher. Because the guy's a fucking great cook. Who are you to say he can't cook? You might you might be passing up the best Denver omelet you've ever had in your life, Eric. You're omelets. never gonna see it. You're never gonna eat it because it of that. Also those, once. also those flapjacks all over the place. You flew there. <laughs> you flew there, Eric, for love. That's what you did. <laughs> uh, if you went into the drive-thru. And there was a person, and they just had a, a, like a hood over their head, but you couldn't tell if anything was wrong with them. But it was, and it was like a burlap sack with Ow. one eye hole. <laughs> one eye hole. Look, there's some shit eating. going down there. I don't want to be a part of. How about if you pulled up to that drive-through window, and as why the are you okay with people with burlap sacks going about? I, I wouldn't care. I'd see a guy. Maybe he just looks hideous. He doesn't want anybody to see him. Then you'd lose your appetite. I appreciate the sack. I'm like, I, thank you, sir. Can I have another meal now? I want some more of this delicious food that you are making with that burlap sack with one eye. <laughs> what happened if you pulled up to McDonald's and it's me at the drive-thru? You know me. Oh, I'm down. I have I I <laughs> I don't even have to go any further. No. And as I Dude, hand you the you thing, you could be in front of me in line at the drive-thru and I'm out. You son of a bitch! <laughs> in my car. Yeah. You don't care. Okay, it's somebody. It is. Uh, it's Chris Pratt. He's a, he's a lovely man. He's Dude, a gem. He is, like they said in Avengers 4, though, he is getting kind of heavy. He does not need that. I might go up well, there and he say, you not, know, but Chris Pratt, you well, don't need okay. this McDonald's. It's Rob Lowe. Uh, you know, you like Rob Lowe. And Rob Lowe. as he hands you your sack of food, he's like, boy, I really had a hard time with that shit I just took. Would you eat that food? Then? Rob Lowe, why are you telling me this? This is so out of character yeah. for no, you. No, he's saying, he's saying it over his shoulder. He was telling somebody they asked him. Why is he him. telling they heard him these people that? They heard him he was in he's the bathroom. He's having problems. I said, Jesus Christ, what were you doing in there? I heard you praying. He's like, nah, I took a wicked shit. Uh, you know, I had problems. Would you eat that food then? Would you assume that Rob Lowe would, would wash his hands? <sighs> no, I would not eat that food. <laughs> you wouldn't eat that food. How about if you go and then Jess gets your food, you go home, Jess decides she's going to she set it out like a fancy dinner. And she opens it up and hands nope. you the burger. Nope, done. That's going in the garbage. <laughs> Is that the worst of all the scenarios Why did she touch that I ever my food? 
Uh, she's handing it to you. She she thinks because in all of this, it turns out you're the one with the hook for a hand, Eric. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is it weird that I had to just look real fast? The like, hook's coming lying? from within your shirt. The hook's like, coming from within the house. I can't even now. Oh, my God. Beetlejuice just showed up. Brandon says, sup, fellas. Brandy? Sup. I know everyone was concerned, so I'll clear the air here. I did end up making it to the grass altar last week, despite drinking white Russians from the moment I woke up until beer time reached the acceptable hour, meaning two minutes after he woke up. That is a tradition me and my friends do each time one of us gets married. Uh, it's weird too because they double it up every time they they get divorced. It's a tradition. Then. Every time, you know, like this blatant alcoholism is a tradition. It's like, listen, we and really, that's also the tradition. Any time that one of them gets a raise or one of them accidentally or it's actually remembers, it gets a car. It's everything is this, and some of their cases more than once, <laughs> and it hasn't failed us yet. Except for the ones that are more than once, unless you're, you're talking, you know, they have seven wives here. What, what are we talking? What is this? That, Some that people hand- have different religions, man. You can't what, judge uh, that. What is this? Uh, Handmaid's Tale up in there in Buffalo, Herc? Do you even know sense? what you're saying? No! I've never seen the show. Isn't that about the ladies who are milking cows or something? Yeah. It's basically loosens up. It loosens you up a bit. I don't know what you're saying. Do they have hooks for hands? I, I see them with this outfit. I'm telling you, they should just fly away. They should fly they, away. They start to fly none. <laughs> they look it. Sally Fields comes down. She's a handmaid's tail. Is that what they are? That they're, they're all a bunch official... of gidgets over there. Is that their official deal? They're called the handmaid's tails. Is that what it is? <sighs> Where are we? It hasn't failed us yet. You out of breath? Feet don't fails me now. I'm, I'm out of breath. I'm, I'm out of life. Apparently <laughs> helps prevent puking. Although uh, white Russians. Although I have no science to back that up. No, have no, you ever had it, a white Russian? It, it, you're going to be full of so much cream from the amount. You you can't help but vomit. Have you ever had a white Russian? Yes. Have you? Are, are they tasty or whatever? They're all right. Listen to me. When it comes to Russians, Eric, I'm colorblind. Piece of shit. It basically loosens you up a bit before you go. (laughs) I've never had that either. I I don't know any of these. Now I don't even know you're talking about drinks. Make crazy (laughs) decisions that have an impact on your life. I also did not piss myself and somehow was one of the last few standing at the end of the night. Most of them were not. Most of them them passed out from fucking sheer shock that he ended up doing this. I blame Irish blood. Now, don't celebrate me getting married too soon because the roommate texted me today, happy one-week anniversary. This almost caused me to crash off the road from projectile vomiting (laughs) across my car windshield, and I considered to drive to the courthouse to file for divorce. That cutesy nonsense is over the line and won't be tolerated under my roof, he says. Yeah, and Tanya, we forgot about our anniversary. We're We're at that stage. It really is it an anniversary. Do you know really? what your anniversary is? Yes. Yeah, a right. couple, whatever. Do you know what her birthday is? Yes, because they're, right, kind of, they're kind of the same number. That's what I usually go by. So I, I work, it works out that way. kind of the same number. You have no idea of either. You just know they're kind of the same number. Yeah, somebody brings it up and they kind of jive together. It's like a puzzle, Eric. I don't sit here and think of solving a puzzle while I'm talking to you. When I get that down to 
nitty gritty. I'm, I'm going to solve that shit, but I'm not going to do it now. I, what am I, your dancing monkey? Uh, the internet <laughs> trade of the week I stumbled upon was Pat McAfee, former Colts punter, live tweeting his thoughts on Infinity War as he watched it, having watched no Marvel movies prior. See, Twitter isn't a dumpster fire after all. You just have to follow Tom King and his legion of mouth-breathing fans. Here are a few of his best out-of-context tweets from the movie. Spoil alert for anyone who lives in a box. We just watched this. Uh, my kids, I watched uh, Infinity War four times now. And I really enjoy it, though. I yell every time when certain things. I don't like to spoil it. I just realized so I said Avengers 4. Chris Pratt did not look fat in Avengers 4. He looked fat in Avengers 3. Yes, that is true. I have no clue who this one metal dude is. These are the, the Pat McAfee. I have no clue who this one metal dude is. But he just beat the hell out of the Hulk. I'd assume he's the big dog now. Here's the next one. A guy with a glowing buzzsaw-looking thing on his backpack just showed up at Robert Downey Jr.'s date in the park. Big cock block from Cuzzy there. (laughs) What the fuck? An actual place being called nowhere just put him in mind into a pretzel. Then the next, this handsome fellow just got a second eye from the Captain Raccoon. Seems as it's a good team is starting to gain momentum. Couldn't tell you what a soul stone is, but it's pretty important, I think. Everyone's trying to get that damn thing. Then he said, Black Panther has his own planet. It has its own force field that seems to be similar to that Fortnite game's wall thingy. His planet had a stunning waterfall and lustrous forest. Seemed like a real nice place until meteors just started raining down and shit. Not meteors, of course they weren't. They were ships filled with tons of jaguars from Avatar-looking things. Thousands and thousands of them. We now have an old-school battle. Is this long-term? No, he, he, he has never seen any of the other movies, so he's just going with what he thinks is going on. We now have an old-school battle happening between Black Panther and his troops versus the creatures from ships. Uh, and Samuel L. Jackson showed up. What a wild ride. I couldn't even guess what just happened in that movie. <laughs> It is. I need to get a hold of him and ask him to do a segment. That would be great. And we move on with books. And and Brandon had sent me these tweets, and they they were funny. Books. Batman number 52. That was this week, by the way, Eric. Doesn't it seem like it was like three weeks ago? So long ago. Batman number 52. There are eight 10 out of 10 reviews in this issue. I don't even know what to say of that. I I know what to say. Bruce Wayne saying, but what if he didn't over and over again while making up wild stories that aren't true and don't disprove any actual evidence does not make a good comic book in my world. 48 issues to go. I'll finish this Batman run because I'm a huge, huge Batman fan, but I'm out on Heroes in Crisis and won't be getting any other King work for a long, long, long time. Sidebar, Sidebar, if I ever bought a comic book to a Tom King signing and he scribbled all over it like he does to everyone's Batman number flood issue I'd slap him right in his stupid face with the book and make sure the wedding hit him I don't know why but that bugs the shit out of me but it does probably because it's another example of him beating something that was funny once into the ground I agree I think he's, he's hit the nail right there uh, then putting it into a Lazarus pit also he can pull it out and beat it some more you mean ba- uh, Batman kills babies Deathstroke. So am I understanding yeah. the series right? Is Deathstroke's ex-wife just setting up both Batman and Slade here in an effort to get rid of Slade or possibly both of them? Yes. She, she's just, she, hates him. she hates him. This is the first time I've ever really read Priest's work on a month-to-month basis instead of trade format all at once. And it's a tough go. 
Seems like there's no question Danny is Bruce's son anymore, but I still can't quite pinpoint what the hell the butlers are doing. Definitely have to reread this all at once when the final issue comes out. He is to me. Justice League number five. Eh, it was okay. But I didn't enjoy this issue as much as I thought I would when I heard that every five issues would spotlight the bad guys. Just knowing Lex assembled them together was good enough for me. I don't really need to know how he did it. That, that pretty much says what we said. Um, yeah. With that, going forward with these, they may be more integral to the story. This is kind of like a, you know, the first one. So I think it, it had to be like the origin deal, and then we'll move on. So hopefully that'll be it. Just League Dark number one. I cut up from last week, and I liked it enough to keep going for now. Hawkman I was afraid one, that that was this week, too. Yeah, Hawkman 1 and 2, best Hawkman story, and only Hawkman story I've ever read. He's like me and Bizarro. Yeah. Stick to drawing by Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch art's great. Agreed. So good. And and when Eric was reviewing the Justice League of America in the DCYOU New 52 deal, uh, he would get on and say, boy, I hate this art. I hate this art. And people would just yell at him on Twitter, like, how dare you? Now, it seemed like they weren't I reading the issue. on my chest. It seemed like they didn't read the issue. So they were just going with the idea that they heard you say that you didn't like Brian Hitch's art because there was points when people were like, I can't believe you gave that a four out of 10. And then you'd be like, well, Brian Hitch's art's garbage. And then the attacks came and we couldn't understand why. And, and we're too lazy to go look. The story was garbage? Yeah. The art was garbage? It was what do you because mean? He, we, and it just, so when they were yelling about this, I don't think that they were reading GLA. They were going from past art. I think we're seeing why they were upset because usually if he has time and he's not worried about writing a garbage story, his art's great. And that is a kind I don't know what you're talking about because I'm pretty sure that, the, that a lot of people gave those books 10 out of 10. No, too, but though. I'm telling you, these were just people. These were just people. I remember oh, one of I remember one in particular. People are people. Yeah, and why should it be, Eric? <laughs> we sit there. I uh, I remember one of the guys, and I know he doesn't review comics, Eric. I know it because yeah. because he's – Brian Hitch. Wah, wah, wah. Spoiler alert, I don't do Marvel here. But I have to say, Captain America 2 is one of the biggest pieces of shit comics I've ever read in a long time. Boy, I can't wait till Good. Monday. Good. I'm looking forward to that Monday night. Basically, issue number one, but less interesting. Coates uh-huh. is uh, legit written comics for two, three years and hasn't put one issue I have found interesting yet. Yuck. John Wayne, sorry, but I'm not sorry. He says. Sorry, not what, sorry. What's that? I just got a word. Brian Hitch just told uh, Coates to hold his beer, Eric. See, I just wanted to work oh, that no. in. I've never said that. All right, fellas. And that's Brandon. That's the end of the mail for the hey, night. Brent. That's the end of the mail uh, in total. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad that I was able to keep a sharp focus during these mails. It shows you that maybe I do need pills, but, Eric, I'm done. I'm not going to do that anymore. So the, you're seeing the non-focus, Jim, now. The, the the laser focus, Eric, has left me. It's left me behind. Should, shouldn't he, you, know, like, you know, take the pills that were prescribed for you to help you? No. I'm telling you, if I can't take them the way I want to take them, I ain't taking them at all. That's what happens. If I'm not allowed to take these Adderalls at 9 at night and somehow be a, you know, if I could still go to bed at 10 after doing that, it would be the greatest, Eric. We record one hour, I go to bed. Uh, I can't do that, so it's out. It's out. So this is what you get. Tonight, I'm, I'm all over the place. You know, you need some heroin. <sighs> People said that Shit once. Shit got dark. Listen to me. I'm going to be reading the mail while I'm chasing the dragon, Eric. It sounds like a good time, but I'm not one to multitask, so fuck this mail. I'm just chasing that dragon. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> over. That was the announcement I've been, you know, kind of hinting at. Oh. Epis- 
episode 200, I'm leaving to do heroin. There you go. There you go. I don't like this world. I'm going to go to a lost year of heroin abuse, and then we'll be back, Eric. We'll be back. Will we, Jim? No, we? we won't. I'll be the sexy guy in heaven. Right there. Tears. I don't think you will. Tears in heaven, baby. I'm coming to see you, Daddy. There you go. This is what you get, Eric. I think I might tomorrow start taking pills again. I think I need to. i got to find a, a happy medium between when I don't want to take them but I'm supposed to and when I want to take them but really can't. Well, Lunchtime? Is, is that the happy medium? I'll go, sure. I'll go home at lunch and take it then, and then we'll all be happy. Then you'll have hyper gym a little at, at the end of the work day. But I like to come home from work and have a little nappy-nappy. I won't be able to do that. Not thing. anymore. Nothing works out for me. Eric. It was old Jim. This is what happens. Nothing works out for me. Me and this pills. Wait a minute. I hear somebody calling, Eric. I hear a call. Oh, God. I th- are you there? <laughs> I thought uh, I'm that, here. I thought, that I, uh, I thought I unplugged my mic. What's that? That's what happens when you fuck around. What's that going on? Oh, no, pills. You son of a bitch. Did you just pull them out of your secret hiding spot underneath the dresser door? Yes, I did. <laughs> I just went down on my knees. That's why I almost pulled the cord on. What, Pills? I can take you at lunchtime, but that's not when I'm supposed to be prescribed with you. I know. That doctor is an asshole. What does he know with that stupid degree? What's that? He went to DeVry? Oh, my goodness, Pills. You need a new doctor. Pills, you're back in my life. I missed you, baby. There you go, Eric. There you go. I think I might start taking them tomorrow at the prescribed time. I joke. I like to take pills as they're meant to be taken, Eric. And as yes. I say that in your mouth. Not for recreational purposes. I might start taking it as a suppository. You think that might help out? Might help out a little. I'll just get that all deep up in there. I don't know. It really depends. Actually, I think that would kill me. I've heard people who have had, uh, like, those coffee enemas and don't realize yeah. that you have the capillaries and you stuff there, and it's it's more to the surface. And then you stick some whiskey really, in your butthole, really Jim, to get really on. fucked up real quick. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the backdoor funnel. You know what I mean. Woo-wee! Yes, I do. Those were college days there. Did I ever tell you about the uh, DOS boot? Or I was at this one frat, and what they did was pour whiskey down a guy's back. It went in his crack, and then went out into this big fucking boot, and then they drink it. Eh, fucking disgusting. They're people sa- like savages down there in West Virginia. Savages, I tell you. And that was actually at the drive-thru at the, at the McDonald's, Eric, is where that was. But yeah, that had a hook for a head, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And also a sack over his head, with <laughs> burlap sack with one eye. There we go. We're done, Eric. We're done with the mail. We're going to go to Reggie and his book. All right. We are back. We are back there. How was that? I just threw my shirt off. It's a, it's a shame we don't have a cam going right now, Eric. You and Reggie would be having a show. I don't know how to do it. Dan, Dan. Yeah, Eric was going to show us his new glasses on the cam, and it says that his cam's already in use. So I think I'm somebody's scared. big brothering his his deal, and they Who have been. Using it? He's been sneaking. It's, they've been sneaking peeks at him and Lady Jessica. I'll tell well, you. Maybe I'll maybe I'll find him on Chatterbait. Hold on, let me oh check. Oh my that out. goodness! Yeah, <laughs> it is. Come on, Reggie. Leave it in the tip note. <laughs> look under gray. Look, I don't even know what that means. Look under gray beard. Uh, is there is there actually like you can look up mature and things like that? Can you actually look up age? I, 
Oh, Rangers. I'm asking Eric. Hey, he looked at ten years now. He knows. Can I look up like over sixty? Could I? Could I yeah. look at that? So basically, that's where you look, Reggie. Uh, oh, look at uh, somebody uh, who looks seventy. Uh, do you have that? Like, looks seventy there. Hashtag dweller problems. And what Eric right. said. Eric he's said thirty-five. <laughs> looks seventy. That's dweller that's the problems. You Eric said that he he's been getting mad recently, or this was at one point where he would go on those, and he'd go on, and then the the right, people were there, and like a girl was there, like writing something in a notebook. Then he saw somebody else who she was checking her email, and he's like this. This isn't what always I'm trying to get. Their phones. Yeah. yeah, always on their phones, these kids and, and strippers. Like, do you consider them strippers? I go to work. Yeah. I try to talk to Jimmy. He's just looking at his phone, ignoring me. I come home. I try to take care of myself. Girls are on the phone, too. They ain't paying attention. That's right. I mean, yeah. you start tipping me, I'll look at you. I'm telling you, you start talking <laughs> about that nonsense, that, I'll go. Ted Kaczynski's sounding a little smart about yeah, now, really. isn't he? And here's the deal. What I said to Eric, Eric, uh, we came in today, and Eric said, listen, Eric wanted to talk about these new uh, Transformers that he's getting in the mail. And even like yesterday, was it yesterday or today, the chintzy ones that you were showing me of Star That was yesterday. See, I I remember those. So he says, listen, look at this. And he even brought in the things. He's like, this is the old Star Scream. This is the robot in the sky Star Scream. This This is the new Cyberverse And I said to him, unless you're going to pay for the private room, buddy, I ain't listening. I'm only here for the private show <laughs> is what i told him and he, he he's too cheap he's there he's yeah. in the chat room well, he, under under a public one or something he doesn't even have right a good exactly name. yeah user, general user chat four two. three three eight yeah, three yeah. That's what Look, they, they're already hijacking my camera why do i want to put my credit card I mean, information in that he's so Support. cheap that then they're like oh i'm gonna get sexy like Ooh, guest 438. I'm really yeah. thinking of you. And Eric's like, oh, man, say my name, baby. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's what they called me in Greater Street. All right. Uh, here we are. We're here with books. See, Brick doll banger. <laughs> Brick doll banger indeed. Yeah, we're, we're having fun now. We're having fun. Yeah. And with us, we're going to be talking about one book Reggie had this week, which was great. Uh, I mean, there are some times that synergy is awesome, and it is. You're on vacation this week. This, so you only have to one deal with time, one. Usually yeah. I go away, and that's the week I have seven books. Yeah, yeah. And this is a great deal. Book, yeah. And I'll, I'll remind you that the week that I was supposed to go on vacation, but then my wife needed to have a cat sitter, uh, right. I didn't have any books that week so it really worked would have worked out for me as well but it didn't because nobody likes me uh no. but yeah so you're there you, right the yeah, and now they do like, now oh, tanya wow, wants a new go. cat <laughs> i almost i tried to get her a kitten yesterday one of the ladies at work had kittens. <laughs> why why now this is the it thing because no, that's not true. I'm like MacArthur. I know when to fight my battles and when not to. That's how you win the war. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I, they are so angry. I mean, I get this kid and they're busy. That's a no distraction. No one to hold him. No one to fold him. What are you doing Again, here? Thinking, yeah, I'm always folding them. When, when do no. I ever hold them? Uh, so this lady, but, but you'll, you'll know the deal is this is part of small talk with me where this was weeks ago or, you know, when they were on vacation, this lady came in with cats. Little yeah. kittens. And they came in, and I said, oh, you know what? Now, all I said was, oh, my wife would love a kitten, but they'd have to be a boy. So they're like, oh, well, let me get you this. Next thing I think, I, I'm going to have a cat. So they yeah. give me this boy, really cute. And I'm like, okay, you know, I've already made I How guess I'll was just he? take it. And he was so cute. And I'm there. And uh, they're there, and the, they snatched it out of my hand and gave it to some lady. So I didn't get a cat. So I was like, oh, man, that stinks. Out of nowhere yesterday... This lady comes back, not the lady who got the cat, but the lady who was giving out these kittens, comes back and is like, yeah, you still want a cat, right? And that's the problem is 
I, I got caught off guard, and then I didn't want to be a really jerk. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's and then so good like, watching this go and, down. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, we have two boys. So we're like, okay, well, I'll tell my wife. All right, well, I'm going to bring it in. And everything that I said led to it as being an acknowledgement of her bringing it in. And then she's like, oh, I'll pay for the shots and all that. And then I, and then I feel like I don't want to be chintzy. I'm like, no, 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 I'll pay for the shots. I'm kicking myself. And then th- she comes in today. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a boy. They don't have a cat. Well, now the problem is I've told them that they're getting a cat. It oh, just no. never works for me. So we don't have a cat. That's all right, all right, all right. I'm going to solve your problem very simple. You go out. I assume that right right near you is some woods that where there's a skunk. You get <laughs> there the might skunk, be. You paint the stripe black. Yeah. Never see, and then they'll never know. Then, the but then it gets <laughs> sexy, talks French, and wants to have sex with me. As I've seen Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> you don't yeah. like that. You know what? The, 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 the problem is, I did at one point. I did want to fool them, and I went and got a, uh, a skunk and brought him to the house. And the, and the skunk went, "Hey, we, what's so smelly in here?" And yeah. uh, <laughs> that's the thing. I think I would imagine the lady that snatched this kitten out of your hand before she actually considered herself a good Samaritan. Like, Look yeah. at him. How's he going to take care of this cat? What are you kidding? I don't care know. Of himself? And the thing is, we don't know these people at work no. anymore. There's a lot of people They've in the back been area there for that like we ten years. I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's not enough for me to get to know them. And I, I actually was wishing that I did, and because I wanted to show them the cat that we almost had. Like I'm sure, actually, at that point, she was already taking pictures, like selfies with this goddamn cat. I still thought it was going to be handed back to me. Never once. <laughs> uh, I went I home. Just love, yeah. I love the fact that she gave it to you and then took it away from you. Well, shit! No, no, I'm telling you, else somebody off. else just walked just by a, and grabbed it. Stranger decided yes. that you, you were she not just, to have that. There, cat. there was oh, everybody I there. there. I watched. The one lady was there. It was this. I'm telling you, it was. There was a whole. It was a production line because you had the lady who brought in the kittens. Yeah. The, the lady whose cat had kittens. Then yeah. you had the next lady in line who, quote unquote. Just knew if it was a boy or a girl. Not, not really even checking. It was like almost like, let me look at her eyes. I can tell this. She really means like she's emotional. Must be a woman. <laughs> and handing it, I'm like, what the fuck are you getting this? What are you? What are you? The goddamn cat whisperer here? And she's there, so she's like. This is definitely a boy because it looked at me and wanted no parts of me like the men at the bar at oh, night. Fuck. So she give the bar. So then she gives it to me and I'm there. I'm like, oh, this is good. Okay. I mean, and this lady just kind of walked up, a Hispanic lady who does not speak any English, walked up and grabbed it from me and walked away and started taking <laughs> selfies. And I that couldn't even say anything. A hero. I, I, a hero indeed. But the whole deal leads to the idea of. This is not me thinking something was going on that wasn't because this is the reason why this lady keeps trying to find me a cat. She felt bad because I was ready to leave. So I was late. ready to leave. Basically she just a kept... bully at the yeah, cat. She farm. scooped it up. It just happened. That's all that, no. that's the story here. Nobody said anything and then I was sitting there. Everybody's no, no, taking pictures. Like it didn't happen. Yeah, it was abused. And I'm, I'm telling you, it got worse. I think that they then, they then were there petting this cat with this lady, and then looking over at me like, "Who the fuck do you think you're doing here? Who are you looking at?" And I was like, well, oh shit, man! And then, I guess we're and then not, she took the cat and started pushing Jim a little bit. Yeah, I like yeah. them apples. Yeah, what's the next thing that? you know, she was like, "Got any money on you? What's going on?" Here? <laughs> Actually, next thing I know, another lady picked me up, started taking selfies, it took me home, was feeding me, and and, and giving me new clothes, which That's I need. Which you, you were actually fine with that, you know? But yeah, I'm like, what's, what's going on here? I, I'm a little old to breastfeed, but hey, we'll, we'll work this out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we're here to talk Harley. That is your only book there. Uh, is- and with that, it is it is ending this this crazy story, I guess, because they do go back. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's it, one of those it, where it after arc, which yeah. you said in the beginning, which yeah, also, yeah. as you know, that's already yeah, that's a your thing. favorite. If, yeah. if you have oh, I'm telling you. like a ding on that one well, because listen, it takes me a while now because I only have one monitor because Ethan did, but I can always do that because yeah, I thought about it right away. I'm like Reggie loves us now. The thing is. I don't mind a short arc as well. Eric will tell you, I like a lot of things that are short. But with that, with that, I hate the way that you get with Harley here. And, and I, this is where it leads to me and Eric were talking about uh, last issue. And we were talking, I said, at one point I went a little quiet. I was trying to deal with some stuff as well. Tanya came in showing me some things and nonsense. But with that, uh, I wanted to say that I was actually impressed with Sam Humphreys, how he did get the voice of Harley. He really did. I mean, it, it didn't take long. You may tell me that this is a voice that almost anybody can get because you can watch, you know, animated series you can do or you can just be goofy. But saying that this issue, before we go fully into it in your blurb, I think he went a little too far. And where he went too far was how he forced this to end to get to this next story was very, you know, for yeah. all, all the stuff. And to me, it just seemed like a, kind of a cop-out where we had this really neat story, and I do appreciate a three-issue arc. It's very quick. There's not a lot of downtime, but by the end, it's just let's be, let's make Harley be Harley, take advantage of how this universe is to go where you have like, I talked to you last issue about this, and oh, we did this, and while you – you know, all this stuff, it was very – he seemed to go a little too Harley well, in it, this. It sort of, this sort of reminds me of a case like when Jerry Seinfeld had that movie movie b movie several years ago you yeah, remember this yeah yeah yep uh i never saw it either but you no know, the way that movie came about was jerry seinfeld was having lunch with steven spielberg and I he said as a joke he said why don't we make a movie about a b and we'll call it a b movie yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and, 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 and steven spielberg was like oh we're gonna greenlight that right away and basically he had the idea the joke but they didn't have the story they, they had to come yeah. up with that later and it was that's why it was such a stupid piece of shit also because the idea is dumb on the face of it. I think in this case, though, he had the idea Harley Quinn Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. How, weird, how that's, crazy that's could that cool be? That's a cool idea. But he didn't really had fleshed out and, why and she would yes. be there or what the no, no. And, and, that might be. And in the end <laughs> deal where uh, Sean Ryan, Sean oh. Ryan did the – I think that was who did the Suicide Squad arc that we liked at the yeah. end, yes. kind of near the end of the deal. And, and in that – he had a Harley. Right, he had a Harley that wasn't a joke or a character. It was a Harley where she, you had some emotions, and she yeah. actually in that book was one of the first times I had seen up until that point of the idea of I'm done. You know, I'm in the Suicide Squad, but you know what? I, I'm done killing. I'm done being be a, a jerk. Anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a good guy, uh, a good gal. I'm gonna do some stuff that will, will turn the Suicide Squad into a helpful thing. And it really showed, and all the book, the, the book kind of went, you had Deadshot who had a shaky hand, you had all these things with that. And I love the stories where Harley is a good person. And the, yeah. the weird thing about this is, a lot of writers, and I think Sam Humphreys is one of them, 
he won't go that far with it. She wants to be good, but then she always has to do something nonsense, or she always has to want to leave somebody behind her. She, like even this with the lowlies, like, ah, yeah. I don't care about them. I just want my hammer. Like you've now torn down all the progression I want, where I thought – this That's is going to be thing. good because I want Harley to – I don't need Harley to be – I want to be like a, a, a Deadpool. I want to be a good person and I cut off 17 heads. I, I actually want to see some progression. I actually – if you are a writer on Harley and you just start out, you do have the opportunity to say enough of this – Total nonsense all the time where each arc just wipes out the next. Let's get a progression of her being a good – and I think that would have been – and I thought we were getting that here. Yeah. And it, it kind of – And you did it. You know. It is kind of a step back. I mean it, I really would put it to Palmiotti and Connor for bringing her from that state yeah. of like just a murderous clown to a hero – that yeah. doesn't just want to but kill, that then, wants to do yeah. the right thing. They even had, a, they even put a little looser with it. But, you know, especially by the end, she wasn't really killing anymore. At no, least, you know, at least she, she would I kill just, monsters and stuff. But I, I, here yeah. she does kind of, like, vacillate, and it's not really earned because Mm-mm. her character is in a different place than that. And now. she just ends up changing by the end to just want to get back. And it's almost like and they, they start playing with things, and by the end it's almost like one of those, well, I don't really have much more story to tell, so let's get you back to Earth. Right. And let's get you back. And to the weirdest coach part is, for that. where we left off with the last arc of you know, Harley and stuff like that, even the end of Palmiotti and Connor's run, with the whole idea that Mason got killed and this whole being a hero thing, yeah. it's really not paying off for me. So I don't care about people. I'm going to leave the yeah. gang of Harleys behind because I'm that. just going to do my own thing. I'm not going to care about people anymore because this doesn't get me anywhere. And even the idea where she goes to Apocalypse, she's going to become a Fury, which is a quote unquote yeah. villain, whatever you're going to do. It could have yeah. been played a whole lot better because what we end up with, even the turn of the thing, it's a. Uh, it's a couple of Harleys in a phone booth of the mind where you have the angel Harley and the devil Harley yeah. fighting for like, you know, room in the phone booth oh, that of the mind. I'm like, and the, the, we saw that when it first started, but even when you see it here, it is so all up in your face. You can barely even yeah. tell what the hell they're doing well, with this. Yeah, and, and I, think that's where, I think this yeah. is a Humphreys thing he's added to the yeah. mythos. So, yeah, and, and with that, I actually thought, I actually thought what they were getting was Humphreys jumped on and he's like, oh, you know, this whole thing of, Getting right. Mason's dead. Yeah, I, screw you guys. I'm going. I actually thought that the lesson learned would be what these are. They go. She goes to Apocalypse. She kind of has superpowers and all this, and realizes, okay, that might not be the greatest, and especially being you know bad. Because now I can be the bad of the bad. I'm a fury. But then it never ties back into like, oh, I've learned my lesson. It just kind of is like I want to get out of here the best way I can with the hammer and yeah. try to dig. And then and then it doesn't end anything. But Reggie, give us your deal, and then all we'll right. talk. Uh, it is you know, uh, Harley Quinn number 47, written by Sam Humphreys, art by John Timms, Gabe Altayeb. I've been at the beach all week, and I got a sweet tan. That's all I got. That's for it. Yeah. He's got a tan. That's <laughs> <laughs> his tan. But yeah, it starts in, and even, I actually thought Sam Humphreys was going to go a little further, too, where... You have the dark side is like mm. you ha- you have that thrown in there. It's obviously the joke for Mister Miracle, and uh, I actually wish he would have went further. And even if he's a best friends with Tom King, I wish he would have went further to really like kind of make fun of that, and maybe even that that page have a nine panel progression. Like do some things to really make the uh, dark side is. Well, and then you know, you go, we're getting another case here, but there are a lot of small panels. Like we, we yeah, there are, about last and there's time. a lot of talking in this. And uh, last last issue. Yeah, there's something I, yeah. weird. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, maybe maybe it's a matter of Tim's and Humphreys are 
still getting to know each yeah. other, or you know, something's different about the script. Than the, what the weird Call thing me about it is, yeah, the weird thing I had with it is you have a lot of uh, busy pages. There's yeah. a lot of pages with these little things, so you're thinking in in your mind, okay, I get it. Like he really, like this may have been a five issue. Uh, you know, uh, arc, but he, he wants to make it three. He wants to make it so people can jump in. He wants this to be his first arc so that Tighten he can kind of, like, you yeah. know, go this with that. But then you go off to these weird full page in the mind, Harley Love and Save the Dance. And, you know, and these, th- why are those in? Why not, t- like, uh, tighten it up, but tighten it up in a way where kind of give some more space to some of these smaller panels. I, I can't remember nonsense. what we did before, but we did have this in another issue, and it felt so we weird and out of it. nowhere. Yeah. yeah, so like, yeah. you know, it, it, it was in it. the first of this three-issue arc, yeah. the same kind of thing happened for and a whole, even whole what, page, yeah. And, and it, it kind of reminds me why Reggie would be more in tune with this, because it's something that Reggie liked, but I think that Reggie was infuriated at points, where what we used to get was Harley of the dreamscape, yes. or Harley on drugs, yeah. or when, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she'd be on the good ship Lollipop, yeah. floating around on fucking I the yellow like submarine. The first eight times, you know, that I was yeah. like, hard enough. <laughs> and then you were done, because it, it, it made a really good showcase for art, but it meant nothing, and that's what this reminded me of, because there's no, we don't need Harley to hear, you know, hey there, uh, you know, petite, petite, petite Tito, why, why, why aren't you, why are you so down? Uh, I know, Granny always said I was the worst and I, I never could do anything and she made me feel worthless and then, I know what you mean. That's enough for me. I know that Harley right. would know what she means. Or, make the dialogue more concise to what you're saying to make Harley. You don't understand. You're so well, pretty and nobody would ever think that you're nothing or crazy or we whatever. Even, we even had that weird callback to a coach getting that comic book at Harley's in the Mail by yeah. M. Clutterbuck, yeah. which is the, uh, yeah, the writer of this yeah. little one-page story of Harley at but the we prom. we don't need that. And, you know, the jock so Joker freaking throwing cake at I have no idea what you're trying to get out with any yeah. of these Sam Humphreys. It's setting up. It's setting up something. It's but setting you're up right. something. It is, but it, why it, in this? Yeah, it's just it, weird. It, it, it throws you out of the game, and the, in particular this time they did that again. Also, two issues ago, where there was an aside yeah. by Adam Clive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that you, one worked a little better because it was part of the story. This one really just seemed no, it's just shoved there. in there and, on a poorly. And if you. I would think that what this would lead to wouldn't be that – it would lead to Harley finding about this comic and wanting rights and, and money is what I would think we'll because see, all, we'll shit is, all shit is broken. You know, shit's gone wrong for her in her regular life, and she would need some money. Maybe they'll, they'll – oh, you know what, Harley, that, that book, that, that Clatterbuck comic, they're going to make a movie, and he'll go all these sort of ways, but whatever. But in here, it just throws you off. And I'm like, okay, this is just ridiculous. But I do like the petite Tina and Harley interaction. But, again, it plays it too loose for me where Harley is too schizophrenic about it. Where she's like, at one point, she really seems to care about petite Tina. Then she just cares about her hammer. Then she makes up a plan. Then they go to get Granny, get good. And it's just kind of the whole joke of it. I mean, I think think that's what he's trying to show. I mean, we really are jumping around on this issue. I'm going to try to, like, tighten it up and tell the narrative a little bit. But I think that's what Humphrey is trying to get across in that phone book thing, that phone booth thing, is that she's got all these multiple personalities. There's many, many different types of Harley, many ways to look at her. 
And uh, there are just better ways to express that. It's not that clear. Yeah. And that's kind of what we get here. We're getting a schizophrenic, a kind of a, a Harley of a dual purpose. And it's not and, earned. We haven't, you know what I mean? And, yeah. We haven't yeah, drawn her out of where she had been, which is essentially and, yeah. Harley as kind of a Deadpoolish hero. We'll, we'll put her there. Yeah, you know? and, and even with that, like, I like, and it's, I even said, like, it's not my favorite deal. And I'm not a, a huge Harley fan, but I do like... You know, the idea that Harley wants to be a hero. That is always my favorite. But you're always going to get that idea in this book, usually of a Harley who is trying to be the hero, but always ends up doing something right. wrong. She yeah. thinks it's almost like I'm telling you, it's the comical version of Deathstroke in his book. He wants to be a good father. He just doesn't know how to do it. Harley wants to be a hero. She doesn't quite get what it is. She wants the end result. But with this, she just comes off as someone with ADHD who can't yeah. concentrate enough so then things happen because of that and it's just to me it's not as fun though this issue i didn't mind yeah. i mean the, the issue is decent enough i just it was one of those uh, I when mean, I was we're, done. We're, we're breaking it down uh but i actually did have fun with it but it wasn't it's okay a singularly yeah, great I, issue it was just sort of like no. a lot of little fun things happened yeah. throughout it and like but I, well, all together i had like, more ah, fun yeah. with this issue than i did for m- most of the books yeah. this week that we yeah. ended up getting you can't Ooh. use this week as Ooh. a judge I'm telling you, I had more, you know, deal getting a hangnail than some of the shit we read this week. But also, I go back to when we did the first issue of Sam Humphrey's deal, when they went to Apocalypse, and I did say that the problem that I was having is you you were kind of, like, it wasn't enough fun, but then it also wasn't enough, like, heart. It was kind of this weird combo, and I got back to this in this issue where I wanted Harley to save the lowlies because we've seen that, and I wanted her to be the hero. But then she'd make a joke, and the joke wasn't exactly the greatest. Then she has the hammer, and she wants to go get Granny, but then that kind of didn't go. Like, nothing went far enough, so by the end of this issue, (laughs) at the end of the issue, I just thought to myself, like, it kind of just didn't do anything for me because it was, like, back and forth with what it wanted to do. I don't think Sam the things even happen since they didn't even yeah, pan out. You know? Yeah, like, if you weren't like even going to do it. But give us, give us the little so real, deal so real of quick, the narrative. So uh, it turns out it's Harley Quinn and Petite Tina. We couldn't, for some reason, couldn't identify her last issue, but they're being yes, uh, tortured by, Ber- by Bernadette. <laughs> and uh, uh, Harley likes it. She's digging it. So they try to give her, they try to extra torture, but uh, yeah. she's able to pilfer something from Bernadette by pickpocketing and they can escape and they pass by Granny Goodness's bedroom, where she's got a life-size statue Gross. of Darkseid, which yeah. apparently shows that she actually Again. wants to suck his yeah, dark yeah, yeah, and it, with that yeah, his side. But even that, like, it wasn't funny enough. You know what I mean? Now, you had that. You know what would have been hilarious, and I think they could have got it was like a dark side headed dildo. That would have been uh, that, <laughs> that, or if it was if it was a forager statue, I'd even go with that. Like, uh, what the been, hell are you know freaking bug? Say, you know, like, what the hell is going on? Fathers in there, be yeah. like, uh oh, uh, yeah, something like that. And that's when you get your little uh, stupid thing between her and uh, like we were talking about. That's where Bernadette. I mean, sorry, Petite Tina tells Harley that Granny Goodness never thought she was good enough for her. And then that yeah. Harley goes into this, and I love this like one page comic. But it just doesn't yeah, fit yeah. in the story. No, I like the. No. I, I like. I think it's. Fun. It looks like an Archie comic. Yeah, it, it actually I, I like is pretty this, funny. Like, it looks like Archie style Joker. I mean, you know, like, yeah, you, know, like, you even have the Gotham, the G. Yeah. I just think it's funny. Yeah, it just so doesn't have nothing to do with this comic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so they passed by their hammers. I don't even know Petite Tina had a hammer, but apparently she has the one. mega hammer. Yeah, she has the mega uh, hammer. Uh, yeah. Harley has her own hammer, and she's hammer Harley in his back. She picks it up. 
Granny talks, uh, the Granny Box talks a lot of shit to her for a while, and then we get yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, th- this phone booth thing is almost incomprehensible if you didn't tie oh, this yeah. up the yeah. first time it happened. You know what I mean? Like, we, like the next page, there's this crazy black, black bordered thing with a bunch of Harleys. And they're all close ups. You know, yeah, yeah, they're all close ups. I didn't realize it until after. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is a phone booth. But if you didn't read this two issues ago, you this I never even understood it two issues ago. I didn't yeah, I'm telling you, when it, when it happened, happened, I didn't realize you know? until when at the end I was like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. But yeah, it was odd. Uh, but then again, you have you have all this, but the the big deal where they do attack Granny then, and she has what the splinter of life is yeah. that what she has? Yeah, and and Harley steals it. Makes a boom tube. They have to set it up really extreme. Of can she trick? Can Granny trick boom tubes? And then she sends it off to Lobo. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And Lobo I, looks great. I assume that's a thing later on after she breaks the subjugator yeah. too. Don't forget that now. Yeah, she breaks that, and also Harley just she has chiclets for teeth at one time. She's I love that. So gross. Out her. And oh, this is after she goes back to Granny's bourgeois and like you know starts yeah. putting on the armor of the Dark Side statue. The problem to is, she's Dark Side. It's a funny thing where you know she makes it, everybody believes that Dark Side is back for a little bit. He even starts coming on to Granny Goodness, which is fine. But I wanted them to explain to me. It's a stupid thing. I know it's the stupidest nitpick in the world. How is she putting on Dark Side's voice? Because it's unmistakable to She Granny says Goodness. she's pretending to do it, though. She does say, hey, did my voice sound good? It's just a joke. It's funny, too. They should have had, like, Granny's like, you say, you don't sound like yourself there, yeah. Dark Side. I know. I, I have a I've cold. Been having a co- yeah. I have a cold I lately. <laughs> Dark Side is, you know. Dark Side is sick. It did bother like, me for like some reason, though, that she was That's able to put saying. on Dark Side's voice. That's what I'm saying. It didn't go far enough. Maybe in the comics, Dark Side has the exact same voice as Harley. Same voice as Harley. He, he just talks like a, Bro- a, a Brooklyn, you know, accent girl. Yeah. Hey. Hey, what's going on send, here? But, send yeah, out but, the parademons over hey, there. Hey, there you go there. Uh, you have Petite Tina, though, <laughs> does come and save the day, too. Uh, and it, again, though, this is supposed to be this big moment of like, oh, right, Petite Tina, way to go. And I'm like, I, I really don't know you uh, that much. Hey, and I really also, don't care. Also, I had a little Eric on here where I was like, eh, this kind of subverts the rules where, why, you know, uh, Harley can't affect Granny Goodness, but Petite Tina can. Technically, yeah, neither of them should be able to lay a fucking hand on Granny Goodness. She has, yeah, like, and so mega happens, defenses, but, yeah, but yeah. whatever. You know, but we'll even with go. that, it's just like, it's just supposed to be this big moment where Petite Tina goes against the, the trouble of her childhood and gone. It just didn't hit because I, you know, I don't really care. I, I hate to say it, you but say that. it Still hasn't the most led up to interesting that. comic we have dealing with Apocalypse right now in DC Comics. How dare you? This isn't an instant classic for the ages. Manship never talks about this to me. He's always telling me things I'm about surprised he does a miracle. <laughs> I don't even know if he reads this one. But yeah, so then you, you see where the ending then ends up being that Petite Tina comes back to Earth with Harley. And she's there and they're having Mai Tais. Because she even says at one point, you want to go get a drink? Yep. But there you go. But it is funny too because it's one of those scenes when they're drinking the Mai Tais and she's this huge, you know, she's humongous. She's Petite Tina. And they have to point out that nobody cares because you got you got the Minotaur behind there. It looks like a demon. And Eric's always like, why aren't these people reacting to yeah. these things? Yeah. There's All monstrosities there. All these glasses and you're vain and don't wear them in public like me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's then, a, yeah, I have spent good. several days on the beach, like as obviously Harley yeah, this is it. have. I can just say, you just let it go, man. You just let it, you just you just let let it go, it man. You might Man, see you're a talking- horn. 
Listen to me, like buddy. You're, you're talking right now. You're talking West Coast Beach. I'm talking East Coast. You're on the East Coast now. We don't play that shit here. Uh-uh. Listen, I'm gonna, I am now starting an East Coast, West Coast Beach War. That's what I'm doing. I mean, where can you go in California? Go out to the beach and have a uterus come up on the shore. I mean, really, you, haven't lived, you haven't lived until three needles and some bag of some sort of substance goes up that's not a jellyfish. That's right. No yeah. What's that? That's a no extra charge for those things. <laughs> yes, no extra charge at all. Uh, but yeah, but then how does it end? Because it ends to tie everything it ends back. To tie in it the next forward. thing where uh, Harley's Coney Island building is getting knocked down. Coach calls her. She looks chained up somewhere. I don't know what the hell that's about. I don't, I don't, I don't, but uh, I guess she's I chained to the building. That's what that's what it is. I can now see some of these things yeah, are I think so that's... small. I, this is the first time I yeah. noticed it. You can see in the bottom. It's so tiny. They're chained up in front right. to stop the demolition. Uh, and that's yeah. that's probably my biggest problem with this this whole three issue arc is that for even though it's three issues and I love that about it, the, the storytelling really suffers in a lot of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I, I I agree with you that they don't have they they don't have that synergy yet. And yeah, it looks like it looks like Coach is tight. Probably chained herself up as a right. protest, maybe, and and doing that. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Some of the art where where you have where they're in the phone booth, it's too close up. Yeah. It's too close in, and then pans back, and it pans back after, and you already and lost. You, the it's joke. not even that yeah. good of a pan. Like if you yeah. didn't know that that was supposed to be a phone booth, you might not still have any clue. What the hell? No. That whole page. Yeah. Was it's not like it says phone booth on either. It says Quinn. Yeah, I know. But yeah. you know, I only remember so. it from two issues ago. Uh, of obviously, I love the fact that it's a three-issue arc, but I'll be honest, I yeah. think it could have been two issues. I think we could have cut out a lot of the bullshit. Uh, I think we, you know, we could have still kept. I it wanted to be six whips. You think it could be twelve? Expanded? Uh, I, I, I just way, don't want to go back to Brooklyn and deal with the normal stuff. I was happy doing something new with Harley. Maybe with Petit Tina, it'd be fun. They'll they'll do something with that. Yeah, we'll I see. I did end up liking. The whole, uh, you know, thing about her dealing in a, on Apocalypse much more than I thought it would. If you remember yeah. in the Slack, made fun of it. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that'll get the kids into it. You know, break break out Kirby's yeah, yeah. fourth world shit. But uh, I had a good time with it. it it's yeah, overall, it's okay. it was it was some fun stuff. But like I say, I think the concept was there, but the execution, yeah. the story. But that's a lot exactly. of what we get at DC. That's a lot of what we're getting at DC. The concept of, you know, Tom King, hey, I want a war between the Riddler yeah. and the Joker. The concept seems really fun, and then you get the reality isn't the greatest. So I think that this is what they're doing at DC, where you're pitching an idea, and instead of DC going further and saying, okay, well, what would the story be from that? They are greenlighting from a pitch of an idea and not a story. So I if you remember when the DC YOU happened, they said it was the Batgirling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Tom King. Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, uh, you know, Babs Tarr, Batgirl. Would you say that they're Tom Kinging? Yes, I I definitely I think that almost all the books are now because everything has to be. Now, this is a little different. It's Harley, but every other book seems to have to have a humanized version and and a look at the mundane from the the, fantastic. You you have to admit, Harley Quinn had one of the tightest internal continuities. Yeah, definitely in DC, hands down. I mean, because DC's always been shit with that, but it was really for a long while there, it was tight. Kind of spun out in the last year. But it, it was it was tight, and I, I feel like Palmiotti and Connor would have explained a lot more of what the fuck was going on in this uh, it would have been three-ish nice, arc. But, but what did you give it? 
you get what you get. You don't get upset. That's the yeah, rules of yeah, this house. Yeah, I, I, uh, hey, not here. I get upset. <laughs> it's whatever you get, you damn well get upset. That's that's what we say oh, here because uh, right. the Werners, they're never satisfied. Uh, just like Prince in When Doves Cry. Uh, his mother. Uh, what do you? What would you give it? <laughs> Mama! Uh, like I what say, would you give I, it? I really had fun with this. Despite all of our nitpicking, I do think it could have been better. But as far as just like pure... Goofy, if you like to see Harley swinging her hammer, you like to see people get their faces knocked in, including Harley. Uh, there's just like a lot of little things I liked. It just overall, the story is not, virtually non-existent, but I ended up giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go 6 out of 10. Like I said, the, the whole thing, I think it's caught between Sam Humphreys doesn't know when he wants – does he want a just full-out jokey book yeah. or does he want something where he can actually – like I said, some people – somebody's going to get on a Harley and want to really be the one. And, and it's out there for anyone to get on this book and really explore you know, the space and do more with it where you can still be jokey but – do something more with it where when Paul Miani and Connor, you, you guys, it's no surprise. I love during the regular run that Power Girl deal where Harley took advantage of Power Girl having amnesia and said, oh, we're, we're a team. We're the best team in the DC universe. We're heroes. And I really like that. That, that stepped it up a little than what we usually get. This, the idea, like you said, the idea is there for that to go to apocalypse. Like, oh man, I've never seen that, but that's where all these things fall apart. It's the idea of I'm going to show what's never been shown, but never have any story to back that up. It's more of a, you know, smoke and mirrors of doing this because mm-hmm. the idea, you, you can just imagine. I mean, it, it's not a stretch of you thinking where, they, I don't know how it goes. They send out a mail, hey, listen. We're going to make a change on Harley. Anybody who wants to throw their story, you know, idea in the pot here, we'll look through and then we'll, we'll pick who we're going to do. And that's, I wanted to take Harley to Apocalypse. That is an idea that almost seems like you're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Sure. But you got to go a step further. You got to hear what the story would be and give me some things because he's there and he kind of seems like he doesn't have a lot to do when he gets there. And it just is a shame. But even this with the whole deal of the fury. You know, you have the Furies, and Harley's going to be a Fury. You really got past that oh, yeah. really quick. <laughs> you really didn't take advantage of that fun and, and that stuff. And you didn't even have them, like, you know, really have some fun. And really, I, I know I'm not a huge Mr. Miracle fan, but take advantage of the little bit of knowledge that people have learned from that. That's true, yeah. That is a thing that's like happening that. now, because, yeah. You can kind of take advantage of that and play around with that as well, but they really don't, and it's a shame. But, yeah, 6 out of 10, what would you give it? I'd give it a 6 out of 10 as well. I really liked the concept, but the execution was lacking, but I still had a good time overall. Yeah, yeah, so we're pretty positive. Yeah, yeah, this is one of our better scores. When a 6 is one of my best scores of the weekend, Eric's as well. There's there's trouble, but we're going off for you and Chris, and you will be talking about what? Shade, the changing woman number six, the final issue. Yeah, it's done then, right? The final issue. All of these are coming to an end, and also the Sandman universe is starting. That's up, so right. That, it's a good synergy there. And yeah, next week starts the deal, so we'll be hearing about that as well. But we're going to go off right now to hear Reggie and Chris. All right. So you're, you're- once in every lifetime comes a love like this. Oh, I need you.
everybody. Welcome back to the Young Animal segment on the Weird Science DCComics.com podcast. We are in the final month of Young Animal books. Isn't that right, Chris? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we're playing taps today for uh, for a book that we loved at first and uh, kind of kind of kind of dropped it. <laughs> feel differently about it later on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Shade the Changing Woman, number six. Kill Your Darlings by Cecil Castellucci, Marley Zarcon, Andy Parks, Kelly Fitzpatrick, and Seda Tamafante. And uh, with this issue, we pick up right where we left off. Loma Shade has discovered Rack Shade's collection of human hearts and skin suits. Uh, as you might imagine, Rack Shade isn't all that pleased about this. Ooh. Loma Shade ain't exactly pleased herself because, uh, you know, seeing as though the fella she worshipped for all her life is uh, basically a selfish deviant. Um, also, the cray, those crayfish-looking things, they're headed to Earth still, and without her heart... Uh, Loma Shade doesn't seem to care. And I gotta say, for not caring, she sure seems to, yeah. you know, care a lot. It's like she doesn't care, but she wants to care. Which means that you care. That's basically <laughs> right. a type of caring, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, We've got Loma Shade blasting Rack with a pair of paisleys, and it doesn't do a whole lot. No. Uh, he demands she hands over the coat. She ain't feeling that either. Uh, Loma uh, next sends a more concentrated blast of madness at Rack, which is just as futile as before. We got Rack blasting her back, which triggers a flashback to a conversation she had with Honey Rich. You remember Honey Rich, right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, we're life all, with Honey. We're all deal. She'd come back for a <laughs> Now, Honey advises Loma to ask for help, since she can't muster up enough caring. But if you ask for help, that kind of denotes that you care, right? Yes, exactly. Once again, it means that you know there's a deficit, there's therefore you, you're, you're caring about something. Yeah. Now, it looks as though Loma does just that, maybe. It shows pictures of her friends. I don't know if she's asking them for help or if it's just artistic. I think uh, she, it's like, yeah, I think it's like this is... You know, these are her pieces of her heart are within. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The pieces of her heart include Earth, Teacup, River, and Lepuck. That's right. The uh, squid Green Lantern fella thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. I also like the fact, you know, when she and she and Rackshade are trading madness blasts, it's like, well, at least you seem to have some kind of a palpable power. You yes. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at least like, that's some comic book form, a uh, blast I can, I can parse that so uh <laughs> yeah, we can def- define that exactly <laughs> uh so rack swipes at her sending her into the jars of hearts and she opens one marked kathy now kathy first appeared in shade the changing man volume two number one july 1990 and was a confidant and sort of kind of love interest to rack during that volume but of course Young animal fans already knew that, of course, course. right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, worth noting, there's also a jar marked Lenny. Now, Lenny was Leonora Shapiro, who first appeared in Shade the Changing Man, Volume 2, Number 8, way back in February 1991. And uh, she was Kathy's sometimes lover and an all-around good pal to Rack Shade. But, of course, young animal fans, they already know we, that. We all must. We all knew that. It's, it's in our DNA, of course. We're, mm-hmm. we're born knowing such things. Uh, Loma, as Kathy says some hurtful stuff at Rack, calls him a coward and a narcissist, which I, I thought was pretty obvious. I guess we're yeah, the uh, yeah. last to know for sure about these kind of things. Uh, the heart begins to smolder, and Kathy vanishes. She's gone for good this time, and Rack is not digging that. He kept that heart in a jar for a reason, not for it to smolder and then wither away. 
Unearthed Hellboy's sister is waiting to be beamed up by the Metan Science Council, or whoever they, the people on Meta are. Uh, worth noting, aliens are all, all over the place having a grand old time. I guess they know uh, the end times are here. Time to uh, mm-hmm. cut loose, have a good time. <laughs> at, the ca- at a cafe, Wes meets up with Teacup, and he needs some answers. Remember, he's been banging Megan in the body who's in the body of that punk. This is the original Megan, the mean Earth girl is yeah. now in the body of a red-haired punk, and they're having sex with each other. Uh, he wants to help Megan move on so he can finally move on as well. Uh, they head over to Teacup's place where she attempts to contact Loma Shade by talking into that stuffed purple hippo that we've seen a bunch of times throughout these volumes that even is kind of tainted with the madness. Yeah. Uh, she says, like, this is the only way I can communicate because, you know, uh, Loma Shade touched it one time. Then the the hippo opens its mouth, kind of gets big, and or they get little. I'm not sure. And, <laughs> One or the uh, other. And they climb right in. They do. Now, back in the madness, Loma as Lenny leaves Rack, and her heart burns out for good. Back on Earth, River and Lepuck look into the stars and uh, chat. They see this odd planet with like little confetti-looking bits popping off of it, as though it's like cheering or something. Mm. Uh, now they decide to use a vial of madness paisleys in conjunction with Lepuck's Green Lantern powers in order to travel to the madness. Uh, the punk also sees this planet. Back at the DCHE, Hellboy's sister chugs a big old jar of paisleys. Uh, <laughs> River's boy walks in and is confused by the entire scene. And uh, to be honest, I, I think we are too. You know, I mean, my problem, I understand madness is a nebulous, you know, concept, yeah. Conceptual <laughs> thing, but it's like already in this issue, we see it as a place, as some sort of a power blast, and now it's a substance you can drink or drink. inject. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what is, what, what is going on? And, and it's still not clear. And it, apparently when you drink it, it takes you to the madness now. That never right? happened before. before I, you know, yeah. But uh, anyway, so Wes and Teacup <laughs> arrive out the other end of the hippo. It's not as gross as you think. It's perfectly fine. And yeah. uh, they're in the madness. <laughs> they find Megan's body there. And Loma Shade asks if they brought her heart. But they didn't even know it was missing in the first place. So they help Loma Shade to her feet with the power of love. Meanwhile, that's right, the Care Bear stare works every time. (laughs) Meanwhile, River and Lepuck are also arrived in the madness. Then Hellboy's sister and River's boyfriend arrive. Everybody, the gang's all here. (laughs) Uh, All showed up. And after they land, the boyfriend points his gun at Ms. Deeps. That is uh, Hellboy's sister, by the way, right? That's uh, what we've been calling her the whole time. I think this is the first time she was named, though, that I can remember. (laughs) I thought it would be nice. (laughs) At least let's go out giving her her actual name. Uh, And then they get into a struggle. Uh, Lepuck and River see this. Suddenly, Lepuck decides to act like a Green Lantern with, like, five pages to go. Also, Also, once again... You don't see the ring until he's like about to use it, which really yep. bothered me. Like, I'm sorry, you have, to, especially when your digits are like the size of kielbasa, sure. right? You know what I mean? Like, maybe if you're if you're a wispy, thin fingered, you can kind of get away with it. But anyway, uh, yeah, this should be like a bracelet. It, exactly. Is this the kind of thing most of us would put on as a headband, and uh, <laughs> we should be able to see it. Anyway, uh, Lapuck blasts Miss Deeps, who has already wrestled the gun away from the boy. She goes to fire at him. However, River jumps in the way and takes a slug right under the armpit. Uh Uh-oh. Now, uh, back in the heart jar room, Loma Shade opens a jar marked Melu. I'm not sure if we mentioned this or not, but Melu Loran actually goes all the way back to Shade the Changing Man, Volume 1, Number 1, from July 1977. And uh, she was Rack Shade's fiancée. 
But of course, fans of Young Animal undoubtedly already know that. Sure. Uh, now, Melu calls Rackshade, what else? A coward. Uh, then Lepuck delivers Hellboy's sister, who's rather pleased to see her old buddy Melu. Only, of course, it's not Melu. Uh, now, as Melu fades away, Lepuck hands Loma Shade her actual heart. Well, he tries to, but then he gets heart blocked by the sudden <laughs> arrival of the punk. The heart... <laughs> I will get to it in a minute. Go <laughs> now, the heart goes flying, and River catches it. There's a struggle. The punk claims it and attempts to shove it down his own throat. Then Wes. Wes convinces Megan as punk to hand the heart over to Loma Shade. And it's, it's kind of shocking that the punk's pretty reasonable. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Loma Shade and the punk embrace, with the latter vanishing. Then Loma Shade saves the Earth and kills Rack Shade in like the matter of two panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the gang is returned to Earth. River is, bleed- is still bleeding out and doesn't have all that much time. Loma Shade also doesn't have all that much time. And the volume, the series, the lore concludes with River becoming the new host for Shade. And uh, really looking like the world's lamest pimp. I mean, really, that T-shirt, and you know. Oh, it's first. I understand. We, you know, hipster T-shirts are supposed to be ironic, but this just—it's just stupid. It's I don't awful. Know. I don't really understand it's nine awful. smiley faces. It's there. It is. It's the dot for the nose. It just ruins the whole design. Uh, yeah, so that is it for this issue and for this series. And uh, I'm going to reveal to the listening public right now that for I don't usually do this, but. Uh, I read this a little bit before, finished before Chris, and I texted him to tell him <laughs> to express my extreme displeasure. Uh, I don't normally, we don't normally do that with each other, partly because we don't usually get to those books until like, you know, pretty late in the, yeah. in the game, but also, um, you know, we don't like to sway each other until we both read it. Then we, then we talk about what we've read. But this one, I was so sure was going to be <laughs> a clunker that uh, I had to bring it up. So, uh, what's your impressions of this, Chris? Um, you know, I, I said it in the review. It's uh, it just seems like the creative team had so many ideas, and and they're not they're not bad ideas. I sure. mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna re- you know, I'm a big continuity guy. If you're gonna reach back into the past couple volumes of Shade, uh, the Changing Man, I'm on board with that. But don't do it with like five pages to go. Right. Yeah. I, I really felt that was a mean trick. Yeah. Any any fan that's been reading since the last volume till now, thinking they are really up on Shade, and suddenly up you on throw the floor, yeah, you throw all this you know history at them. It's like you you never work this in. You never really made this clear that this was going to be on the test, as it were. <laughs> you know what I mean, and uh, it's. I thought it was pretty rude of them. It was, and and you know it's, and I what I, another thing I really pressed on, and I, I probably over pressed on it in my review was that uh, you you got to leave things out. You have to know when you're beaten, and yeah. you have to accept the realities of comics publishing. And uh, this volume, this creative team, this issue, just ignored the realities of uh, of the industry. Uh, this could have been a great story had they left out about 85% of it. Um, but even as we were saying earlier, had this volume had 18, 24 issues, this ending sucks. Yeah, it really is like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, I guess. A to B is to get to River is Shade? Who cares? I, it's, 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 not, it's nothing like, it doesn't make me mad, but it really has no impetus it has no exactly. impact it's it has very little meaning the stakes it's i don't such really, a yeah. i mean i guess it saved him from the death or his near death that occurred 
in the same issue. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if this, if this <laughs> had been something before. like, oh, how are we going to cure River's cancer? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, maybe we could have been worked through. This could have been more of an important, you know, sacrifice. But really, it was, you know, Loma Shade was going to die. River was going to die. They decided, hey, why do we both have to die? Let's let one of us live. Yeah. Uh, we don't even know who's in the body. It, I mean, and apparently <laughs> Megan and so the punk, Megan and the punk are in there too. That was something too. <laughs> I said, like, you know, that was obviously something that uh, it's uh, Castellucci right, writes this right. Castellucci. Um, she obviously wanted to, or he, is it? I'm sorry to get it wrong. They wanted it's to. A she. It's a she. They wanted to uh, add everything. You know, they wanted to conclude that evil Megan, the mean Megan story, and uh, it was just too much, though. It was just, you know what I mean? It was just. Yeah, I saw in your review you called it ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag. Well, ten pounds of story, because because it's I not all said crap. I would have said crap. <laughs> it could have been, you know, it could have been. Uh, it, the ending sucks. I'm not a fan of this ending. It yeah. it does, like you said, there's no, there's nothing to get excited about. There's nothing to get mad about. It just falls flat. But uh, had they, you know, had we had a callback to the Vertigo run or the pre-Vertigo run with uh, Milligan and Bocciolo and moved, you know, moved some of those elements in, this would have paid off. But what we get is a payoff without a build. Yeah. And it's it's like when you wrote stories as a kid and like you you had the ending plan and you just never wanted to work to get to the end. You didn't want to get you didn't want to do the work to exactly the build. You didn't want to set the table. And Um, I mean, what we got here, there's just a lot of ways it could have been done. And we and we both do think that this, again, was planned as a 12 issue uh, and had to be truncated. But they should have, you know, the creative team should have dropped should have started just cutting things. Yeah. Uh, the other books, not to not to compare this book to its siblings too much, but you know <laughs> they have done. They have, you know, I'm thinking of Mother Panic moved past a couple of storylines pretty fast. To, you know what I mean? They were like, all right, exactly. Let's drop Gala and all that other stuff. Obviously, we got to go to the to the uh, end game here, yeah. and and that's what it did. You know, uh, and that's what this probably, in hindsight, should have done. But of course. We are playing armchair quarterback here, so yes, uh, certainly, certainly. easy for us to say. I we don't know the. <laughs> I, I mean, I I would love to know kind of where they were in the process when the word came down that this was now sure. a six issue thing. They'd be like, "What the hell? <laughs> we're almost right. done," you know? Like, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway so what'd you give that on the site? I gave it a five point five out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. I probably I would give it probably a five, but it would be a real five a regular, not a fuck you five. But I yeah. it really because. You know, visually, I think I really think this book worked, uh, and sure. I, I think, like I think you said, there were some good ideas. They just didn't get the room or the time to to be what they could have been. You know, and you yeah. know, I can't judge a book really on what it could be because they all could be something. But this really, of course. the ending really kind of took the uh, wind out of my sails with me here. And I would tell people to avoid this as a trade. There's really nothing. Of great oh, yeah, substance you're nothing there. Out of it, yeah. yeah, but uh, next week we have the sixth issue of Eternity Girl, which again uh, we've been saying that's the only one of the four that was planned to be six issues. So uh, this should wrap that up yeah. perfectly well. However, however that was planned to be, and a surprise sneak peek into uh, what's going to be our new segment. Chris and I are going to be reviewing the Sandman Universe books, and next week is mm-hmm. Sandman Universe number one. Uh, I don't even know who the hell's uh, writing it, but I know El- Bilkus Evely, I think. There's a few the people are in it. Oh, Cy Spurrier's in there. All right, um, so it's, it's like a little, a yeah. it's a little uh, compilation. Anyway. Uh, I think it's a kickoff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, as far as I understand, we're going to read that, and then there's going to be a number of weeks where we don't have any new Sam and Universe books, but uh, 
We will be covering those as they come out regularly, so that'll be our first foray into that. But yes. besides that, Chris, we have some amazing, frankly, shocking young animal <laughs> news, I got to tell you. Uh, as yeah, Really, I mean, when you, and then Chris is the muckraker, well, I would have seen it eventually, but, you know, I've been, I've been away this week, and Chris sent it to me, and I was like, I just don't even understand. But uh, as reported by Newsarama on July 31st, Doom Patrol number 12 is finally set to be completed. <laughs> they say Newsarama has confirmed with DC that McDade, is it Dan McDade? Uh, Dan McDade. Dan. We'll be working from layouts by original series artist Nick Darrington, who is currently working on a Batman Giant serial with Brian Michael Bendis. With this, DC has put Doom Patrol number 12 back on the schedule for an October 31 release. I wonder if we'll even see it this calendar year. Uh, <laughs> they continue. Here is the updated solicitation along with a new cover by Darrington. Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol number 12, written by Gerard Way, art by Nick Darrington and Dan McDade. Uh, cover by Darrington, variant cover by Beeple. I don't know what a Beeple is. Okay. <laughs> uh, the solicit reads, something normal is happening to the Doom Patrol, which means not weird since their own normal is very weird. There are mysterious forces at work, unseen hands rewriting history, and the change is so gradual the team doesn't even necessarily see how much they're changing. As mentioned, on sale October 31, 32 pages, full color, three ninety nine U.S., mature readers. All right. Maybe Beeple is like bee people. Right. I wonder. So that could be good. <laughs> I know their honeybees are in trouble, so they could use a little work. Uh, Chris also has here, worth noting, the cover looks like a take on the box for an Atari game. And while it does say for dangerous humans in the corner, there is no young animal branding, which might mean absolutely nothing, although I think it means that it's kicked out of the trade collection. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't uh-huh. know. Who knows what the hell, what the deal is? Who, who knows what that means? It probably is more of an accounting thing on DC's side, whether that has the young animal branding or not. Like, uh, I wonder if it just means... That it's the, that the you know the corpse is is now cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not even they're not even keeping up the the act anymore. We're not even going to keep the name alive. So obviously we'll look at that. Uh, I'm definitely yes. interested to know what the heck it can be. It seems really pointless at this time, but uh, maybe there's some yeah, magic there. Knows? It proves to right. We've been saying that we weren't positive though whether it was Gerard Way or Darrington. It has to be Way now, right? If, it has. If, to. if Darrington did the layouts. Yeah, they've been waiting yeah, for dialogue. That's what we were. When waiting I first, on. yeah, when I first scanned this article, I'm like, I'm like, they're not trying to say Darrington was the holdup, right? Because they're replacing him. But then I realized they're working from his layout, so yeah. it must have just been. Lord only knows how old <laughs> this, I these know. layouts are. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really curious. I mean, the thing is, since then he's become doing quite steady work for DC. Now he was Certainly. doing that. Uh, they mentioned it, the uh, Walmart the, comic. Yeah, the giant uh, doing Batman. All the Mister Miracle variants covered. And, uh, you know, things here and there. So, uh, you know, Gerard Way may have missed his time with, uh, created a beast he cannot control or whatever. I don't know how to put it. Anyway, so I would not hold my breath for that. I think that uh, (laughs) you shouldn't, you know, maybe put it on your poll list, but don't. Don't set your watch to Don't set your watch. And maybe don't worry about setting the money aside, right? You know what I mean? (laughs) Don't worry about it. You'll you'll work it out. When the time comes, you'll just gotta scrape up four bucks. Don't don't put yourself don't don't put yourself out over this thing. So uh, (laughs) that was I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, next week we got uh, uh, Eternity Girl. I'm excited to wrap that up and Sam and Universe obviously kick us off. Interested to see what's up with that. So I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? 
Nope, that'll do it. See you later, Shade. <laughs> yeah, so long to you, Shade. And uh, for everyone else, I wanted to keep it young and animalistic. What is up, Weird Science listeners? Josh Vermillion here, and I want to welcome you guys all back for another week of Vermillion's Visions. You guys know how I like to do it over here. I want to bring you guys a review of a trade, not from one of the big two of DC or Marvel. Usually try to go with some of the other companies. Um, and this week, it's going to be God Complex Volume 1 Dogma from Image Comics, and it's uh, through their, their Top Cow imprint. It's written by Paul Jenkins and art by Hendry Prasetya. Uh, yeah, and that, that wasn't a slip-up. It's not Henry. It is Henry with a D in there. And it's the first six issues of the God Complex series. So I'm just going to jump right into the first issue here. So we're going to start out in the city of Delphi. Delphi? I'm going to go with Delphi. A man, uh, his name's Seneca, he's a detective with the police force, is talking to a voice inside of his head about being stuck in this this shithole of a city. Seneca says later on in this issue that the voice is, is like his conscience, but I have a suspicion at this point in reading the book that it might be a little bit more than that. Uh, not entirely sure yet as of the first issue, but... Uh, as I'm reading it, I kind of get the idea that it's more than just his conscience. Uh, so they have a few dead bodies here, uh, three actually, but the heavy rain has washed away all the evidence from from the murder, so they really have nothing to go on here. Seneca basically just gives up and walks away because he has nothing, like I said, nothing to go on. He asks some cops that are standing around if they've seen Hermes, and they point him in the right direction of this Hermes guy. Uh, so Seneca walks up to him, and Hermes is the guy on the cover of the book. So if you've seen any covers for this series, or at least for the, the cover of the trade or the first couple issues, you'll know what this Hermes guy looks like. It's the guy, he, he looks like a normal human being, except his head looks like a robot head. It's like a robot helmet thing that he has on there. And um, throughout the book, it's actually kind of an ongoing joke. You don't actually find out if they have real faces underneath uh, this helmet. So you're not really sure, but I'm just going to say that it's a robot head that Hermes has on him. So they start discussing the crime scene and the possible significance of three uh, Trinity, the Trinity Church is like the big church in, in Delphi, um, and it, three Trinity fanatics showing up dead, possibly as a message on the wrong side of Delphi, so they're kind of talking about, um, you know, what's going on here. In the middle of their discussion, though, Hermes gets a security alert, and the light on his helmet kind of lights up, and he he kind of enters into this digital stream, and that's actually what they call it in the book. It's called The Stream to view footage of this alert that he got. Seneca is real confused as to what's going on here, but before Hermes can explain it too much, he tells Seneca to meet him at the substrata, and then he disappears into the stream completely. So later on, Hermes is explaining what the stream is to Seneca later when Seneca gets to the substrata, and you know he basically tells him it is what sets the rulers apart from everyone else. As Hermes says, it's 
their ability to navigate the currents of all human knowledge, imagination, and information. So basically, these rulers can view and access and travel through this stream of information that contains, you know, humanities, like it says, their knowledge, their imagination, and basically all the information of all the people in the city of Delphi. These rulers can travel through that, view it, and affect this stream. So Hermes believes that there's a connection between the murders and an attempted breach on the stream. Hermes gives Seneca a, a pair of goggles that allows him to view the stream, but not not necessarily access it or affect it, just kind of view it. So while Seneca is getting his first taste of the stream, there is a breach right there in their sector, and they can see the virus that has slipped into the stream. The virus is actually disguising itself to look like the stream's security program, so that's why it was able to go undetected for, for a little bit of time. But with Seneca's help, Hermes is able to isolate the virus bots and use his his power of influence over the stream to destroy these bots. And during this attack, they, they notice that the virus is in the shape of a deltoid, uh, which, you know, is kind of like a three-pointed almost triangle. It doesn't really come together at the top, but... Um, and this connects it back to the Trinity, which the deltoid is kind of their symbol, um, and the, the deaths from before. So that kind of that's where that connection that Hermes had suspected was there. That's where the connection is. So later, Seneca is walking past the Trinity Church, and we get a small little flashback of Seneca as a kid. Seneca was uh, raised in in the church, in the Trinity Church, um, and while he was there, his mom uh, died of cancer, and this is actually kind of what caused him to defect from the church because, you know, he believed that if if this one God that the Trinity believes in was real, he would have saved his mom from dying because they were devout members of this church. Meanwhile, while this is all going on, the voice inside his head from earlier is is telling Seneca that basically humans don't matter and all he can do is keep keep moving on and try to find a purpose in, in this life. Uh, the next morning, Seneca is laying in bed awake while his uh, lady friend sleeps beside him. She wakes up, and he, as he is just getting ready to uh, kind of get up out of bed and head out for the day, after some talk about him you know, not opening up to her, not letting her in his life really, he basically kind of brushes that off. He says goodbye and heads off to work. Seneca's partner, Rogers, brings him some information on how the Trinity may have infiltrated the system. Uh, the Trinity Church owns a company that sold them the security system a few years back. So they're both pretty convinced that the stream is being targeted by the Trinity Church, partly based on evidence and partly because neither one of them has ever seen a ruler like Hermes or any of the other ones ever be wrong about something. So just as they get on the subject of Hermes and the other rulers, Hermes steps out of an elevator right in front of them. Uh, Hermes sends Rogers on his merry way and has Seneca walk along with him. So Hermes tells Seneca that he, he brought him on this whole thing and showed him the stream because he thinks that Seneca shows promise. But there are a few more things uh, that he needs to do to kind of prove himself. So Hermes has read through Seneca's files and knows all about how he was raised in the church, but left because he lost faith, and how now he hears voices inside of his head. 
That's when Hermes drops a bomb on Seneca. Hermes tells him that everything he thinks he knows is wrong. That's a cliche line, I know, but it's still kind of that bomb that gets dropped on Seneca here. So Seneca doesn't trust the church or really trust the rulers because of how different they are and how much power the rulers hold. He seems to like and trust Hermes enough, but says it's because he's he's different from the others, like Zeus and Apollo, who he's never actually met, but is more kind of intimidated by. And then the first issue ends with Hermes opening a door, and as he's opening it, saying kind of, uh, you know, the the biggest fear in life isn't that everything you think you know is wrong, it's that everything you fear is true. Um, and as he says that and opens this door, Waiting there for Seneca is Apollo, and that's kind of the cliffhanger that we leave the first issue on. Okay, so I know that was a hell of a dense first issue, and I'm right there with you if you're a little bit confused and maybe maybe even a little bit bored. Uh, normally when I do these these reviews for this segment here, I read the entire trade and uh, once or twice or a couple times and then I go back and I reread the first issue so that I can I can go through it and talk about it but with this one after I finished finished the first issue I was fucking confused as shit so I decided to talk about this first issue without having gone on and read the rest of the trade when I talked about it so I wouldn't you know accidentally reveal any spoilers here so like I said, I was confused and a little bit bored after reading the opening issue, but now, having finished the rest of the trade, I can say that I'm still fucking confused, but somewhat less bored, um, to be honest. There is, this is very much a mystery story wrapped up in a whole shitload of sci-fi. And you know, the art in this book is really incredible. I liked it a lot. Henry... Prasetya has has some great illustrations, and then uh, I didn't mention them at the beginning, but Sunny Go and Jessica Colleen really they do a great job of kind of bringing that art together with with their colors. I thought the color work in this book was just fantastic, and there's a really awesome concept behind this story. It's very much based in science fiction and you know those religious undertones. The problem is that when there's that much science involved there is a whole fucking lot of explaining that has to happen for you to to understand the story and what's going on which can cause it to be very very dense and kind of a slog to get through this one has a lot of explaining and exposition um kind of strewn throughout it um and i'm i'm still confused as to what exactly is happening here I in, I enjoy a good mystery story when it's resolved at the end, and I still have some faith that whenever this issue, or whenever this series does end, there will be plenty of answers. And I know that that Matt Hawkins is is really involved with the whole the whole Top Cow line for Image Comics, and he has a pretty good track record in my mind of using real science to base the sci-fi around, and then using that science to wrap story. To, to wrap up the concepts into some pretty awesome stories that usually resolve pretty well and um, so I'm not I'm not sure how involved he is in the overseeing of, of this God complex property if at all but just because it's a top cow book 
I am giving it some leeway and still have some faith that the answers will eventually be revealed. I'm just not quite sure yet that I have that much interest in reading at least you know six more issues to get those answers, probably at least another trade, if not more beyond that. Overall, this isn't necessarily a bad trade. Like I said, I did, I do like the, the, the concept and the world and the story. And like I said, the art is, is fantastic. I really, really like the art throughout this entire book. There are some, some really cool Greek mythology references. Obviously, the rulers' names, like, you know, I just in that first issue, we had Hermes and Apollo, uh, as well as some AI beings that come, come in later on uh, called the Fates, which... Anybody that knows much about Greek mythology knows what the fates are, things like that. Uh, But I just can't give it that high of a score. I think this would have come off much better if by the end of these six issues, the mystery of what is happening would have been been solved for the most part and we would have gotten some answers. You can still continue the story and turn it into more stories set within this universe. And even if not, everything was resolved and there were still some questions moving forward that would be fine as long as we got some definite answers as it sits though pretty much everything is still up in the air i do like this story enough and i'm interested in the world that's been built i just can't justify giving it a super high score based on what i've read so far so right now i'm sitting at a solid you know 6.5 out of 10 if if I do continue on and pick up the next trade when it comes out and it it just blows me away with answers and a little bit better story pacing and a little bit better dialogue, then I might think more highly of, of, of this of this trade. But as of where I'm at right now with this trade, you know, by itself, six point five is is pretty much right where I'm at. If you're if you're looking for a, a self contained story, this isn't a book I would go with. But if you don't mind a, a slow burn mystery and are in it for the long haul, I'd, I'd wait until the story is finished, then give it a shot if you're interested in some of the sci-fi and mystery that I've touched on here in this. Uh, but that pretty much wraps things up for my review of this trade. Like I said, about a 6.5 out of 10 for me. And I would say if you are interested in this, wait until the story's wrapped up, then read it all at once. Um, but if anybody has any recommendations for any books for me, send them on over to me at Vermillionaire3, or if you're a member of the Get Fresh Crew, you can hit me up in the Slack chat with your recommendations. Uh, please send those over to me. I'm always looking for, for new books to read and review for this segment. And if you haven't done it yet, go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience and, and just check out all the all the shows that you'll get if you do sign up to be a patron for Weird Science. I mean, not only do you already get the the big show every single week, but if you sign up as a patron, you get so many extra shows, including they're adding even more shows that you'll get for signing up. So if you can, please go check out the Patreon. If you think you have a little uh, a little bit extra money each month to throw at Jim and Eric and you want some more entertainment, you like the cut of their jib, sign up, support them for all the hard work that they put in and get a bunch of extra shows that are worth it. They are a blast to listen to and you get to hear them talk about anything and everything from, you know, Sports Nuts is going to be starting up soon. You get 
um, some Jim's other comic review show, you get some sales and solicits talk, you get the seller dweller, you get the boys toys, so many extra shows over there on the Patreon, so I recommend definitely going over and checking that out. But that pretty much wraps things up for me this week. Uh, so I'm going to send it on back over to Jim and Eric. Thanks for listening. If you're not on the Weird Science Patreon, the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast. I think they're just taking the blame for it because all these kids have become giant stars. Now, we got that Dustin Gaptooth kid going around uh, doing commercials. We I got Eleven and Godzilla 2 too. coming out. Like, these kids are just out there doing stuff. They don't have time for Stranger Things hey, Netflix hey, nonsense. Is he 18 yet? Am I allowed to punch him in the face? Can, can, Leave twi- that boy alone. can Twitter make him real so I can punch he him in the face? He is a gem. I'm telling you, you. Usually, when you see these guys, like they're like, okay, I look at the guy. He looks like a goddamn freak on that show. I see him. He, he annoys He's me. He's a kid. He annoys me. I don't like his look. I don't like the way he talks i could just imagine having to deal with him in real life and even so these commercials he he comes off as a prick is that how he is in the show is he a know-it-all prick because that's all he is in these commercials he's always there telling you how to hook up your tv or something i don't need that i can't stand his hair i don't like anything about america i hate him i hate everybody i hate everybody <laughs> NBA Live 19 brings oh, women. Oh, that other kid is doing. It was in that it chapter one. I don't, don't know these other kids. Stuff. I'm telling you, I see these other kids. They just look normal kids. I can't pick them out of a lineup. I can pick that other guy out of an <laughs> annoying lineup. It's why they get him on those commercials. I can't stand. It just comes off as just a prick. He's, I'm telling every is there Tony one commercial? Is things. there one commercial? But does he do that in the thing? Tell people how to hook shit up and stuff no. because I don't need him to tell me. What the hell is this? That's the company's paying him to do. What the hell is this? He's yeah, not, but, he's but he's sitting at your house. This, Half the time, the commercial too- looks like I'm going to come home. If I'm going to buy something, I'm going to get Comcast Cable or whatever he does. Yeah. And I'm going to come home, and that motherfucker's going to be here. Fucking tell him I don't need him. He ain't no geek squad. He's I can't wait. If you came out, I'm like, all right, it's going to be a fun day. He's the jerk squad. <laughs> hey, Dustin, tell me what it's like on Stranger Things. Uh, How's that Dustin, upside down? Dustin. Is that his name on there? Does I can't I stand you, that guy. I think that's his name, but then I have no I idea what his real name hate is. That kid, I can't stand him. NBA Live Nineteen. What podcast are we doing? Is, is this is this Jim hates everyone? Because this is what every podcast every is going to turn into. All of these shows and plenty more are over at www.patreon.com/slash/weirdscience. <laughs> Look 
Oh, right wow. there. I get this rant and rave time. And if you want to be involved in the rant and rave, you call the rant and rave one. That's chain. what you do. Oh, my God. 641-715-3900. Enter extension 452328. Followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy, folks. And we're going to start out with who we usually start out with. That would be one dancing mic. Yeah, I didn't have any books this week because they all sucked. And that, that. Is, and that is Dancing Mike. <laughs> now, now, do you think Dancing they all sucked? Do you think he just belched really bad? Uh, both is uh, what he did. Uh, it was a combo. Uh, that sounds a. like me after I take a big old gulp of soda pop. You know what I'm saying? Callum A, Callum B. Did that soda pop taste good for you? Did it there, fatty? It always does. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you eat today? Tell me what you ate all day. I don't want to tell you. Tell me. I want to hear what you ate. Come on. Good, good, good. I, I, I had some chicken lo mein, big old okay. box of that. I had that a, uh, a, a meatloaf sandwich. Okay, I had meatloaf a, sandwich. a riblet sandwich. Okay, here we go. And the, uh, the meatloaf had a sandwich. Slice of pizza. Meatloaf sandwich was from Walmart? They're all from Walmart except for that okay. pizza. Okay, I thought maybe the riblet was from Speedway, and this was like the dining tour of Quakertown here. Eric no, Shea is living it up. This all last night when I was, you were avoiding me yeah, at Walmart because Jeff had to work all day and I wasn't going to be able to go I avoided out. avoided you. The last thing you told me when we were recording is like I said, hey, I might talk to you at Walmart, and you said, no, you won't. No, <laughs> see you later. Not if I see you first, buddy. That's some small talk that you don't like, but I always laugh at that one. That makes me laugh because usually when I hear that, it's the solid truth. Uh, we're going to move Catch on. Catch you later, one. alligator. Hey there. We're going to move on to the next one. See if you know who this is. Hey, Jim. Hey, Eric. Um, This is LeBron James. It's LeBron, LeBron James. James. Right? Sounds a lot it, like it, a cross-based creature. I don't I thought, holy crap, LeBron James is calling, and I can't believe it. LeBron James um, I wanted to respond LeBron to your James. recent criticisms of uh, uh, me and my Cavaliers uh, teammates what are we uh, I was going to say Cavaliers ain't your teammates anymore LeBron come on um, any reports that uh, there are fights or feuds within our locker room is fake news fake uh, news we're sir. doing just fine uh, we're, we're just playing I'm telling you the, the looks that LeBron gave J.R. Smith after the guy fucked up in, in the finals, eh, there was a little bit of feuds going on. You know what I'm saying, right, Eric? You know what I'm saying. Some board games for Who did I say he was looking at mean? LeBron Jefferson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, me and Kyle Corver and uh, Tristan Thompson were playing Settlers of Catan. Um, and then <laughs> I uh, like my boy D-Wade, he came over and we started played playing that a long uh, time. Uh, Arkham Horror. And that took oh, me. that's your Love game, isn't Arkham it? Horror. That's your That's your game that you like, right? I, it is. Uh, yeah. Two and a half days. That took forever. Why is it um, Tyron Lue came over and we played. Oh, Tyron, him and Tyron Lue, I would think, are going to play Ticket to Ride, Eric. Uh, we played charades Damn it. for a little bit. <laughs> we just had ourselves a game night. Uh, so we're, we're doing fine. Don't worry about us. Um, I listen house. to uh, the Sports Nuts podcast all the time. No, um, this Toby. is LeBron James. That's a thing. Um, uh, Not right now. You, you guys do a great job. But I can't wait for football coming to be back, over, so you talk more about the NBA and uh, the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers. It, it is coming back. The Sports Nuts is coming back on Patreon, but it's going to be a little retooled, Eric. A little oh. retooling. Yes, yes. Kind of like a rebirth. Kind of like uh, must you know, be must far out sports, that's what I was going to say. Must be sports far unborns. I might have to have him say. I will just say straight out. Okay, say must be 
Far out space nuts reborn and uh, wh- whoever nuts. even uh, sweat, whoever even gets close to what he says wins a prize because he will never be able to he has gotten so bad that I really have to go word for word if well, I want to say anything. You, I was talking to him this week about, you know, sorority babes and the slime ball bolorama. Yeah. He had never heard the, I'm sorry, this title alone made his eyeballs cross yeah, and they all do. I can say back slime ball? Yeah. Slime ball. Also, that was not even me trying to get the also, uh, He was trying to understand what I said. He comes over. He comes over to us and he's talking to us and he out of nowhere on Friday. And th- this will happen. We'll make it happen. But he comes over and he's like, "Yeah, well, what time are you doing it tonight?" I'm like, what? What are you talking? About? You know, you know, you get under the, the Comcast. Can I be on the Comcast? No, because you and, can't say podcast. And that's Eric's yelling at him. You don't even know how to say the word. He's yelling like, you can't. What? You don't know how to say podcast. And he's just looking at you with the podcast. Like he's proven the point. that. He, but he, he does want to be on the podcast. As Eric's yelling, I'm going, get Skype on your phone now. Please. <laughs> but the thing is, later on, we, I did say, did you have Skype? Have you set this up? I think so. Well, that means no. If you have to <laughs> say you think so, that means you haven't done anything. have yes. no idea what I'm talking about uh usually he says either i think so or i helped so when he says like i did a lot of work this weekend oh what'd you do i helped clean the dishes that means he no, did you nothing. didn't do nothing no he did nothing you big nothing uh, you. this is lebron Get out of james here. and uh signing off uh go calves oh yeah whoop whoop you're not on the calves anymore buddy this Tell was from that. a little bit before He's, he's living in the past. He's LeBron always going to be James. in the Cavs. LeBron James. <laughs> ah, but the next one, we have another red. Wait, the this one. This one is from our man, Rob Lewis. That's what we hey, said. Hey, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the members of the Get Fresh crew. Doobie-doobie-doo. Ooh, Ooh nice. It's the man, Rob Lewis, calling from Albany, New York. I want to tell you, I had a strange experience. <laughs> I picked up the latest issue of Justice League, yeah. and for some reason, I... I, I, I felt like I stepped into a time machine. <laughs> when I saw that cover that said... Yep, yeah, yeah. I showed oh, Eric right I away. I talk about that during the evil, review, too, and I forgot. I felt like, hey, yep. did I go back in time? It Is seemed this to... September 2013 again? Oh, my God. The minute that it came in that we got the review copy, Rob, I, I looked at the issue... And ran right to Eric. You gotta see this. You gotta see it. Book? Oh, we were so excited. We were so excited. And then, you know, you, you heard earlier, we weren't as, but yeah, we should have mentioned that cover. I'm glad you brought that up because we were so happy, actually, that we saw that the way they did it. Yeah. Is this villain's mom yep. coming back to rear its ugly head? <laughs> I'm just telling you, it made me happy for some reason. Actually, and if you go, Personal reasons, that was pretty much me and Eric's a month after we started the site, and that was like our big thing that we wanted to cover. So I actually look back at it positively, but... Well, to be honest... Like, positive bullshit is what I say. Positively bullshit? Positively nonsense. The issue turned out to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was okay. So I'm going to give time to breathe. I'm going to see what direction we're going into. But you can't help me from being just a tad bit nervous, (laughs) because here lately... DC has become the house of recycled ideas. That is true. Talk to you guys later. Uh, he's very true. Hey, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I hit it again. He is very true. Did Rob uh, just call in to depress me? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm there. Look at me. I'm like, yeah, I know. It was great. Oh, God. I look like, like an I'm idiot. Saying, it's DC's the house of recycled ideas. I'm saying it's the house of 
the comics that I used to love. I want to freaking like these comics. What's going on? Please help me. Jessica, I sounded like a fool saying I liked it. Edit that out. You're damn right. Damn right, editor Jessica. That's a pills. That's Jessica. What's that, Eric? Some happy pills. No, none of your freaking speed nonsense. I need happy pills. What the fuck are you doing talking Eric? I told you, you don't talk to anybody else but me. Don't you yell at me, pills. Don't you yell at me! Put those down. <laughs> I didn't mean it, baby. Listen, I didn't mean to yell at you, baby. You don't have to clam up like that. Hey, you know, I, you can get rid of this children-approved freaking lid. I need to get into your pills. Ah uh, yes, yeah, and that took a weird. Is that what you say on your dates? What what do you do you like black and white cookies? Yes. Really? When it comes to cookies, Eric, I am colorblind. You piece of shit. Here's the next rant and rave. I don't know if you can recognize this, but also has a musical interlude, Eric. And I wanted to ask. We're gonna play name that tune. Yeah. How many? How many uh, seconds do you need to name that tune, Eric? Okay, but you've listened to this already, haven't you? No, no, I just was told what it was though. I'm not playing against you. I'm the host. Oh. You're the one who's supposed to get. How many? How, you have to give me a little second deal. How how many seconds do you need to guess that tune? I need uh, about 60 seconds. You're going to say, I need like uh, three minutes and yeah. 20 seconds. Here you go. No, no. St. Patreon does. I thought St. Patreon did not bust in as soon as what he said. Did you recognize that? That's him. That it yeah. is the theme for Breaking Away, Eric, a wow. movie that I turned you on to, and is one of St. Pa- one of St. Patreon's favorites. And he actually went to college in that town, and says that since that movie, the Cutters always win the race. And I said it's because uh, Jackie Earl Haley. That's why I never uh, stopped cutting. He, he's the one. Yes. And, Freaking Daniel Stern, Randy Quaid, all and who I'd love to think William Cat. Every time I think of the other guy, but it's not the main guy. Also looks a little like Beck, Eric, that main guy. Oh, it's me, boys and girls. It's Saint Patreon. There he is. Save the day once again. That's right. Saint Patreon is now Super Patreon. Oh boy! (laughs) Look at what we have in the goodie bag today. Oh, I want to see. We have Super Patreon Reefer. Oh boy! I like to smoke the three for from time to time, but don't tell Mrs. Saint. He almost said Mrs. Claus. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> anyway, but if you just donate a little bit of money to the Patreon, you can listen to spotlights that you won't yes. hear on this regular Spotlight. podcast. No. Nope. You can hear. Uh, adventures. I, I would love selling it. this for me. Insert book here. <laughs> the Super Sons. Yes, Adventure Super Sons. Uh, you can listen to uh, Mr. Miracle. Yes. Uh, you can listen Eric's to book of the week. Uh, Batman. Oh, boy. Eric's co-book of the week. <laughs> I must be honest See, with you, Patreon boys and girls. I, this Patreon for me. I, I, will, I will tell everybody one thing, though. Uh, one of the most positive we've been with Batman in a long time. Combined score, one of the most positive scores that we've had. Uh, just leave it at that, Eric. Things haven't been going well at the uh, St. Patreon residence. It always ends up with this backhanded misery. <laughs> it always does. Uh, this is just like life. Going to lullab- yes, it is, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for bursting my bubble of this, <laughs> you know, healing that this podcast does for me. Now you reminded me it's all just life. You, now it's the pod- all bullshit. Now, You're now right. The pod- now the podcast is just Mr. Miracle now. The cutters yeah. are going to win tonight, aren't they? Ruined. It doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter when the Cutters win or lose, Eric. Do, do we all lose in this game called life? Aren't we all? The, the one game I've not figured out how to cheat in yet, Eric. That's why I keep losing. Blueser! Except for old St. Patreon, of course. I don't have enough money to go. Music festivals are for young people who have lots of extra... Ca- that is true. I say that a lot. I walk around the house and I'm like, Music festivals are for young people! I keep telling them. And hey, we know Music Fest started today. Oh, did it? You know what? It's for young people. It's I, also that's flooded the out. Thing. You know what the best is? Is when they have Music Fest, which is a big thing in our area. Uh, I say it's for young people, but I'm I'm gu- guaranteeing that Super Tramp and I fucking Ario Speedwagon are probably playing. <laughs> Sorry, Dancing Mike. I know that Dancing Mike's like the fuck. That was my best concert I went to in the last two years. They actually had a guy in our park playing, and it was fifty dollars a ticket to go see Journey. But it wasn't Journey. It was not, you know, the was it original. Johnny? No, it was a guy who was in Journey for like three years that nobody remembers. And uh, fifty dollars. Well, Chubby a Checker was going to play there too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Isn't Chubby Checker dead? Yeah, yeah. I don't know anymore. I have no idea. He's Pastor Would you like a show with both Chubby Checker and the Chessmen, Eric? Would that be a great show for you? A little theme going there in the chess. No. Do you like them? And I have reindeer to feed. Yes. And uh, uh, Mrs. St. Patreon needs more food for her <laughs> belly. Yes. So I can't go to Lollapalooza, and I have to stay here begging for handouts. Funny, so I didn't please, know they still please, did please, 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 won't yeah. you sign up to the Patreon today? That's right. <laughs> Patreons are so much fun. Bonus content. It's like our exclusive little club that you have to give just like a couple dollars to. Five dollars yeah. a month. That's not so bad. Uh, instead of buying one of your comments, just read it for free online. <laughs> I didn't actually You're say that. You're not supposed Woo-hoo. to do that. Well, I ought to let you boys and girls go. Uh, Sounds like he's on Petron a motorcycle is, now. Uh, not Laughing going like to and will be instead sitting at home so playing uh, hoop and stick and uh, cupping ball. Uh, my favorite games. Uh, listen to uh, the Patreon Spotlight and have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful <laughs> day. A wonderful day. Here's here's a bit of the chessman if if you didn't know it. No, we heard it. Listen, that going. There was a guy named Eric, and he was a douchebag. He didn't even have, he didn't even have the vape, and he had the chafe. How's that? Do you like that one? No. He cuts his sleeves and looks like a dick, but we don't care. He has new glasses, but he's losing his hair. Eric say, there you go. There's my song for you. That's a little serenade for you, but that's the end of the. Rant and Raves, thank you, uh, everybody, Dancing Mike, uh, Rob Lewis, and St. Patreon, and LeBron James. It was a star-studded affair, and thank you, Jolly Drew. And I I have to say, uh, everybody really loved hearing from Jolly Drew again. That's that's the most thing I got last week was that the the podcast was made uh, extra special because of Jolly Drew, and I'm glad to have him back. So we're going to go off from there. Motherfucker stole the spotlight as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, really. I don't like when people are talking about anything but me, but uh, we're going to go off and finish up the podcast.
America's sweetheart. There you are. You leave uh, me out of this for this section. I want to. It's any almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> we have two more books, and they are New Age of Heroes, Eric. New Age of. Yeah, I want the Hero old books. age here of heroes back. I, this I new want age the middle. Oh, I want nothing. I want these to all. Where's the new New Age? I want these both to end like immediately, especially these two. The, you know, these two are two of my least favorite. Well, at least the first goes. one has themes I can get behind to a degree. Get behind. It's a bunch of nonsense. Curse of Brimstone, number five, written by Justin Jordan. He blocked a bunch of people, Eric. Not me or you. No. He may have. He might after this. If he hears yeah, this. Maybe. Art by Philip Tan, Jose Luis, and Naki Miranda. Right there is the three artists on this. I, I thought that artists were supposed to be uh, leading the charge. So right now, you have three, three here. three leading the charge, Jim. Yeah, you have two uh, pencilers and an artist right there. I don't know the difference there. I'm a stupid man, but still, <laughs> it's supposed to be that the artists draw the thing. Like, there's three people, and then a fourth, Justin Jordan. Everybody's got their hands in the cookie jar of nonsense. Daniel Enrique. I don't want these cookies. Julio Ferreira. Yeah, it's it's shit cookies is what it is. And by that, I mean uh, oatmeal like cookies a, with, with white chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. No, it's no, got it, white chocolate chips in fuck it. Fuck that. I don't like any chocolate chips in any sort of oatmeal cookie. You put raisins in there, you put nothing. And, and you go home happy. Right, Rain burrito. You, I'll tell you, I'll go with the raisins, but the thing is... Chocolate chips are inherently no. better than raisins. Then it's a, but that's the thing. You say this, but what you get then is instead of me having a, a, a mighty tasty oatmeal cookie with the raisins, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. Then it becomes people like, and what's even this? Tastier. It becomes a bullshit version of a chocolate chip cookie. I don't know. If I want chocolate chips. I want a chocolate chip cookie. Don't you kind it, of it, – don't fucking try to trick me into one like or the other. It's like a progression. Like the one turns into the other through a progression. Like you have the oatmeal cookie. You start adding some chocolate chips there. Mm. Now it's becoming the chocolate chip. That's you start the taking some of that oatmeal out of there. Now it's a chocolate yeah. chip cookie. Yeah, you, you end it's, up – It's like yeah. a, an evolved Pokemon. You, well, I'm telling you. You end up putting chocolate chips and raisins. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to you later about that, Eric. Or maybe you put in chocolate-covered raisins. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I think you just did something there. Once you end up putting chocolate chips in it, now it's a chocolate chip cookie that just happens to have a couple oats in there. And it's nonsense. I want the full experience. I want the experiment. I don't want that, though. Because, like you said, the chocolate chips are the best thing. So now it's a chocolate chip cookie that happens to also can, on the weekends, pretend that it's an oatmeal cookie. It's nonsense. And and why is it through all the years, Eric, and I thought of this year, it, it's been years now, but for the longest time you'd have a ch- cookie dough ice cream, but it was always just chocolate chip cookie dough until yeah. one motherfucker decides there's a lot of other cookies. And the, the first one I saw was like a peanut butter cookie dough. It blew my goddamn mind. And it shouldn't. Yeah, sugar cookie, you get oatmeal raisin. You can have that. You can have whatever you want. But it seems like everybody was only set that if you said cookie dough ice cream, it had to be chocolate chip cookie dough. Also, I used to get mad. 
Well, it's still a lot. There's there's even combos now. We we well, can talk about ones. this. I just might go and eat some chocolate chip cookie dough because I'm getting fat as shit, and that's what I want to do now. Self destruction to the max. What's 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 that, Eric? What, what did oh, you say? <laughs> I'm on a diet. I can't I can't have that. Become job of the American. The, the only thing it. sweet that I can have right now in this goddamn protein diet happens to be sugar free Jello. So I get this big thing, and it, it's kind of a terrible. cheap pack of it. Uh, I don't mind it, but you have this big pack of it that I get at Walmart. It kind of almost comes in what looks to be like a Jello version of a giant thing of eggs, kind of thing. So I have it. I put it in the refrigerator, and I say to the I say to these assholes here, Eric, and yes, I'm talking about my family. I say, listen, listen, use. I can only eat one thing that's sweet here. There's only one thing. There's two things. You go on, you go on a protein diet. You're gonna, you're gonna lack two things. And one is a sweetness type deal where you, you do. The other is a crunch that you, you're not gonna get a lot of crunch out of a piece of meat or cheese or, you know, so. Unless you got your meat from 7-Eleven like I did. No, no, yeah, but even then you wouldn't be able to eat any of the other things. And even then that, that means nonsense. You you can't even (laughs) eat that. They have to call that a charbroil. That has filler. Yeah. Is what they, but with that, that's why some people will eat pork rinds, not because of the flavor, because I, I, I like the flavor. Not I many like people flavor. do. But it also has a crunch. It's one of the things that will get – so you can have that. It, it is very similar. It, this diet is very similar in ways to you stopping smoking where it's not just Painful. the nicotine, but it's also the idea of doing the things. You used to go out. You have something in your hand. Well, with me eating, I do like textures and things like that, So, and I like sweet. So I tell them, listen, this is the only thing your poor papa here, he, he can eat that's sweet and yeah. nothing else – you guys aren't giving me any sweetness in my life. I need some sweetness. So I say that to him and I, <laughs> no, I put I it in. As you say, give daddy some sugar and I don't like it g- no more. Give me some sugar. No, and I said to them, listen, we have our refrigerator. We have this big refrigerator. We have a lot of people in this house. But this one little drawer here, and that's daddy's drawer here. This is whatever's in this, whatever's in this, which is the sugar-free jello. You have a, a block of Swiss cheese. You got some cheddar cheese. You got some eggs. You got this just no, you know, nonsense. I had some shrimp in there, but I have all these things that I need because if I come home and I don't have this stuff, now I'm going to be tempted to like, ah, eh, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to have this or I'm going to have some pot stickers or, you know, like that. And I don't want but to if have If I that come happen. home and there's not a pint of ice cream, four hot dogs and a hoagie, like you, I yeah. have to go get a pack yeah. of cigarettes. Yeah, really. You may then have to go <laughs> get a triple time. whopper and, yes. a, but no, so I come home today. It was hot today at work. We had a hard day. We were doing some stuff. So I come home and I'm going to have a, uh, a drink of water. I have some water in there and I wanted to have a, Sugar-free Jello, and they're gone. And I say, like, what, what the hell happened? Like, this is you guys have. Like, I'm looking, and it's the amount of snacks that they still have left on a Friday night when we go shopping tomorrow is insane. Because I made sure that if I'm gonna do this and have Daddy's drawer, I'm gonna make sure that I have to overload on them. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm not gonna get like all this shit for me, and not, so I've really got them a lot of snacks. They have tons, of, including like three separate kinds of ice cream, all this stuff. And it's Ethan. It's Ethan again. He seems to have eaten all my jello. So then he says he didn't. Then he admits he does. So I, I go. Then I go up in the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom. I go in there, and there's two half-eaten jellos. Then half-eaten I go jellos. up. Yeah, then I go. These things aren't big. Then I go upstairs because also. I, I need I, two. 
No, because he was he was putting the uh, he was putting what's it called uh, whipped cream on it and ended up just eating the little tub with the whipped cream and then bail and I just uh, you, you're killing me. Kill you're all killing me. You're killing me. And I did get a new monitor after my monitor was smashed. I got the new monitor, went and got it, and then came home and realized that the last time I got a monitor, I had a problem because I had to go get a goddamn adapter yep. to hook it up. Well, the problem is. Somebody threw away the cord of oh, the Jesus broken monitor that had that. that I, I had it. I would have had it. So yeah. I'm sitting here. I have a, a, a blank screen over there because I, I can't plug it in yet. So I'm going to do that tomorrow. But here we go. Curse of Brimstone. Did I, did I get to my blurb yet? <laughs> did I get there? Uh, Looky what we have here, Eric. A non-issue that can't even hit a normal page count. There is a couple pages less. A art team that is bigger than any book focusing on art should have. And a story that is a generic mix of the Slender Man and Children of the Corn. Even throw in, uh, what is it? It's a Good Life. Uh, from the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. That's I, I what can't I even go that far. A little bit too. too, but I went away from the like. Let's send them to the cornfield kind no, of. No, that's stuff. the thing. It ended up being more of Children of the Corn then, so I ended up backing but because off. Because of, of the whole one. TV and stuff like that, for some reason I had this whole idea because of the Twilight Zone movie but it's and generic. how Dante did it. Yeah, it, it's generic and cliched. Uh, and mix it up. It's a theme I can get behind. Mm, I can't. Evil children of the corn, Jim. I, love I can't. That. Mix all this up Malachi. and what do we get? Garbage. That's the thing. No, because you, you've seen that. I, I don't need that to be so in this and that's all you get. And even then, you don't even get that much. And if I'll tell you. Unexpected had something if you unexpected had seen it, it still would want, be well, all right. It, if you want to go on the site and see this, there's no there's no review because Hussein said that he was going to give it a fucking zero, and he said he's not doing it. So there you go. He he exercised his right to party that night, Eric. He said he's not doing it. So I ended up – I'm looking on the site because that's where I go to get the uh, the credits. Yeah. I'm like, where the hell – oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because basically uh, you have Joe and Annie. They're heading off to West Virginia. They get into a town, and the town has had problems because what we saw is the town is overrun. Run by evil kids. I want to call the town Gatlin. Yeah, it's not though, but it, it could yeah, be. It's Marin Bad. Marin Bad, West Virginia. Marin It's another one of these where you, you get the same cliched thing when you do get there because they, they're going there. They or get there because Marian they're looking bad. at the ledger. And when they get there, you have this whole deal where it, it almost gets to the point where that nobody told them that damage is the hulk book not this one because it basically joe must go through this whole goddamn life of his now is like you don't want to get him mad uh, he might i won't hurt you but he might it just keeps going and, and the and weirdest on. part about this whole thing is like we already did this like you know we left joe and annie's hometown that was a wreck but we moved on and we're going to try to stop the salesman the next time we're going to do oh man that we that already happened i have to fight another one of these and the thing is no matter what they get from this ledger, it seems like they're always going to be too late, but they're always going to yeah. be shocked by the fact that they're too late. Yeah, and when they get there, and, and with this, do you do you extend any sort of knowledge or anything with either Annie or Joe or Brimstone? Because there, there isn't. You, oh, you do out nothing. of nowhere in this issue, Brimstone, he becomes this problem that Joe can't control anymore, even well, though out of nowhere in the beginning of it, he seemed to be able to control yeah, it Yeah, but he did, kill, he did kind of kill a lot of people at one point, and they were kind of, kind of going with that and all that. But still, even that, I don't care. Because all this is is a bunch of kids, and then when they do see that, they get there, this guy's there, and like, huh, uh, I'm going to stop this. He's sneaking up on Annie with a knife, and you have then Brimstone activates, picks him up in a cloud. Uh, oh, no, I don't trust people with a knife. And it's so funny, this dialogue, because it's like Annie's like, you know what? I'm not sure if I trust him either, but... 
don't kill him now. You can kill him later if you want to kill him later. It becomes like, dangerous. We're, we're already halfway through this issue. And, and at then this point, like, though, I'm really thinking to myself that this is the children of the corn. And this guy here yeah. who's going to give us the whole exposition about the kids, they done gone bad. Yeah. They sing some Looks songs like they, they cover they, it. But yeah, the, the they had an imaginary is, friend. The guy's there, there name is go. Jack Smith. Another name yeah. for Jack is John. John Smith was Johnny Smith from the Dead Zone. Another Stephen yeah. King thing. That like, like, okay. I was trying I to could, make all these different yeah. connections here. because Don't even try to make a connect because it's nonsense. About. This Wild. is a half story at best. This is just nonsense. It's complete and utter garbage because he's like there. Like, I'm Jack Smith and the kids, the kids in town, they started having imaginary friends. You know, we, we let people have imaginary friends, but not everybody at once. And oh, my God, they're there watching the TV, but they're watching the, be, the it fuzz. It became the sci-fi channel show called Channel Zero Candle yeah. Code and, the and, first yeah. season. And I'm like, all right, you're, you're just hitting all these different this things you have to saying, watch though. in the summer. That but just why? Before. Why? why? Why do this? Why not come up with something yourself? Because then it ends up with like, oh man, if you hear the song, you're already dead. And I, oh, I hear oh, no, the song funny. and oh, yeah, yeah, it's everything. It, it, it's everything but man, nothing. When I Even heard like, that song, I wanted to yeah, die here, back in the Jack's day. Jack's like, Jack Smith's like, oh no, this is my home. Now he looks like Peter Lorre slash Elvis. I don't know what's going on because you get nothing out of Annie and nothing out of Joe except – Oh, man, if these kids attack us, I'm not going to hurt kids, but I don't know if Brimstone will. And he says it twice in three pages. Then they get there. You have the kids all like there's people and kids and adults all on these piles of TVs. The kids attack. You have the Slenderman concept. Then, yeah, it's me, Slackjaw. Now it's getting towards like a combination of this. Now we got the the freaking, you know, Rob Zombie, you know, in the hills, even the hills. have It's just nonsense. Like like this whole thing with Slackjaw, you got the slits like the marks down the center of the eyes kind of thing. And you got the extended. I'm like, now this is the crow makeup. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's it's terrible. It's utterly. That's it. That's the end of the issue. You get not, Why am I going to fucking bother with this nonsense? TVs and this book already wasn't selling. Yeah, basically, all the kids. They had an imaginary friend that took them over. You don't they even get all a the con- You don't even get a concept of like how this really does connect to the point where where was the the salesman involved in this and who was promised what the town would become. It just it just ends up getting away from that of just being. Oh, there's Slackjaw. He's like an urban legend come to life because we said his fairy tale. I- I'm surprised that it didn't start with the kids saying the name three times and turning on the lights in the bathroom and. And then some guy has bees in his fucking ah! ribcage. <laughs> That's all. You have all these. All he wants is to play. Doesn't matter what the grown-ups say, Jim. He's a dream warrior. Dream oh, my warrior. goodness. Don't, and watch out. There's the land shark. I heard he's in town. We were going to close up this. you walk too much in heat, you get the chafe. Yeah, I'm, I'm the chief. So the chief. Hey, 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 we were gonna close down. The, you know, we were gonna kill all the kids, but we couldn't. It's the it's the popular season right now. We, what is gonna happen to the businesses? It's just nonsense. And also the whole idea of these things, you're trying to get this idea of towns that are on the down and out. You have yeah. this West Virginia town, but. They're too insular to me for these things to Very match. Bad. Like nobody, nobody ever comes to these towns. These towns I have ten be. people, and but still, you'd have somebody go through the town at least. See, they show up. The one guy there has a knife, I and mean, what is he doing? Jack How Smith. is he eating? 
What is it? Is he, does he go to work? It'd be so funny. They show him. He just goes to work. He clocks into this place. I, I have Everybody's to think, dead. though, that even though this kid calls like himself uh, uh, Slackjaw at the point, I got to think that Jack Smith is uh, Slackjaw. Well, at points, because, you see, because you see some entity and stuff. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. He's coming at people with knives, and then he's yeah. talking we have I a think weapon. He's just, about, and then when the kids attack him, what are you doing, Jack? Surviving. He's like snapping a kid's neck off. Pat, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. He's just wrong. going. I swear to God. The only thing I thought of, you had all your, you know, children in the corner or whatever. I actually thought of the monorail episode of The Simpsons when they go to New Haverbrook or whatever oh, no. to see how it was. And there's what that one old lady. <laughs> She's just there <laughs> cackling. And Marge is like, oh, no. And that's what it reminds me of. It's just, it's, it's utter garbage. A it Shelby really is. And idea, I guess. I, I'm telling you, yeah, really, get that lemon tree out of there. Right. <laughs> uh, with this, though, you have this whole deal. I, I prefer turnips or whatever they, they, they drink at the end. It, the, I hate to say that, like, there's no reason for a book because somebody's going to like this. And I hate to be like you, you know, you speak for everybody who's a Green Arrow fan. I don't think I'm I not do. speaking for everybody, but who could like this book? I mean, it is, it is garbage. The only thing you can like is they're still two ninety nine. But really, I'd pay three ninety nine. I pay three ninety nine and not get kicked in the balls. That's just me. The art's okay, and the art's really actually the art's impressive for being three artists and on the there is, and a couple of different for, I, deals. I've never liked the art in the series for some reason. Be, this issue actually it grew on me or something. Or I was just looking for something to really like besides for. It's got the children of the corn. Yeah, but, and, but it's got the children of the corn, but how is the salesman involved? You don't even have this Jack Smith know. saying, like, this guy drove in in his fancy car, and the next thing I know is the childrens they think there's this imaginary guy, but how's it imaginary? Or they I all know the, the salesman, Jack Smith could be the salesman without that stupid mask he yeah, was wearing. Yeah, but if he is, he, he's, there's no reason why he's running around and all that stupid stuff. He's already confronted him, said there's a million of them. He has no you, reason exactly. to play we're, games. We're just making t- Sounds acceptable for the home office. Well, and yeah, you know, the, the what, what home office is, is this acceptable for? We've had towns that have been underwater. We've had towns that are on fire. And we have towns with crazy kids. I mean, what is this? Am I coming from the dark multiverse and what I'm used to is a crazy-ass bunch of kids? Yes. What, what, this doesn't even make sense. It doesn't I, even tell you. It's supposed to be. It has changed from just this is being the story. Six, right, right? It has to. It's solicited past. They gotta jump in and say this. This fucking this game is over. They have to say because it's nonsense. The curse is lifted. Oh my god! I just sit there and the whole thing is every trope, uh, you know. And also, I gotta tell you, one of the tropes of a movie where you see a lot of these movies, Eric. I I know that you've seen a couple. Uh, freaking horror movies in your life. Uh, one of the craziest things and always freaks me out. I won't see, I don't watch horror movies, but I even see them in trailers. They freak me out. Are kids singing and kids singing this nursery rhyme that repeats and things. You can't hear that on the page. So all it is is just seeing it. And I'm like, I don't need this garbage, but every page. Also, I said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's. creepy and he thinks that he can do those on the steel but you, you have probably two less pages than normal but you also have a lot of pages with one panel a spread page two pat there's not this this issue you can read in two minutes there's nothing going on and i don't there's no reason yeah what do you give it I give this a 4.9 out of 10 so what oh, I'm 4.9 you, it's crazy because this is probably one of my most favorable issues we're going to talk about. You know, that that green section was rough. Yeah. But, like, I don't mind the art in this issue. <laughs> I like Children of the Corn. 
All right, Birthstone, yeah. you're checking off the Eric Shea things. Get good art, some horror references. I don't care That's about the, the thing. stuff. That's the thing, though. I love Star Wars, but we didn't like the Black Panther when it's Star Wars and, you know, with Black Panther. I don't need you to retell me. I don't know what Brimstone is. That's the thing, though. I don't need you to retell my favorite things. I want you to tell a new story so I can read. I don't need you to give me Raiders of the Lost Ark, a whole issue. You can you you, call outs. You can, yeah, but that's the call out at the beginning. It's not the whole deal. This is just one. I mean, really, this should be an anthology of a, a clip show of greatest hits of movies. Yeah, and I don't the need thing that. Is, it kind of is an anthology. Next, you're like, new episode, new town. That's the whole thing. I'm just even it's saying like this, show. though, because now we have to stay here. We're going to stay here for another issue, really? I'm telling you, you start counting. One, two, there it go. I'm giving it I a two. We don't even get any further. Two out of ten. Uh, this is just, it, 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 it's an excuse of fucking poor everything. I do, I said. I don't mind the art. I give the art a five out of five, Eric, and the rest are negative. The, the story is fucking terrible no, and there's no, no reason to have it you, it's fucking terrible no that's ex- but that's the thing when we get to the snacks it at least sees steve orlando it's nonsense he's trying he's trying he's to make trying. things big justin jordan should be embarrassed that this book was published I was he should be embarrassed to, to put this garbage out read it <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's basically three pages of story. Yeah. Everything's a spread page of fucking nonsense. I hate it. I can't stand being duped by these things that we have. I'm, that's it. We're never talking about this fucking garbage book again. I'm done. You want to talk about this book by your goddamn self next time. I say that. I know I'll be back. I know. But I, I want to. I said that people, Brandon and Andrew have been banned. They've, they've been banned or blocked on Twitter from Justin Jordan. Yeah. I said Everybody in the Get Fresh crew, I said in Slack, is anybody else been blocked by Justin Jordan? I said to you, this is my out. We get one more person. Why did I make one more person? I should have just done those two. But I said one more person, three people. We are not talking about this garbage book where you're going to block them. You're blocking poor Brandon. The guy's a drunk. Let us he know what he's poor saying. Brandon. He lives in Buffalo. Really, the next step of this is fucking Buffalo, right? <laughs> fucking Brimstone. He's going to be there slapping the bag. And you don't even know what I mean, but he does. He does, Eric. He was telling me about slapping the goddamn bag. Does he got Th- the that's chase? what he's going to do. No, oh. he doesn't. He blocked poor Brandon. Poor Andrew. The guy likes Star Wars. That's what he likes. Justin Jordan, learn how to write a goddamn issue. Every issue I read of yours is garbage. And there, there you go. Somebody play this to him somewhere and so he can block me so I don't have to look at him. The unexpected number three. <laughs> I'm just saying, just make it so that I can't even go to your thing, because really, I saw your tweets too, they're as original as this fucking issue. The unexpected number three, Aaron. I'm telling you, no prop comedy going on there. You told me that you thought I'd been a little, uh, like, lax in my anger. It's back! Got my blood pressure down. I need to. I need to remind this heart of mine that there's shit going on. All right, now right? you tell me what happens in the unexpected. I I can't tell you. The score's going to be very close. <laughs> but at least I see somebody trying. He's trying. I don't know I, what I he's, don't trying. Know he's trying. It's like this guy cares about what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the unexpected number three. 
Written by Steve Orlando, art by Carrie Norton, Mark Farmer with Scott Hanna, letters by Carlos Emanuel, colors <laughs> by Jeremy Cox. I'm just thinking to myself, this is one of those things like, boy, let's just, let's read this, like all these other goddamn fucking nonsense. We're going to read The Curse of Brimstone. We're going to get on this podcast and say that, oh my God, we'll accentuate the positive. We'll just yeah. uh, oh man, a lot of that stuff you like in the horror movies, Eric, 8.5 out of 10. At, at oh my God. I want to grab a hold of. I don't have that. And, then, and then I could see sit there but again then then i could sit there and then people will listen to this podcast and go you know what they're great guys i'm gonna stick with them no we get mad and i know that it's not helping (laughs) it doesn't help us at all uh, me getting this angry i'm just telling you it's not fake and i can't help it i get so angry when this nonsense keeps coming up Speaking of nonsense, if anybody wants to know how wrong turn goes through the day read this issue and we are talking about the unexpected number three I have no idea what anybody at any point is saying in this book. I really, no, I really felt like felt like random words jammed together. I, I'm telling you, it, it made me think. I actually had to yell to Tanya to see and come. I thought I had a stroke. I, I thought that's. I'm like, I said, baby. My arm numb. She's like, how the fuck would I know? And I'm like, can I play the piano? She's like, sure. But I couldn't before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We still have no idea what Firebrand and Neon are really doing in the overall story. And really, I, I don't care. This book should be canceled immediately. These, all these new. We gotta heroes, stop we, this new the, super the one, from We love Silencer. That is a good book. It's fun. Yeah. It may not be the best book. It's a lot of fun. And it's the best book after, of all these goddamn freaking Asian new heroes, though. Freaking uh, new challengers. I want V. Kent to have a job, so that's They're that's right. ending at six. So he gets to do that, and then we the you know, the immortals. get him on something good. War of the Immortals, the first one canceled. Who would have known, Eric? The War How of the Immortals can that go on, and there's no like announcement for Brimstone. This, that's what I'm expected. saying. The Immortals. I make fun of you with the sniffers and the the Indians. And I like that book so much more than that Curse of Brimstone. And Curse of Brimstone goes on. Why? The only reason that I think that that's remaining, uh, you know, what it is and keeps going is they think, you know what? That's the only destination if, if you're, if you're going towards horror. No, no, it's a horror that that book is being produced. It's not even worth the staples in that book. And I'm talking the digital copy, Eric. Well, Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, this book, they, you, you start on Blackhawk Island, you get a lot of talking, and they're talking. You mean June? June's telling them, and she's making no goddamn sense. It's all this thing. We're, we want to know what this nth metal is. We want to know what they're actually the doing in this book. Instead, we have uh, backstory slash I miss my man, the Ascendant, uh, who we see is there when, you know, it's this whole thing like, you know what? The Ascendant was there. He was there when we just learned how to walk. But we still had machines and flew above the Earth. But, they, you know, and they, it looks like they have farms. But they, there you go. We didn't even know how to use our thumbs. Oh, Turns out that the orcs were the original people of Earth. Yeah. And they used the orcs were the metal, original. Or as they call it, ook metal. Ook metal. That's the orcs because then they had a cryokinetic disaster of a safe zone where Eli, who was the ascendant, went and was the heir to time forgotten. I'm telling you, I could read this all day. This is all the thing. And you have June just talking just complete and utter nonsense to them, which they respond with nonsense. But the whole deal is you want to see what you got to do and learn what the, you know, the ascendant did. You got to go to Monster Valley. 
which of course is a tie-in to Maxim. Steve Orlando's story in JLA and Maxim, nobody like then. Uh, the worst. I'm sure he's going to show up next issue somehow and save the day. That guy. So then you I just go. Thought the one thing too. I'm telling you, I was legitimately trying to read this because I I like to read and know in everything that we're talking about in every podcast. I like to do a good job, Jim. This is the last book I was reading for the this yeah. podcast, and. Where Jude is just talking about the idea of Ook metal and, and being, oh man, maybe that's huh. the nth metal, and talking about the Ascendant and what it meant to June. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, June. The respect you had for him. He impacted so many people. He may be influenced in the next generation too. Fireman, just hang him back. Not saying a kind of thing. Next, not saying anything. All of a sudden, Neon, if not for you, Firebrand, yeah, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. he goes insane out of nowhere for and no please. reason. Out of nowhere, I wanted him to be pointing the other direction because the motherfucker's blind. He's yelling at the fridge. It's you, Firebrand. Like, no, that's the refrigerator. Like I said, it's you, refrigerator. He doesn't like to be wrong. But, yeah, he's just yelling. And like, listen, it's your fault. You did all this. What are you, paramedic? You think you know life and death? You're clocking in and clocking out? And then she's like, who? You want to go, sucker? We're going to go. And all this nonsense. And then they just calm down. To, to go off to Monster Island. And, and with that, you also have June's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. B- before you leave, Firebrand, I just want you to know, he, your powers are crazy. Don't chase the dragons. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, don't keep looking into all this nonsense in the and dark. Even the thing and, is, I lost the challenges of the unknown to those mysteries, to Janet. Now there are new challengers looking to that. So I mean, how do you know about the new challengers? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? You're on Black Hawk then, Island for some reason. But yeah. I don't know where you would be in this whole thing. The the, the, the old challengers, they were in stasis. And for some reason, an Aquaman freaking like, signal again, woke them up. I really don't know what the whole concept of what's going on. They're going down. They're going to Monster Island. So they go down there. They're going to go. You have them walking through Monster Island where you have Neon. He's sending out his, you know, Doctor Strange type spells, but he's blind. So everywhere they go, he's like, what's going on around here? Uh, there's there's trees who like knew it. That's it's weird just, too because it's, it's Monster Valley, Siberia, and they're one mile down. Yeah. One mile down, it's already Monster Valley. So they go, they end up finding the Ascendant's, you know, bunker that he's like, and even then, like, this is his war chest out of devices stashed away, only one burns with nth metal, residual heat. What? What are you saying? Because at one point they're walking, they can't find anything. And that's where Neon goes, it's here, silent and unknown, even to monstrous guardians, but not to me. The fires of creation reveal much, but I'm blind. And you just go and it's just, it's not. Oh no, Anamar Singh! I could sit here and read, (laughs) actually, and Anamar Singh comes and yes, you said it picks up, it picks up the nonsense because the shit that he says, where is this dialogue? I, I say it picked up when I was telling you about the whole thing. I was trying to get through shows June's. Up then. No, I was just trying to get through yeah. June's dialogue. I had no idea what the fuck she's talking about. Yeah. All of a sudden, we go to Monster Vomit. Oh god, what is going on? This is so boring. I can't even understand. All of a sudden, when Anamar Sin showed up, like, all right, something's gonna happen here. I was immediately disappointed because nothing did. But I thought for yep. a second something was gonna happen. When yeah, Anamar well, what that? Up. He shows up. And then he says, listen, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to take you down. Oh, no, I have an army of hierophants awaiting my word to attack, but I came first alone. You think we forgot? I forgive your assault on Fade. There needn't be further battle because my body processes nth metal and bonds it to my bones. My flesh diffuses their isotopes, exotic energy. 
or use it. I love where you have the shade thrown back by neon and something. I have no fucking idea what they're saying. And you're sensing it. That basically saying, if you don't give me nth metal, every soul that's bonded to my bones will die. So it's your loss. You're killing a universe of souls. Then they say back, Firebrand's like, no, no, that's what you did. And then he says, you're a liar, but you're not. And then Neon freaks out and says, listen, this isn't a bargain. <laughs> like, what's the whole idea on? here where he wants the, the super nth metal that was created, it's because yeah. he wants to bond it to his bones because he's running out of energy to keep the souls inside him intact. Because hmm. if he doesn't have the super nth metal, them yeah. souls will have true death. Just not yeah, living in fucking death. hell as inside Anamar so, Sin, yeah. the Sin Eater. So out of nowhere, Neon goes, he, you're right. I can hear their cries. They didn't go willingly. No. And then he just says, I'm not going to trust you. You you dealt with the bad Samaritan. Listen, and then he's just, no quick fixes. We created the isotope. It'll never touch your hands. And then you have freaking Firebrand just yelling in a way I said. It looks like she's drinking water out of a faucet, you know, at the backyard. I know what this is. I've tried the desperate bargains. You're sick, wounded, and fronting. Oh, fronting, oh, you front, are you? Are you? <laughs> Don't you be fronting. My. And then you the might be a, it's so funny. He, he, you're, you're sick, you're wounded, fronting, and the devil, all on our sin, wounded? <laughs> That's all he gets with that. He's like, how dare I you, I'm Thanagar. I'm one of the, one of the first children to learn that when a Brontodon is wounded, it's dangerous. I'm like, Goddamn please, Seaboard. time out. That, what, what, what are you saying? I mean, you're, you're referencing things that we would never know. And you're making it seem like these people, why would they know in Thanagar? They're not Thanagar. We're having the Thanagar Prime. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. And then they just start fighting where, and this is the best. Basically, Anamar Sin says, you can, you know, you beat Fade, but you're not going to be able to fight with me. There's no way you can beat me in a fist fight. And then she punches him. It's so great. He blasts her. He slaps her. Blasts her against the wall. And then you have what? And it's so great where Anamar Sin, and this is where I love to read these out loud and say the things like, nah, you can't fight over gravity. Neither does your blind leader. And you have Neon in the background just standing there in very like low kind of tone font there. Well, he I doesn't want got, Anamar to see He goes, I've still got some power. <laughs> like, really, what? Really? what have you done? And then basically it ends that it seems that somehow Neon had the ability to draw in or make a, I, you know, this big dinosaur from Monster Valley the come. The best is, though, but hold on. The, the, the Neon thing here is like, I still have some power. He has to whisper yeah. this. And then like, rumble, rumble, rumble. What have you done? Listen to the thunder of the footsteps formed the brush into a guiding path. Yeah. What? Uh, made room. That's what he says. And that is the listen. Listen to the thunder of footsteps. Listened, not hey, listen to it, and uh, formed the brush into a guiding path, made room. That, that's that's, and then no, and a monster dinosaur uh, thing comes in. Yeah, you sicked a dinosaur on him, and they're running through a portal there. If you can make portals, why didn't you make it before? He brought up Bronodons. The time folder is thrashed because they were going to get this piece of nth metal that was a time folder that was never explained anything. So then Anamar Sin basically says to this dinosaur, all right, I bested your forefather on Thanagar's primal birth, and you, you're just another soul, a loss soon, a a soul soon lost with no more nth metal. But this is a day of exceptions. Awake, the isotope remains. Necro Chariot, two for astral sublimation. 
It, what? What? What the fuck is going? A fuel rod has left me partially renewed. Prepare for my this. arrival. Uh, but watch out! The next spike of radiation. And then they go off to Gotham City. It's, it's you know you had the he- deal where Neon and uh you know Firebrand went off to uh what's it called Gotham City. But why didn't they go there first? I don't because know because they go, go there it's because the the, yeah. thin, the membrane is the thinnest here yeah, from the dark multiverse. This is where they're saying they go to Gotham City because Challengers Mountain grew up out of the the ground there, and that's where the membrane is thin between that know, and still the dark multiverse. Not- but even that, why, why wasn't this the first? If this is where your destination was, why is it just now that you're going when you went to Monster Island and did nothing? Look, besides all you that, I want to know when you know daytime became the Huntress's freaking time to shine. Yeah, well, it is now. There you go. Sin confirmed what we thought, that June thought. The isotopes, a unique form of nth metal connected to the Dark Multiverse. This is where Challenger's Mountain burst through from the Dark Multiverse. It's where Dark Knights made their roost. If the isotope came from the Dark Multiverse, not the Positive Matter Multiverse, this is where the membrane is thinnest. June warned me against this. Uh, really? Please, let's rewind, because I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. And then all of a sudden, you have... Now, this is the thing. Firebrand seemed to have to fight every every day. Yeah. She also seemed to, when she fought or got angry, she ended up, you know, working up. It's almost like a blood pressure thing, yeah. where her blood pressure would get too much. She'd have to work that through, the chaos engine, whatever. Now, it's Spidey sense. Because she's like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm getting worked up. My heart's heating up. What is it? I'm not even angry. And then she gets hit by an arrow, and it's Huntress. But also, I love that where Firebrand says, June warned against the Dark Multiverse. Have you been? No, only in a vision. I want him to be like you. Yeah, I flew there once. Once. It's a it's a great place to visit. I wouldn't want to live there. Are you saying oh, the Dark been? Multiverse is Denver? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, it's like you've been there only in a vision. Okay, so that was worthless. It's like every so bit you, of, you can just say no, Neon. Yeah, every bit of dialogue okay. in this book always ends up being no, and I didn't, and oh, I wish, and why, nothing. Why you, Steve Orlando, you know the answer. Why are you having them ask the question? Yeah, and why, why are it you It goes just, nowhere. It, it's, you it's don't a have goddamn, a response. It's a goddamn scavenger hunt, this book, without any sort of direction of what's going on or what they're doing. And uh, again, daytime uh, is where the huntress prowls. There's yeah. nines, there's nines and tens for this garbage. Why? Why, why I, are you I, doing I this? I couldn't get all the way through. I ended up having to start p- paging through and not reading all the dialogue because it was too much, Jim. It was too it's much. Fucking, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible. And yeah, you, you end with daytime is time for the huntress. And, you know, there you go. She's there. I, mean, just I, I, up. I, I don't know. Are they going to convince her to help? Or they gonna, I, I don't know. I don't Didn't care. they ruin her already in Hellblazer? Why do we got to keep yeah, doing this I, to Huntress? Like, this is where, you know, get her a, her own book like she had, you know, something to be in. Because showing up in these are just nonsense and it lessens her. Yeah, she's slumming it now in this book. This is just garbage. But what would you give it? I like the art enough. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, very bright. Okay. It's, I don't really I just like, like the it's brightness not something I really of it care stuff. for. Like, like I don't I know, know how this is. Oh, wow. The just good shows up on I would give this a two out of no ten. Reason. I couldn't even you know, get through yeah. it. I had to stop because it was just bothering me so much how nonsense everything was. Mm. I like that Anamar Sinch just there now. One of the big things, a, a guy who had some big things and some bad things to do in metal, and then he's just hanging out. And he just had Earth. the Phoenix Cannon. Never did yeah. anything with it. I know. He was just there. Yeah. He's the leader of Thetagard Prime I'm for depressed. whatever reason. I'm depressed now. 
bullshit. But no, it's yeah, just Stadigar. He's not I'm, the leader anymore. He's I, not I do, I do want to accentuate the positive, so I'm going to go 2.1. You gave it a two, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going 2.1. These, these books shouldn't exist. They, they really shouldn't. I, if you like it, then great, but really, we, we read these. There's there books are that we better say, books for you to read. There are books not that we say week. that <laughs> if, if we weren't doing them on the podcast, I wouldn't read. Read. I, I'm telling you, I think I, I don't know what I would do to these books. They're so bad, but they just shouldn't exist. But yeah, that, that's that. That's the podcast, Eric. I'm depressed, though. Don't mind. I'm depressed. All right, Eric, that is it. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is Super Sons Number Adventures of the yes, Super Sons. I was going to correct you. That is mine as well. Uh, I have the same score with Deathstroke, uh, but I'm going to give it to Adventures of Super Sons because it's back, and I was happy. Back for the attack, it was, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, that is my book of the week, but let's hear what we're going to talk about next week. Here and we... review, uh, and away we go. Catwoman number two, Joel Jones returns. Forgot that was a thing. Number two. It seems like it's been a while, though it did happen on July 4th, so it's pretty much a month. It's but monthly, it seems yeah, like, yeah. A, yeah, it seems very long. Uh, we have Detective 986, How Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, number 50, Eric. You know what that means? Final that issue. means that it's the final issue. It's done. Hawkman number three. I'm looking forward to that. We got Plastic Man not number me, three. Not me, it's not a Star Island. Yeah, Plastic Man number three. I hope that that gets something in there that, that hooks me in. Red Hood and the Outlaws number 25. That's uh, Jason Big Todd versus issue. Batman anniversary number 25, where this kind of arc and all this changes then. It's going to change out it's from there. Yeah, uh, we also have Sideways number seven. Yeah. Anything to say about that, Eric? Anything Sideways. to say? We, m- we, may see, we may see Tempest Fugion out. We got Suicide Squad number 45. We've been a little more positive on that book lately, so hopefully yeah. that continues. We have Supergirl number 21, which is the first Mark Andreco issue. So it's coming back, but they're going to continue with the numbering because it's going to continue the continuity is what they said. Uh, that's a shame because that continuity stunk. But yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing that. We have Superman number two, where I, we always say, did you read it or didn't read it or whatever. I did see the end of this and it's wacky for the flash number 52 the immortal men number five the penultimate issue of the war of the immortals it's gonna be a sad day for eric shea to say goodbye to that book there you go the main reason that i like it is because you don't like it oh my god i can't wait to see what happens with sniffer we also have the (laughs) sandman universe number one which we won't be talking about but reggie and chris are going to pick up the sandman universe books and that is the big kickoff and i saw a lot a lot of people saying that they really like it in the meantime we have our back issues podcast on the patreon where we do talk about an older issue that the badasses pick and it seems like they're going to pick the sandman number one uh the book was one of the options and i think that everybody's got sandman fever you like that sandman fever you like i've never that had sandman fever i know you didn't you don't want to dream dream there of the ending all my dreams that. are just you don't like want reality dream of the boring ending. as shit where i don't get laid you don't want to look at a comic book character that reminds you of Robert Smith of the Cure and no. makes me want to punch him. Titans number 24 and Wonder Woman number 52 where hopefully, you know, you'll have Steve Orlando actually decide he's going to write a story going Hopefully. forward, but we'll see. But this involves Aztec and a bunch of nonsense. So we'll okay. see if it's good. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe Shut everybody, I, you always say there's no bad, you know, characters, just bad writers, but I also think that Every writer has 
that one character that maybe it's their character they can write for, maybe this will be Steve Orlando's. And maybe he had his in Midnighter. Yes, he did. Actually, and no, then, he had his in Apollo, and Apollo Yeah, Midnighter um, and uh, Apollo, that's the one we like, but that's it. But before we go, Eric, we're going to continue the nonsense that we have before because we are going to play another bit of the wrong turn game of course i say this and i thought i had the theme song up this is the, the crazy it's because of this thing i only have one monitor going what am i goddamn caveman I don't what, know what, that I, means. what do i have no thumbs it's like i can't do shit now without this i, I need this extra deal eric i and right now i with two monitors i did end up i though. did end up getting a monitor it just didn't have the right connector now i gotta send away for that it's everything's going down for me and now i hit the wrong thing <laughs> now now i just have user error now because i went to the wrong i i want to hear the theme song eric and i'm gonna hear it right now now eric Hello, Weird Science. Ole, ole. The Wolfman. Way cool. Freddy Krueger. The Wolfman. Ole, ole. Freddy Krueger. Halloween. Jeepers Creepers. Way cool. Freddy Cougar. Wrong turn. He's a Draxelist. That ain't right. The Wolfman. Just do it. That's a remix, sir. Did you hear when I hit, I tried to hit Freddy Krueger Cougar at the exact same time, and I almost did it. I almost did it. I thought that it was seamless, is what that was. Really? Yeah, it was seamless, like my undies. Here we go. This is the next one. You already heard earlier what he... Why do your undies have seams? They don't have seams because I don't wear them. They're non-existent. Uh, You see? see? A little backdoor backdoor fun there. Oh, God. Those Uh, are the stretch marks. Gotcha. Yes, they are. Hey, listen. You don't give birth to five kids and not see the results eric that's what i said <laughs> uh, but with this uh we already heard uh what pro- what what uh, wrong turn thought deadpool was uh it made no sense so this one's even better and i had to bleep him out because i say okay wrong turn get over here tell me about that movie and he starts by yelling the movie's name oh now you stupid you're so but, excited and he was he was very excited i'm gonna turn up the sound on this so that everybody can get it now you, you're gonna listen i said i think i know what most people are gonna say but here we go and it may be right you may be wrong i may be crazier but here. he's awesome fucking monkey's awesome all he does is rip fucking rip, kills fucking dinosaurs fucking awesome there it is. A lot of f bombs. Remember the one time? Awesome. Remember the one time I had him record something and he said like "damn" and then he's like "I'm sorry, I cursed." And you get this. I'm gonna play it again. Just the idea. He's a I sweet like, boy. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite line is the monkey do's. <laughs> That's my favorite. The monkey do's that. Here we go. He's awesome. The fucking monkey's awesome. All he does is rip fucking kills fucking dinosaurs. Fucking awesome. Okay, so what I got out of this is that the monkey do some stuff. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's yes. fucking awesome. And yes. the, the monkey kills dinosaurs. There you go. Everybody can guess. You can get a hold of me any sort of way, which a lot of people are. I'm having fun with the guesses. And just sit there. Get in the mind. Be, be like Josh Vermillion. Josh got in the mind. 
of wrong turn. The problem so, is, so is that when you get in that the mind of the wrong turn, sometimes you can't. Come also, back. it's like the movie Cell. Sometimes you you don't escape. You, you're stuck in the mind, and then what you do is you have people giving you money for free. You, you can mess up and do anything huh. at work and never get yelled at. Because huh. this sounds great, right? But you can't be a man and get a license, Eric. There you go. Huh. That's the thing. Wrong turn started crying. He, I, I ain't no man if I do's gets the license, as he said. But I don't have a license, Jim. I, I know. That's why I said, look at him. I agree with you. Please, go take that test again. 400 bucks to get away from that nonsense over there? Please. Look at you. You're running home to see if you got your, your reptilian your informers. I, I don't even know what you're <laughs> My saying. reptilian informers. informers. I don't know what this is. All of a sudden, the, you mean repugnous? The fucking repugnous is there? I mean, really, that's it what wasn't. I... It wasn't. The motherfuckers well, gave him updates so they didn't ship it. You say to me... Hey, when I get home, repugnance might be there. I'm like, okay, are you going to ask Jess to go to dinner or what? Why, why, why do I have to know what you call her? Oh, God damn. <laughs> God damn. But yes, thanks, everybody. Uh, thanks, everybody who contributed to the podcast. Thanks, everybody who helps us out on Patreon and all that nonsense. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Repugnance. We'll see you in seven. Oh!